Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Fellerman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday night. It's February 26th. It's 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for tuning in. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Coming at you. Not far from the lines, Den here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Very excited for tonight's show. We have a great, great lineup. Chad Reed will be on, everybody. 228 main events. Sets the all-time record passing Mike LaRocco. Chad Reed will be on. Blake Baggett will be on. He's third in the 450 Supercross points. He flew into a net. He will be on. The NYK, Nick Way. Love him. Friend of the show. He will be on as well. Nick Way will be on to talk. AC and Ted's and riding and MDK and and much, much more. And you at 702-586-7857. Also joining us. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for everybody stopping me at the races to say hi and take photos and all that. I appreciate it. It's really, really cool. All you people who apparently really listen to the show. It's amazing. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us on the show. Sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com to get codes to save with many of those sponsors. So please check that out as well. Also, too, check out our app, Publix app on the App Store. You can listen to shows live. All the archives are on there. Every archive going back to 2008 when we first started doing podcasts are all on that app, as well as some bonus pods here and there as well. So please check that out on the App Store. We greatly appreciate that. And Amazon, too, if you're going to make a purchase at Amazon, go to the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Make your purchases, and we get a small slice of that, and we're able to uh, keep affording to bring incredible co-hosts into the show each and every Monday night, like this man here. He's a friend of the show. He's a nine-time AMA Supercross and Motocross winner. He's a factory rider. He's 10-time AMA Supercross and Motocross rider. Factory Yamaha, Factory Suzuki, MDK. He's the Cobra, David Villeman. What's up? Hey. Bonjour. Hello. I'm here. You're here. And we are on Facebook Live on RacerX Online. So if you want to go to Facebook and look at the Cobra, he is currently rocking a seven deuce deuce hat. Is that your new guy? Your new favorite guy? No. <laughs> um, Actually, I talked to him this weekend. You did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he talked shit to me, though. Why? He said, oh, your rider sucked in that, as he said. <laughs> uh, you're like, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I had to train him how to avoid uh, first-turn pileups, right? Yeah. Um, you're working with Dylan Ferrandis of the Star Yamaha team. Second place this weekend in Tampa. Going for the win at one point over Forkner. 
And then Forkner, Forkner uh, held him off and then pinned it through the whoops. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, it was um, yeah last lap uh, move that was uh, maybe not aggressive enough, or mm-hmm. you know. But that was a good spot to pass. It was maybe the, the t- tightest uh, yeah. spot, yeah. but it was kind of like a passing spot. Marv got uh, um, Tomac there, you know? Yeah. yeah, and also Hill, no, or something? They passed him back or something uh, like that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was Hill. Um, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to Tampa. Chad Reed will be on the show, DV, your ex-teammate. 228 main events. That's a lot. <laughs> is he done now? Is he retiring? No. You still no, going? No. We're going to ask him tonight. Is he's going to is he going to race in 2019? We'll ask him tonight. I um, thought he was going to maybe he's going to say I'm done. Nobody's going to beat that record. It's it'll be tough, huh? It'll be really tough. Um he's going to be on the show. Blake Baggett will be on the show. He flew into the nets. Blake Baggett it was fantastic. That was good though. Scaled down the nets right back on his bike and qualified. Flew up the track and still qualified. Yeah, was, seventh, right? It was phenomenal. Couldn't believe it. Uh, so Dave, David Villeman's here in studio. He is going to tell us all about working with Dylan Ferrandez, give us his thoughts on Tampa. We're going to give away a Vertex uh, piston for the 2018 CRF 250. Uh, what you want to do on that is go on Instagram, go to Pulpamex Show on Instagram, take a photo of your 2018 CRF 250, uh, tag Vertex Pistons, tag Pulpomex Show um, in the photo, and uh, we will pick a random one to win the brand new piston from the folks at Vertex Pistons as well. So thanks to those guys. Also, Maxima Oil Kit, as always, we'll give our Maxima Oil Kit away. Uh, the Dogger works at Maxima. Gotta love the Dogger. Right there, right? Where? A helmet? And like a, those pants right here? A replica helmet, right up there. Yeah. There we go. And... Uh, yeah, so looking forward to having all, all you people join us. And uh, GPs are starting up this weekend. I want to get your thoughts on the GPs. Argentina, right? Yeah, Argentina. They're coming up this weekend. How's that phone? Everything good on your phone? Hey, I'm going to share the Facebook Live on my phone. Okay, but you're on the show right now. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm here. Okay. All right. Great radio, bros. All right. Uh, over in the corner there, working the phones, producing the show, holding things down. The Travis Marks. What's up? Mark's dog. I'm going to have to have a talk with Tits about my microphone placement here. We were doing so good not not doing that. How'd you do in fantasy? You're going late, though. I wasn't late. I was here. Yeah, he's pushing it right now. He's pushing it. How'd you do in fantasy? Better than you. What'd you get? 270. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's something something I don't understand. You guys, I don't understand fantasy. Football, baseball. It's great. It's fantastic. People love it. Have you tried it? Yeah, but I don't see the the rush. What's the rush? I don't well, know. your friend Cedric Subaros, really. Oh boy, I'd like to rush up to him and beat the <laughs> ne- shit out of him. <laughs> I never said anything about you know. You said Subaros would be good. Uh, all right, ten tenth in uh, e race. Yeah, fifth in uh, yeah. yeah I, I really needed that main. You needed it. Yeah, I really needed that main out of Subaros. I. What did you lose? Well, I, I lost to him in fantasy. I got 192, Mark, so not not great. I had six guys. I win. Both, oh, both of my guys got fifth in the LZQ. How many That's, points can you make? Like, like uh, the I, best. I best. guess uh would be 182 in each class. 52 times yeah. three, yeah. and then yeah. 26 or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no one's got it yet, so. So we, so how do many? You got 270. Mm-hmm. What the winner get? 295. 295. No, so he maybe wins 297. He wins the Chad Reed jersey. Yeah, there was actually a, a two-way tie for first. And how do you break that? 
uh, whoever got the better score last week. Oh. And they were four points apart last week. Oh, boy. Yeah, tough race. Tough break for that guy. So... But, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good Chad Reed jersey this weekend. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to Kawasaki. We're giving away a KX250F, KX450. If you play Fantasy DV, you can win a bike. Good. I'll try next year. Okay, fantastic. We should have a retro fantasy. We could pick DV. Um, all right, let, hey, D, uh, DV, call for you right away. Zach, what's up? What's up, Zach? Dude, DV, I've been... Lifelong Yamaha fan, bro. In 04, or yeah, 04, when Wyndham cleaned you out, I was heartbroken. You and Chad Reed were my guys. And the other day, one of my idiot friends tagged me in a tweet, and then I didn't respond, and DV blocked me, and my heart was broken. So you didn't, didn't tweet? You didn't say anything? No. No. My buddy said, and I got the tweet out because I wanted to make sure I, I was on my words correctly. He said, worst tweet on the Internet get a load of this guy and tag me dv bro you blocked me bro didn't even write you back but you're he, my guy he didn't even, even he, me, I'm still, he was innocent I'm still dv like cobra i'm still the cobra fan bro yeah well what's your screen name it's zv111 zv and then z is in one z, z is in zoo I, I don't think i blocked many guys with 111 in it so i'll figure it out z z as in zoolander Zoolander Bob, yes. Zoolander Bob one eleven. Zebra. No, Zoolander Zoolander Victory one eleven. Oh, oh, ZV. Okay, ZV. Is he? Are you gonna do it? Uh, I'll give him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt. (laughs) He looks like. (laughs) He looks like he. I don't think. Hey, I don't think he does it. (laughs) That looked like very little, very little desire to unblock you. The thing is, I don't think he will either, but I really hope he does because I, I, he's really my guy. He's my guy. You're I, his guy. I, I, I because if I block you, that. if I block you, it's it's really you're really an idiot. He you was know? attached. He didn't say anything. I, uh, oh well, you know, find new friends. <laughs> hey, you know. we'll work hey, on it. How how I could feel the tension in my truck this morning. When you uh, said that Freeze came out in opening ceremonies, I felt like Jason mm-hmm. Thomas was going to jump through the yeah. through the radio. Yeah, I love it. Minute. I love it. And yeah, it didn't happen, but I was I was loving it. So um, yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. Thanks for the call, man. And we, I'll work on this hey, with DV. So hey, last thing I got to tell you, last yeah. thing, real quick. I called you a few weeks ago, and I told you a story about me calling RV an idiot when we were kids. And uh-huh. I thought it was a really good story, and then I listened to the show, and I was like, holy shit, I couldn't have told that story any fucking worse. No, yeah. So I, get on, I, I get on PlayStation Network to play, and, and well, you, you ended the call with, great story, Zach. Right. Hey, I get on PlayStation Network, and all my buddies didn't even know they're pulp guys great story zach i get to the track saturday great story zach so i got about 40 great stories zach from well, uh, that's another great story zach on your great story another another job another great work i feel like raining like yellow right now <laughs> like that's where i'm at so. you're pretty much raining yellow right now yeah you want to watch out <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate guys. it. You suck. Are you, you ass? Are you unblocking him? Oh no. What do you say, ZV? <laughs> Can we do it on a commercial? I need you here. I need you to focus. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. Um, DV. So let's start with this. Three straight races. The number two rider in the points has been hurt. Barsha, Rocks, and Barsha Sealy. Now uh, they're going to be out for a long time. We've had a lot of injuries. Marvin missed the race. Eli missed the race. It is 
it is adding up right now to be a, a an attrition, a war of attrition in the Supercross series. And there's a calls on on the social media and calls on Vital about it's on you know what can we do to make it safer, blah blah. And, and we talked about this today on my on my on our review pod with Wygant and JT. I mean, it's Supercross. That's what it is, right? I mean, the bikes are too fast and too powerful, but it's just one of those years. Do you agree? Is there something that can happen to stop these injuries from taking the stars of the sport out? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think injuries are the destiny of the sport, which is, yes, dangerous, but I think we can do something about it. Um, when, when you do the track like this weekend, you shouldn't be able to do a 3-4-4, four, four, let's say. You shouldn't be able to do that. I think with the four-stroke compared to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. even 30 years ago. You know, if you look at the races, everything is is very round now. The face are flatter. Uh, there's more space in between the jumps. Um, yes, a triple in um, in the rhythm section is longer, mm-hmm. but maybe easier now because the the, the transition is easier. Uh, the face is it, is flatter, so it shoots you. Or fa- it's taller. Farther. Yep, yep. Back in the day, it was squished together, not as far, but yep. pickier and slower. Mm-hmm. We need to slow the riders down. I think the tracks are too too fast. You know, we saw like the triple crown in A2. I think the track was really really f- yeah. fast. Yep. Because rear section, yeah, they're big, but it's round and flat, so the, the bias keep you know taking speed rather than going slower maybe a little higher Mm -hmm. and uh if you do like a picky stuff you wouldn't be able to do a three four like this weekend you you wouldn't so i think that's where we need to to make a change where um trucks are everything is a little steeper and more narrow Mm -hmm. so speed is down but after these guys that get hurt, like Roxanne is, you know, it's not the track, obviously. Right, right. But maybe it's silly. Maybe yes. Barsha didn't uh, jump a triple. Got, got, yeah. You know, Marvin went over the bars and the whoops. I think, and uh, you can do. Uh, Tomac made a mistake on his own, you know, all alone. Yeah. There's, there's also this. The, the mistake is a big part of injury. Um, as far as Barsha, I would do um, kind of like uh, an exit row. Yeah. What he's saying about yeah on the triple for triple like right, when right. the one that really close to the start yeah it wasn't that close though it was one turn two turns three turns you know yeah what I mean but let's say the first triple after the start right right maybe do an exit row even if it's kind of like something happened and then mm-hmm. you can maybe go on the side or whatever um, or jump if I'm Bosha right here I jump off the truck right I don't jump in the truck yeah I don't care yeah. I'll jump. I take the takeoff and I go on the side. <laughs> Hang and, a left. And I look and I look around and I go back in. Yeah. You know, or or you can jump double, you know, like you did, but and then just go on the side. You know, I think it's um, yes, it was a mistake because he mistimed the mm-hmm. the rhythm section before the triple. Yep. But yeah, I think the trucks are a little fast. Um, Bikes are super fast. Well, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you have to slow them down. What about that net that Blake Baggett went over? I think I think the net is a great idea. It should be Thank every you. every turn. That was every, me. 
I've know. been yelling about bets, nets for forever. I know. My, know. My, my phone blew up. Uh, we actually have a couple of voicemails. Let, let's play these. Well, I had a lot of voicemails, but here's two of the best ones. Steve, you are a genius. You saved Lake Baggett's play. Mm-hmm. He fell into the nets, and he was like Spider-Man. He fell right on his bike. You are a genius. Bye. Mathis, the nets, baby. That's the youth of today that I'm impacting. The children of today are looking at me like a hero. I think he was reading something, though. No. No chance, Stevie. That was script. big win for the Pulp Nation. We're taking over the world. Here we go, boys. Woo! Another, another fan of Pulp Nation for the Nets. It's fantastic. Um, it was pretty amazing to fly off the track on a quad. Scale down the net. Stay, stay on his bike. <laughs> just his like bike. put the net over your head. And he still qualified. Go. That was good. Phenomenal. That was good in Phoenix too. Was it Phoenix? Cold neck. Yeah. Yeah, it was Glendale. Yeah, that was. Uh, that one wasn't as graceful. It looked like he got decapitated a little bit by the <laughs> net. But it still, it probably still saved him from, you know, from more serious. I think uh, a baguette gets hurt right here. You do? Mm. Yeah. Force, it, maybe force. maybe he doesn't break anything, but right. he, he he jumps off, and the the brum is pretty high, yeah. and behind is flat yeah. and hard. Yeah. So he you know he hurts himself. Um, I wanted the nets in because I wanted to make bull burns on the outside of the stadiums, you know, and that was my idea. So to stop a bike or somebody from going to the stands, which is what Gurky did, you know, four or whatever, yeah. and. But they put them. They're they're using the nets kind of everywhere, and I mean it's, it, is, it is nice to see a safety factor. But my idea was more to help racing. But I'll take the safety credit that I'm. Getting. Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> it has to be safety. There's a lot of we've seen over the years people yeah. ju- jumping off, and yeah. you can't help people actually that's behind that yeah. too. There's people walking in and out, or um, but like we said before the show, I think they could have put a one. After the Wolves this weekend too, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they only yeah. have one or something. I don't know. I think they have four, and they put they have four. They're at four in that turn. They have t- two sets of two. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And they, they got to decide where they put them. Um, they need to make more. Yeah, that's what I say. I, I absolutely say that. Listen to me. I know, Tony. Listen to me. Um, it's going to be a great show. David Villeman's in studio. Chad Reed coming on. Our buddy Chad Reed and uh, Blake Baggett will be on to talk about that net. Nick Way, your old MDK teammate. He loved Nick Way. He loved his time at MDK with you. You loved MDK with him. Yeah, that was a, you guys that were, was a you great guys, season. You, you yeah. guys were buddies, for sure. Um, now, look, DV, Jason Anderson's rides at, like, Oakland and San Diego were pretty amazing. You know, he sliced through the pack, and he took two wins. So full props to Anderson on all of his riding. He has a 39-point lead right now. But he is getting some breaks. With with what's been going on, yeah. But, but you make your breaks, right? You yeah, know that. I understand that, but you know he's helping the other guys catch up too because he doesn't really stall that well. Mm-hmm. You know he has to work hard. You worked hard. Like he crashed in um, in Dallas, and then I thought you you rode great all the way to fourth. And uh, this weekend he was catching a little bit. I think at one point. Yeah. Um, but same thing, he had to. He had a tough time with Webb, and then, you know, he had to go through yep. the pack too. You notice what he was doing in the sand? He was wheel, t- yeah. wheel tapping the sand and, and getting over. What's it? good? It's funny with Anderson is there's always something's gonna happen. Like he's gonna do. I think he doesn't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> he's just like 
going for it and then he's compensating and then trying to do whatever is like the best. Ma- manual something or yeah, whatever yeah doing like the best move to make it work you know and that's what happened when he passed silly in the whoops i don't know if you saw last week he kind of really four or five yeah and then started like skimming again if he tr- tries to do that again maybe he doesn't do it right you know right, it's right. like it was like a one-time thing yeah but I like his the way he rides, and I've I've said it in he's my, loose, huh? In my column and on uh, Le Big and Popamex, yeah. If, if and Popamex, yes, uh-huh. it feels like um, he rides like a a rally rider, you know, like rally rally, rally yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't know what's going on. So you you ride fast, and then you see something, you you do something that at the last second, yeah, yeah. try not to lose what, uh, time, yeah. And he does exactly the same. You see him like going inside, outside, because he's catching up every weekend. And yeah. he makes everything work. Yeah, his he, outside works. His, when he cuts inside, it works. Dude, he just hangs off his bike. Like he, he, yeah, the bike owner is going like this. He's going crazy underneath him. And he's just yeah, he, <laughs> working it. Yeah, And I don't think it's – nothing is planned, it seems yeah, like. Right. It's all like on the spot. Yeah. And that's what I really like about him because he tries like to to be the fastest in on any lines, yeah. any condition. All the guys when they switch lines, they cautious because they don't know mm-hmm. where they are, and then so they go back to their old groove like a little later. But with Anderson, it's just pins it and then find a way to make it work every time. <laughs> but he needs to. He's gonna need to. Uh, those guys, <clears throat> it's tough to be six, seven seconds behind and, and catch Marvin and Tomac, yeah. which are two of the best out there. Yep. Um, so he's going to have to kind of start a little better. He's, he's been struggling. Tomac won two in a row now. This weekend he got passed by Marv and Hill, regrouped, got him back. Um, won two in a row. If he, there's nine races left, how many more does he win? And uh, does it matter to him? Because you won't win the title. No, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've said last week in my column, guy like Tomac to have a good season is the title. Title the only. Yep. I don't think last year was great. I'm sure he made a lot of money winning nine races, mm-hmm. but still no title. So I think a good season for Tomac, for Marvin now, for a guy that's like, like a Roxen, yep. a good season ends up with a, a title. Otherwise... You know? Otherwise, it's so-so. Even if you won a lot of races, yeah, yeah it's it's fine. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. You won the most races. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, they all those guys are um, hired to win a title. And they want to win because, you know, they put the work and yeah. stuff. I'm sure yeah. all those guys work their asses off. So, <clears throat> But, yeah, Tomac, it's, it's on and off. It's been it's, like this for a long it's, time. It's, I don't know, you know if we've seen a, an elite rider. Like an elite guy have issues like he does. When you're uh, elite, you when can, you're elite, maybe James. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you can put James in there. You can put Bradshaw. Um, Bradshaw. Yeah, Bradshaw won, a little bit. Sure. Won yeah. Ten races in '92. Yep. Yeah. No, that's your. <laughs> Did you're not right. win. Yeah, you're right. Um, and you like Tomac because he was sitting coach in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You were a fan of that. Yeah. And then it's funny. Did you tell him that? No. No, I don't really talk. I talked to his dad the other day. He was at Elsinore with Jermont. Uh-huh. We talked for like 15 minutes. And, you know, I actually like his dad. But yeah, his dad's I don't, cool. Yeah. I don't think I ever really talked to him. Yeah. I don't I say what'd hi. What did you and his dad talk about? I know. We talk about this and that. 
You know, mm. it seems like this and that, Marks. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really uh, specific. We talked about Eli because it it was just after he got hurt, um, the first like after Anaheim. Yeah. And he was there with Jamal, and we were talking about some stuff. But you know, nothing really specific. Um, and then I I was telling him what I was doing, and uh, and we talked a, a little bit at the airport this weekend too. But I never really talked to Eli. I don't think. Yeah. But you know, I like what he does. I think he's you know, there's Anderson on one side where mm -hmm, yeah. I'm confident when he does something, when he changes line, I know it's going to be okay. Yeah. He has the reflexes and everything. Sometimes with Eli, when you change lines and stuff, I'm, he scares me a little bit. Yeah. He's a, he's a robot a little bit where it has to be like yeah. perfect. Like this weekend, he made some pretty big mistakes on yeah. the, he came short on that quad, yep. the first quad. Yep. And then the, he never did the, the last one. No, he quad, never did the last one. But no. on, the, on that three, yep. he was sketchy. He yeah, landed no. on the fourth one one time. He's, he said in the press conference that he had some scary moments. <laughs> yeah, he had a few scary moments. I think yep. it's, it's the guy where, like you said, more like a robot. Yeah. When he finds his groove, yep. his line, and he sticks to it, he's like almost unbeatable. He, uh, like we saw him last year in Phoenix. I thought that was one of his best rides. Um but sometimes when you yeah. change lines and then there is some sketchy section, yeah. even in a whoop sometimes, yeah. he was like on the edge a lot. He, he said in the press conference, or t he told me like, yeah, like when I get in the start, like I'm gone. And he's like, I'm usually, I can usually check out. And then he was like, I got passed. It was like robot Eli was like, okay, get the start, got the lead. Okay, gone. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was like, Hill got him and Moosecan got him. Yeah, Hill so, was on fire. Right? Yeah, I really like it. Hill was amazing. He quadded that thing, no problem. Yeah, Still I really like, like it. And then he, he was kind of like, at one point, that's really, it happens a lot. And we're sitting with James and, and a lot of writers. When at one point, you feel like you're walking on water, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, you, you Just, like, I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. that's where something's going to you know happen <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know you always need to keep that like margin of safety yeah. and i thought like it was you, like you before daytona yeah no that's that's not, that's nothing that's nothing to do with margin of safety right here <laughs> but I, I liked that he was like going for it and he was on the edge a little bit and yeah. he made a that was a stupid mistake though yeah he, just, well, uh, he was i don't think he thought marv was going to hang there for a second you know yeah, yeah. but when you see marvin going at so tight yeah. inside, you know it's going to take time to turn. You cannot gas it right away. Yeah, yeah. So he has to. He wasn't yeah. impatient. Did that's you see? All. You see Marv hit Anderson in practice? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see. Was it second last uh, practice? No, or? second one. I think. Yeah, might have been first. Yeah, I only saw the last one. Okay, yeah, might have been first or second. Yeah, it was interesting because they're buddies now again, I guess. But yeah, I saw a photo of yeah. them together this yeah. week. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? You know. But then Marv in press conferences is saying like, ah, he's got one coming. Like I. I you know, I'm going to take a, ch yeah, a shot if I get I, You yeah. know, I think if Marvin is, is kind of like waking up in that area because he's riding more aggressive with people. Yeah. With Tomac, he was aggressive. Yeah. Also with... Uh, that was a nice pass he put on Tomac. That was really yeah. nice, yeah. And that's something I don't think you would have seen in right. the beginning of the season. Right. But he's, he's, been, in, he's been like uh, pushed over a lot yep. this beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I think you realize he has to go for it. Which now. is something you've been telling him. Yeah, you got to. When yeah. you ride supercross, and then at this level, with with the guys are like within a couple tenths a lap, 
you cannot pass something clean if they don't make a mistake. So you got to go for it. You know, you got to get in there. Um, yeah, some would say that Marv needs to wake up, Supercross, eat Supercross, <laughs> shit, Supercross, <laughs> fuck Supercross, <laughs> and sleep Supercross. That's it. That's what you got to do. Yeah, but I think he does, though. Does Ferrandez do that? Yeah, now. Yeah, this we, year. Marks, I tried to get Ferrandez on the show tonight. DV has him on an East Coast sleep schedule, like in bed by 8, because that's 11. So in bed, eight Pacific. Pacific. Okay, eleven Eastern. Like in bed. You're giving my secrets away. He, right he, here. Got, you know, he lives his life on the gotta, East Coast. Yeah. Put that hammer down. You know, I like that. A lot dude. of people think I'm a clown, but it's this. <laughs> a lot of people, let's say everybody, but like three people on Earth think I'm a clown, right? But everything is very thought out. You know, he's he's on the East Coast sleeping schedule for a while. Right. I don't want him to get to the East Coast on the Thursday or Friday, and at two o'clock in the morning, be yeah, no, awake hey, because I should be on that because I'm I, this weekend. I was laying there, I was wide awake. That's that's what happened. Yeah. Um, let's get Chad Reed on the line right away. David Villeman brought to you by Vertex Pistons. The Vertex Pistons guys have been a big part of our show for a while. OEM Piston on KTMs and Huskies, everybody. Pulpamex Show 18 is the code to save at Vertex Pistons. Uh, please check them out. Uh, love those guys. And Pulpamex Show 2018 code, I should say. Full range of two- and four-stroke pistons and replica, high compression, and GP-style configurations. David Villeman brought to you by Vertex. The pistons for the 2018 CRF250. Forged from 4032 aluminum, 14.2 to 1 compression ratio. Stock is 13.9. Uh, a T-box forging design to strengthen the area around the wrist pin. A Molly skirt coating to ease break-in. DLC coated wrist pin. We're going to give one of these kits away for the new bike if you tag uh, Vertex Pistons and Pulp Mech Show on Instagram. Um, just send us a photo of your 2018 CRF250 and uh, tag us, and we will pick a random winner to get the Vertex Pistons kit from those guys. That's David Villeman. They uh, they brought you here. Uh, or they brought you, David Villeman, on the show. Um, let's go to Dustin. Dustin, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's going on? Um, I had a question about Hill, but real quick, um, Baggett going into the net. Dude, I mean, I've watched the replay a couple of times. He was going to go sailing, right? Like, he was... He was airborne. If yeah, the nets weren't there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. He was he was uh, gonna be. Yeah, bro. I, I saved his life. <laughs> I, I saved his yeah. life. <laughs> Maybe for not sure, his life. Sure. Maybe not his life. Okay, all right. Maybe not his life. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, with Hill, uh, it, it, on the TV broadcast, it didn't really show too much of what, after he wrecked. Did he? Uh, was he coming back through the pack? Did he just? Was he not able to? Um, uh, keep coming forward, or yeah, what happened? He picked his bike up about fifth or sixth, and finished fifth, I think. So um, that was about it. There was those other guys were gone, but he maintained his pace. He might have been behind Pike, and Pike went down in the sand. I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, I think once you crash like that, DV, you're full of energy, you're full of excitement, and then you crash, and your energy kind of goes. And yeah, he's, it's, it's tough to regroup after that. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's a 250 guy, anyway. So you know, did he stop doing that last quad then after that wreck? I think he's still in traffic, or I think he's, he's done. He, he did it after. I think too. he did too. Yeah. yeah, I think he did do it. Yeah, not every laugh for sure, but I think he did it again. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, thanks guys. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, our next guest on the show, first guest, I should say, after David Villeman, of course, is brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal. Uh, the 7 Deuce Deuce runs a red rear Cat 5 sprocket of the MV3 chain. Jerry Robin uses Vortex. GPF Babbitt's Cowie uses Vortex Racing. Uh, Factory Yamaha does as well. The V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. And we thank the folks at Vortex for all they do for us. And so if you want to deal on Vortex, like I said, email Jake, and he will hook you up with whatever Vortex has mentioned, Pulp and Mech Show. Next guest is the all-time record holder in Supercross main events this past weekend in Tampa. He's a legend. He's a two-time Supercross champion. We're happy to have him on. David Villeman's old teammate. Chad Reed. What's up, Chad? How are you, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're good. Uh, so you said that DV was pretty happy on, down at the podium for Ferrandis, huh? He was excited? Oh, yeah. Real, real happy. Real excited. A lot of clapping. DV. You got to. It was awesome. You got to. You got to build your guy up, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of work since, you know, coming out of the injury and a, lock, yeah, uh, a, a long winter of, of work. So it was cool. Chad, he's got his, he's got his guy yeah. on an on a East Coast sleep schedule. Like he goes to bed at 8 o'clock at night out here in the West. DV. Tra- 8 o'clock. DV training. <laughs> you know what? Since we're talking about DV training, can we go back to the press conference? <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can. Sure. Go ahead. We... <laughs> hey, so the word is, and I know I forgot lost in translation here, but he says that DV is doing everything with me, including my physical training and all this. Does that mean that DV's back in the gym? Uh, back in the gym, I'm not lifting. I'm just, I'm just supervising. Uh, I'm supervising. Oh, you're su- you just, no, no, okay. okay, all right. We were wondering. For that was what of- me and Mathis thought, but yeah. it, was, it was like, yeah, me and DV's right there with me, side by side. We're doing it all together. Ferranda said that. Yeah. Yeah, we. I, I bicycle when he runs behind him. Oh yeah. I, I go to. No. Hey, it's still something. And you, what you do? You have a scooter when he bicycles? No, no, bicycle goes. <laughs> I'll check his stats on his watch if this good or not. I'll stay home. <laughs> oh, I wanted awesome. one. I wanted a Zuma. I wanted to, to build a, a Zuma with like a roll in the back, like the, what the, the cyclists have to train. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little uh, two arms with a, a steel uh, roller on the back. So, okay. so the bicycle yeah. can hit you and not crash. And then you can uh, you know, know. go for I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that. but you never seen that? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like they ride protection for the for the. Oh, okay. Guys. They do that be, behind the cars too. You know, like it, it's just a ball with the, like a steel uh-huh. roller. You should have just told us that you do yeah. everything because that's what Ferranda said. You see, he said you do everything. Yeah, me. It was it was pretty good. It was comical. I got me and Mathis got a good kick out of it. We did. Yeah. I wanted to watch. I wanted because I didn't go. I don't care. I went. I went back to the truck. Yeah, I had to be over the mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to check uh, what he said in the press conference. He's, if he talks about me and says thank you, because he, he did. I asked the question about yeah. you. I asked about you, and then he he really gave you a lot of credit, right, Chad? Like he really gave him yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, that's credit. what we were talking about. He was saying like basically you're there doing everything with him, and and yeah, like he owed it to you for sure. He gave you a lot of credit. Sure. Yeah, I wanted to check online, but I only see the 450 press conference. DV said, Chad, earlier that only three people in the industry do not think he's a clown. <laughs> only three people. <laughs> That's it. Am I Am I one of the three? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> so maybe four? <laughs> he doesn't think so. No. I think you're good, DV. I, 
I think uh, you're you're out there, but you're cool. Uh, I'm good with it. Rocky and Apollo. I tried to get that going for show 300, but yeah, quite, <laughs> we did too. <laughs> it didn't quite work out. Um, <laughs> hey, Chad, congrats on the record. Um, like you know, it, it's really really an accomplishment. 131 podiums along with that, by the way. Um, like you said, though, it's cool, it's awesome, but you really want to get that win record, uh, oldest guy to win. Uh, that's really what you're going for. But hey, no, no matter what, this is a cool record. I think this is awesome. No, it is, and and really, until the until I qualified, you know, which damn out of a last chance, but uh, yeah. until I kind of went up on the last chance, it didn't. It really didn't hit me. Like I kind of was just like, and I honestly think that it hit me harder in the fact that like, obviously the year's been difficult mm-hmm. and nothing. You know, it's just been a struggle. Like I've been in more last chances this year than I have in the last sixteen. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's been a really challenging year and and i think that it it finally hit me of like just like there was so much against me you know like it was <laughs> you know like just trying to get into shape trying to ride not riding good and just you know i still struggle on my right hand as you know i just don't mm-hmm. trust my foot and get in there and get out of there and so i just i just give up a lot and it's like you know when i finally you know won the last chance and i qualified and it was you know pretty much i was guaranteed that you know that 228 mm-hmm. it kind of like there was a lot of like emotion tied to it you okay, know like good. that i didn't yeah. really expect and it was kind of like wow you know like that was you know like i don't know that i was thinking about it but i i i i do think i was thinking about it without putting like my full attention into it you know so right 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 um so now I feel like I feel relieved that 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 number's now mine, and I just you know for whatever the number becomes, it becomes, and the bar will be set pretty high. So um, yeah, no, I I feel better moving forward from right. here. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the forty five, you know, trying to win it. Well, what will be my thirty fifth birthday yeah. or thirty six? You know, depending yeah. on when that win comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you know, it's. The win's not the priority right now. I just want to get back to riding more like my normal self. Yeah, are you, um, you know, talking to Dan a little bit, talking to yourself uh, since the beginning of the year? Uh, everybody kind of thought that you would be closer to the top 10, top 5 by now. Um, are you a little frustrated at that just because you've been able to ride now and you're kind of able to test a little bit more and your results are, you, you seem a little better. Like in the heat race last week, you passed Tickle and it's a little better, but are you frustrated that it's not getting better quicker? Yes and no. Um, you know, I think that, like, for sure, yes, I'm frustrated. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you you know the facts and the facts don't lie, you know, it's just the, it's kind of like what DV just said about, you know, like a long off season coming back from an injury. And it's mm-hmm. like, I literally came off the couch. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't believe that anyone would or should. And I wouldn't <laughs> recommend you know, and, and it. I, and I think... And, and I think I was a little bit naive and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, really I was pot committed because I did the VIP experience. I think if I didn't do my VIP experience or it didn't take off and it wasn't as successful as it, it as it has been, mm-hmm. then I probably, I don't know that I show up for the first month, you know, yeah, like I yeah, really don't. Sure. I, yeah, just, yeah. I just, I, I just, I wasn't ready, you know, like going into the first race, it's kind of like, I'm like, you know, everyone's like, oh, cool, you know, and it's like, but deep down, I was like, I was scared, you know, like I, I, I hadn't rode the bike, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I hadn't been training, I hadn't been doing anything, <laughs> and it's just been one of those things, it's like, 
you know, each week I progress and I progress and it's like now I'm writing during the week, I'm able to do some training. Um, and I'm feeling better, but the result on paper ain't necessarily changing a whole lot. So that's been frustrating, Yeah. but I feel like when it, when it comes together, it'll all come together at, at the right time. And, and right. hopefully we can be full steam ahead after that. So, yeah. um, well, so, yeah, yeah. But no, that's but we're good. getting there. I mean, it is what it is. It's like, yep. I, there's a part of me I'm frustrated, but man, it's like the facts are facts and yep. you know, like whether I'm 19 or I'm 35, I think that what I did this year is is really, really difficult and pretty stupid. I wouldn't necessarily argue with that. I was so surprised you were racing Anaheim 1. I was just like, wow, with that limited amount of time. But, yeah, it's 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 been tough for you. But, I mean, your attitude to, uh, from, from me, for a little bit that I know you and talk to you, your attitude seems good. Even tonight, you're not – it is what it is, right? And you're not ready to be on suicide watch and everything else. So that part's good. Like, I don't know if you – you know, five years ago, maybe you don't have this mentality to – handle this but well, I, guess, I think five years yeah. ago you just kind of like you know you're in a different place and situation and you just you stay at home and heal right. up and come back when you're ready you know right. and like i feel like like i really wanted to be at the races um you know a lot of people think that i you know like the the record was why i was there but that it wasn't that was that wasn't really why i was there you know like i think yeah. the record no matter what was always gonna like i honestly think that if i was going for the record and i sat out you know, mm-hmm. first five weeks or whatever and got in shape. Like, I mean, I was always going to get the record, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that, yeah, that that's not quite, you know, true in, in my opinion. But, right, right. yeah, it is what it is. It's coming around. And I think that the hardest thing right now is I'm getting into shape and I'm riding better. Um But we're we're just struggling trying to keep that evolution with the with the suspension. So yep. it's a bit of a bit of an ongoing battle. Yeah, it's like I get better. Right. Yeah, and then we make the bike better, and then the bike's good, and then I'm not good. <laughs> we, we go back and forth. So, uh, but man, it's it's been a challenge, but it's been fun too. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. If you got a question for Chad Reed, give us a call. It's brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, we thank the folks at Vortex for making it happen. Um, the the hundred and thirty one podiums, DV. How about that? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's also the most in history, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's the most in history. Yeah. And then what about, like, I, I I wish somebody could add this up. We probably could. Heat race wins. Good God. We don't give a I have, shit about I, those. No, I, have, I have 79, I think. Oh, really? I oh, you actually figured it, it out. The, okay. Like, I probably it, would say that. Uh, it's tougher like, to, eat a, like, to win a heat race than to put you on the main event, almost. I agree with that right now. Really? I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I think the podium for the main event. I'm talking just the good guys, and yeah, you know, yeah. like I think the good guys. You, you, the heat race is the heat race. The main event is where yeah. you get go and cash in. I, I think the heat race is, yeah, yeah. a little bit silly. But, um, um, yeah, that's. that's but I, I, what I was saying is, is like you know, like obviously the build up to coming, you know, like the record. Like I've seen a lot of stats and, and stats that I really hadn't taken notice in, and, right. and I, like a lot of people were talking stats lately, and mm-hmm. you know, like. And I guess that, like, it all, all that kind of built up at one time. And I don't know, like, I just feel like, you know, like, you, 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 sometimes you get stuck of, like, just, you know, you're just trying to win, you're trying to win. And it's like, you know what, like, I'm not ready to win right now. Like, you have to be honest with yourself, you know. It's yeah. just like, yeah. if I was 100% and I just put a full off season in, like, I would expect to win. And if I wasn't winning, I'd be like, you know what, I'm bummed, but I'm not good enough to win. But yeah, yeah. right now, like, I'm not there. Like, I just don't think that I'm physically yep. – 
like there and 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 I and I don't I think it would be wrong to myself to be like yeah you suck right now like it's right, just, right. I'm not there like you got to be like I feel like you got to respect the process and mm-hmm. you know like my foot's still not 100% like it's like I feel like I'm riding around it you know 60 you know 60% so um you know we continue to try to work that better but yeah like the, talking about those stats like that yeah. just made me I don't know you see all those I'm I think I'm tied like I have 200 um top 10s and I think I'm tied with Morocco on that also um, you know, so it's yeah. like, I don't know. There's, yeah. there's just, it's nuts. When all, when all said and done, if I wanted to walk away right now, like, I don't know, I feel, I feel good about it. You know, I really do. Like, like I just, <laughs> I kind of laugh about it. Like I was walking the track this weekend and, you know, one of the dads of the riders, you know, that's been on the podium in the last couple of weeks was just walking around with his head, you know, like he's a seven feet tall and he's all cocky and i'm just like dude you've got two podiums in a row you know like i did yeah 25 in a row come on you know like right, right. <laughs> i don't know it's just interesting yeah. like i i feel like i feel like i'm i'm good now <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's nuts hey chad what's next now what's the what's the goal next dv honestly and and, and you're probably thinking crazy and everybody does but like i honestly like my goal is to just keep continuing to get back into shape and whether that's, you know, in time for the rest of the year or not. But like, I really don't plan on this year being my last. Um, I don't see anything special being done at the front, you know, like it's not like it's earth shattering or, or, you know, a groundbreaking new thing that they're doing. They're mm-hmm. just, they're, they're racing hard. They're, they're prepared. They got good bikes and teams. And I think that once, once I get prepared the way you're supposed to prepare, then, I would, I would like, I would like yeah. another shot at trying to win another race, and I really want to win, be the oldest guy to win a race. You know, like I think that, like when I compare Larocco's career to mine, like I feel like my credentials outweigh his, um, and I would like that that record of the oldest guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Do Do you? Uh, so do you plan on uh, racing next year? Then I do plan on racing next year. Yep. Um. I was I I was actually saying that, and then I've been saying that there's no like a, there's no a Reed, a Wyndham, a Stewart, a Ricky nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. Well, there's, a, there's still a Reed, but yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> but like like a 2004, well, uh, you know, how about, Reed. Well, DV, you've been at the races. <laughs> Have you noticed how much the crowd's been going? The crowd loves no, Chad still. It's I go so a little story. Okay, I right. do track walk. Yep. With Dylan, and then all of a sudden, I have all the French guys are there. There's right. Subarus, there's another yeah. kid, there's Marvin yeah. with us, and then we sat on the landing on the fir- uh, the first room section, the the first triple before mm-hmm. four four. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, <clears throat> I tell those guys, I'm like, uh, a 2004 read or 2008 read of Baba. Yeah. First practice, they're gonna do three four four. That's easy. I think that's yeah. Marvin says, "Hey, that's not a video game." He said, "It's not possible." <laughs> he says, "I'm like Marvin. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. I don't know if there is somebody. I don't think there was there's somebody that's gonna do it in front today. I don't think like <clears throat> I don't think it like a Tomac yeah. or or Marvin or somebody would do it. Um, and you know, I was surprised obviously that Hill and Baguette did it." 
But I knew that was something. Even with a 2008 bike, yeah, they would have done you it. You can do it, right? Don't you it's think? It's so Chad? funny that you say that because, like, because uh, as soon as I walk, because I obviously when I walk the track, I still see that. You know, like I'm like, dude, you could totally go three, four, four, and I, I don't even know who. I think it might have been. Uh, Dan actually and Dan's like no I'm like yeah you'd totally do it look at it like you'd totally make it like <laughs> the first four would be the only four that you'd have to worry about because after that yeah, on the, your side and, yeah the last one and is easy just, yeah. it, well, the last one is easy you just you just gotta it's more of a commitment than than the distance you know mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> and he's just like no and I'm like dude Stu would do this thing fourth lap of practice third lap of practice <laughs> that's exactly it. what and I said matter, and and no matter what, you have to do it because it would be ridiculously fast, which you've seen, like, yeah. Hill. Would, oh, when Hill did it, It yeah. would have been actually, you know, I only just watched the, TV, the, the race uh, last night, and it's like, it actually would have been interesting to see Hill get to the lead and see what happens, you know, know. like, see whether, yeah. he, you know, say like, does he, does he run away or, or what, you know, like, we'll never know, but yep. yeah, it would just be interesting. That was a big, it was a big, uh, it was a big gap to, to bridge for somebody that wasn't doing it, you know? No, for sure. Uh, let's get to some phone calls. First up, uh, lines are packed, of course, for Chad. Kyle, what's up? What's your question for Chad Reed? Hey, Steve. You're the guardian angel that saved Blake Baggett. I am. I am. I saved Blake Baggett's life. Yep. Hey, man. Uh, Chad, with everybody, you know, going down and getting injured, uh, if there was a fill-in ride to a factory team, would you entertain that idea, or would you just keep cruising with your own rig the way you got it? Hmm. Interesting question. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe there's something coming. Yeah. Maybe there's something out yeah. there, Kyle. We'll see. Hey, it'd be, it'd, it'd be good to see. Maybe uh, maybe in Atlanta next week when I'm there. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for the call, Yeah. Probably Atlanta's a little soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, what's your uh, question for Chad Reed? Hey, Chad. Uh, congratulations on the, on the record, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, you know, I I think you're riding great, bro. I mean, there are a lot of guys, a lot you know, younger than you that that struggled to make a main event. You're you're still clicking them off with no problem. It seems like so. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's man. not a <laughs> like you see right now. I mean, there's so many guys hurt, and you know, it's like I've had three tough years. Um, but man, it's just it is. It's a brutal sport, and I guess that's what. Like this weekend, I had realization of just how tough it really is, and you see these guys going out, and you know, and it's like I feel like sometimes I sit and I go, man, I could have won this race or that race, but you know what? Maybe I gave up a win or two, but yeah, I, I made every race. I finished a lot, and yeah, the record shows that. You I know? mean, that that says a lot right there, man. I mean, you know, like you said, it is a tough sport, and uh, you know, it it takes a lot just to get in the main event, so. But uh, my question was, who back in the day did you want to beat more, Ricky or James? Which which was your, who did I want to who would you want to beat, want more? To beat yeah, more? Yeah, Rick, Ricky or James? Hmm, Ricky. I think Ricky and I always had that just grind it out. You know, like I wanted to just kick his ass. Um, <laughs> James and I seemed like we just had a like we just didn't like each other. You know, so it was more like a bitter rivalry. Yeah. Ricky and I had a real, for the most part, pretty respectful, but just a just a brutal on track 
you know, going going at each other. Um, where James and I seemed like it was off track, on track, everything. <laughs> right on, so man. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Um, Cheers. Later. I, I talked to Mookie after the race, and, and I asked him about you, you know, in the record, and kind of asked, asked a few guys about what they thought about it, and Mookie's like, you know, he's like, Chad's great, Chad's awesome, I rode at Chad's house last year, Chad should come to my house. I said, that would be awesome. <laughs> a photo of Chad in the gar- green garage. <laughs> I know, right? I, <laughs> um, hey, I, times heal everything. And, yeah. Yeah, and he's asked tonight, but I just, there's still something that I feel <laughs> like I'm cool with him coming to my place. Right. But man, I don't know, like. I just think it would be like, what happens if James, like, I mean, I wouldn't be bothered if James shows up because whatever, you know, I think we're past that at this point, but I don't know. It just, yeah. there's definitely some graves there, you know? Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. No, it'd be, it'd be weird, man. Uh, AJ, what's your uh, question for Chad Reed? Um, I just actually, it's all, it's for all, all you guys. So, um, like if you remember back when it was like Dungey and Jason Lawrence going at it and, like Lawrence got into his head, right? Yep. Um, do you think like Ken Roxon is kind of like, uh, like you can easily get into his head? I mean, like Cooper Webb, for instance. Uh. It just seems like anytime someone says something, like he says something. Well, I don't know if that's like a cover up or something like that or not. I don't know. I, what do you guys think, DV or Chad? I mean, anything thoughts on that? I don't think so. I don't think that was. I don't think that was because of Webb. I, I thought he was pissed that he got passed and he wanted to move up. And you know, I don't think that's anything to do with the writer. I mean, it, it's the first guy that's you know in social media age. He's grown up with it, like unlike Chad and and Dunge and Villapoto. And so he's grown up yeah. with social media, and now he just doesn't doesn't care what he says on social media. You know. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah. Definitely doesn't care what he says. No, you know? <laughs> no, he's not. No, no fucks given by by Kenny Roxon. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chad, for the VIP program you spoke of earlier, uh, it seems like it's a success a little bit. It's working out well for you. I mean, it's a huge part of how you're going racing, right? Like these, like this, this program is is a, a big reason why the truck's there and and you're racing again, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. No. Totally. It's. Uh, I mean, it, without that, I don't know that I can pull it off you know um it's just yeah like you gotta it's gotta make sense to go racing and that that was a big part of you know what's helping me be out there and and that's why i'm committed to being there you know like it's kind of like that the first six weeks it's kind of like it made zero sense to try to be there but like i it gave me motivation you know to to be there for the fans and and for my vip experience it just and it's been good, nothing but positive. And this past weekend, um, because of the obvious, you know, the crazy weekend and yeah. stuff like that. So then we we didn't really run it this weekend. So, right. um, you know, it was it was basically everybody. You know, like everybody on my team, but Goose is from Florida, so yep. um, it was everybody's hometown. So we just basically tried to enjoy the day and and enjoy the experience. You know, this weekend with friends and family and things like that. So um, it's good. Does it? Does it take away from a little bit of your program with these guys? I mean, you, you know, you got to say hi to him. You got to spend some time with him. Uh, I've kind of asked Dan about different things, and it seems like it's going no, well. We, like, is it okay for you, or is it is it adjustment for they're, you? They're being like, uh, you know, like they seem super cool with you know, like with with me getting in there and saying hi whenever I can. And um, we haven't had any issues where you know, because first and foremost, I think that everybody understands that I'm there to do my job, and um, whenever I had 
spare time, like I go go talk to those guys, and you know, like uh, Dan and I have a, a down to a you know a good schedule where. Yep. You know, right after autographs, um, you know, we roll in and I do an, you know, like I sign everything that they want to be signed. We give jerseys and number plates and, you know, a bunch of things like that out. And um, so, yeah, no, it all, it all fits. And we do a drawer at the end of the day for, you know, for a special prize for, from somebody. And um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. It hasn't, yeah, no, not at any point does it feel right. like it's a distraction or anything like that. It actually, in my opinion, it actually makes me feel more motivated that, you know, that, that you're there, um, you know, not just for yourself, but, you know, like there to put on a good show for, you know, people that are come to, you know, literally paid to watch you, uh, you know, perform and, yeah. and to see the team and, you know, interact with the team and all the team guys seem happy with it. You know, like, like I said, no yeah. one yet has been crazy and interfered or anything like that. <laughs> I could do a DV VIP program DV where people can pay to hang out with you. Uh, that wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't be fun. No, he, he, he's depressed. He lost a bunch of money at the tables, Chad. No, nah, it's, it's not. He's care. depressed tonight. He's hey, Chad. You were saying like you're getting back into shape and stuff. I was just wondering what what you were doing. Bicycling, obviously, maybe not running with your foot, but what? Yeah, what's... I can't run. One of my obviously, like I'm, I guess I'm probably a little old school. Like I prefer to run. You know, like I'm not a big. I bicycle because I, you know, because when I hurt my knee in 2012, but like, I actually prefer to run. I just think that like the easiest, best way to get into shape is to run. And, um, so it's been a struggle to get that, you know, like that, what, what I normally get from running. So I've had to, you know, do a lot of things like in the pool, um, bicycling, um, on the rower, on the skier, um, you know, a little bit of weights and like all my weights that I've that I've done. I'm not a big weight guy, to be honest. Like I don't really, I don't lift a whole lot. Um, I do a little bit, but it's all real specific stuff that, that I've kind of done for a long time. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. And then now I'm starting to like, I, I rode today a little bit and I'll ride tomorrow, take Wednesday off and then ride a Thursday. So, um, yeah, starting to be able to ride back to back days too, which is nice. Um, look, there's a shit ton of wins and, podiums in your career at 228 um is there a couple that you remember that stand out are there a few that well, you'll never forget i mean god there's so many highlights and stuff yeah but. i think uh like winning winning anaheim won it in 2003 in my rookie year um you know ricky you know ricky just came off of you know a perfect outdoor season um you know, and the Yamaha guys basically were the only guys other than the Rocco, I think, that went and did World Supercross that year. Yep. Um, you know, and uh, we did the one race, I think, in DV split wins there. Um, you know, so I think that we had, like, good momentum. Like, I feel, I don't know, I did, like, there was a part of me that felt quietly confident, you know, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Ricky's going to dominate. You know, he just come off of a perfect outdoor season, and like I just felt like as a team we worked real hard. I mean, both of you guys were a part of that, and I just I don't know. Like it just felt good. I felt ready and came out swinging and and you know beat him, and mm-hmm. that was probably like one of my you know ones that you take to yeah. the grave. And um, you know, final lap pass in what was that oh five in San Diego on Ricky? Oh yeah, you know, chased him down yep. from a ways back. Um, we lapped I think third that night. Yep. Um, and then of course my Daytona win, you know, Ricky's home and how gnarly he was always, 
you know, beating up on people in Daytona and then pretty much, you know, led all 20 laps and dropped him to the point where he threw himself on the ground. So that was, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one, right. probably one, my, my favorite, my favorite is probably that one. Yeah. yeah. It's like it just, anytime we're around or out having a few drinks together or whatever, like I, we always, Daytona 05 always comes up. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that was, that was yeah. a good one. Um, well, hey, yeah, was, the a one o three was very impressive, though. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think anybody knew. We knew because we saw you at the track every yeah, day. Yeah, he was fastest but, guy for yeah, sure. Yeah, but from you riding at the, your bike in o two wasn't that good. It was bogging. I'm sure it wasn't like super good. Yeah, but the way you were riding in o two in Supercross, I don't think anybody would have thought you would came out swinging that you know yeah that bad or that, that, big yeah. yeah i i remember because, i think it's a you improved in 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 supercross tremendously in a few months when you moved to the 252 stroke and uh i think that surprised no we we weren't surprised because we were there all winter yeah i think it surprised a lot of people yeah yeah i i remember thinking yeah. i remember the test track before the season he it was like Chad was the quickest every day. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, he's quick. He beat DV and Timmy today. And he beat Timmy, and t- you know, you know, like he's, he's better than those two guys coming in, you know? Yeah. So, and uh, then 04, I think like, uh, um, even going into 04, you know, like obviously like I had my shoulder injury and like the difference, like I kind of like, I guess I kind of held on to that and thought, oh yeah, it gave me hope that I could do something like that this year. But mm-hmm. yeah. the difference was <laughs> is like, I was I was in shape and ready to go racing. Like I got my bike was in Europe when I got hurt. Like I was literally jumping on a plane the next day to go race first race of the yeah. season, you know. So like I was ready and in shape where <laughs> I hadn't I literally didn't race or train or do anything, you know. I, I rode a motorcycle maybe four hours in the summer, you know. Um so that's what hurt me mostly this year is just really I I kind of underestimated how much, you know, like just when you go ride with your friends and even if you're like not going, you know, training, but you're just going to ride with your friends and you ride for 10, 15 minutes, you just, it's like that constant keeping in touch with a bike, a little bit of base fitness, you know, and (laughs) I just didn't have any of that this year. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been tough, but it's still great to see you out there and congrats on the record. And yeah, thank you for coming on tonight. Appreciate it, man. It's 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 a real cool thing, deal to set that record. And, and I'm glad you appreciate it a little more than kind of how you said. You know, a few interviews you did beforehand. Uh, I'm glad to say that that you you know it hits you a little harder. You said after after you thought about it. So that's good because it's an amazing call. Yeah, no, I did it. Yeah. It actually it really did hit me. It was kind of like wow, you know, like yeah. that was real cool. And and I guess like as much as I, you know, as much as I don't want to be in a last chance, right. um, I I probably couldn't. Have, Think, I couldn't think of a better situation of really yeah. like I kind of like I got that moment you know like I hold shut as the last chance I got to lead every lap the crowd was going nuts they the were old five six laps whatever it was and then you know I got to go on the podium and it they kind of like it sunk in and it hit at that point where like if I qualify out of the heat and mm-hmm. you know you're, you're right back to the pits it, it, you kind of like that there's something that gets missed in it yeah. a little bit and so I think that yeah like I was I was in the stands. I was in the stands for the last chance People because were, winning for yeah. the 250 yeah. main, the crowd was insane. They were the guy. Were. The guys yeah, next to was. me were screaming. 
with like the fist in one hand, beer in the other, artillery, like that. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, and I was nervous. Like I actually, like it literally felt like I was racing, you know, like last couple of laps of a main event, you know, it's coming down and it was just like, it started hitting me in the last, like the last lap of the last chance. It, like I started like, riding as if it was my first victory in the yeah, main, yeah. you know, like, you know how that is, TV, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, TV, you could totally, like, your first win, and it's like, you feel every little bump, every little kick in the track, going through the sand, the sand just felt like somebody was going to try and grab me and tackle me, you know, right. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty cool, it did, it hit home a little bit. Awesome, well, thanks for your time tonight, man, appreciate it, we'll see you this weekend in the, uh, in Atlanta, thank you, Chad. All right, guys, All right. appreciate see it. See you. See you. Bye. Chad Reed, everybody, uh, right from him into our next guest, who is uh, third overall in the points, had got, grabbed, grabbed three straight podiums. Uh, this weekend he had quite an adventure. Uh, brought to you by Gear Alloy, Blake Baggett. What's up, Blake? How are you, man? Uh, you know, just uh, not playing Spider-Man today, but uh, <laughs> other than that, hanging out. Uh, hey, that was remarkable for so many reasons. I don't know if you heard, but I, I've been talking about these nets for like three or four years now, and I doubt that I doubt they will give me credit or talk to me about it. But I've been saying we need to get those nets for a long time. I'm, I was so happy they worked. I was so excited. Yeah, I, I put it to good use for sure. I uh, I think I tested the limits of it, dude. You 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 grabbed it. And then you let yourself down. Your bike was right underneath you. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, well, a little bit like Spider Man, just right. uh, up in the net, dropped down, got my bike, pressed my button, started it, took off, and uh, oh, good thing, still good, didn't do the heat race. Yeah. Good thing it didn't hit a post, one of those posts. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you when you do you remember getting like you cased it? And you're going over. Do you remember thinking, okay, there's a net there? Like, did you remember that, or did you think about that, or did it happen too quickly? It didn't. It, I didn't think about it until like literally I was going over the <laughs> over the tough block. Okay. <laughs> and at the last split second, I just grabbed a handful because I figured that I'd be better off not going headfirst in the net. Like, yeah, yeah. At a certain point, I was just gonna just go over the bars and, and head plan into the turn, and then at like the last second, I just grabbed a handful. And tried to just shoot it into the net as hard as I could. <laughs> it was, it just was so good, man. And the way you held on and let yourself down, and you still qualified. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, uh, we were talking about that quad. David Villeman's here, and DV said he was walking the track, and he mentioned to Marvin and Ferrandis, like, someone's going to go 3 4 4. And Marv thought, probably not. And, and Chad said, yeah, maybe he thought so too. And from what I saw, you and Justin Hill were the only guys to do it. How was it? Was it hard or was it all right? You waited to the last lap of the last practice to try it. Yeah, I uh, I jumped that middle one, the, like the on-off. I quoted that yep. in the first practice. And then, uh, you know, everybody catches on quick. So uh, I thought I'd be as sly as I could and wait until the last lap of the last practice to quad into the turn. But, yeah, from from practice, as soon as I seen it, I knew that it was going to be possible. And then mm-hmm. uh, I I made it. I mean, it was wide open, but I made it. And then uh, when I went forward in that heat race, uh, just because they prepped the track and it was like they brought some moisture down in there and kind yeah. of they took off a little bit of the lip mm-hmm. from just backtracking it with the skid steer. As soon as I took off, I just got no no height. Yeah. And uh, and then as soon as I as soon as I framed it and shorted it, I was going so fast that immediately the rear shock like. 
just didn't absorb it. It just straight framed it, and it kicked it right up on the front wheel. And then I was on the brake so hard that uh, she went up and up and over and into the Paul uh, yeah. MX net. Yeah, it was uh, it was remarkable. But correct me if I'm wrong, but the next lap you did it again. Did you not? Did you not quad out? Yeah, no. The next lap, yeah. I uh, had to redeem yeah. myself. Right. But yeah, I went three, four, four. The next lap. How about that, DV? You get caught in the net, like you almost fly over. Bro- the next lap, you he get knows. Under- <laughs> he knows that there's nothing's going to happen. There's the nets, so <laughs> might as well try it again, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he's j- jumping off a building with a net. Yeah. You, you know, go for it. I, 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 that's so ballsy. I love it though, Blake. You're just like, yeah, I, I still got it. Like I know I flew over the berm into a net, but I still got this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, afterwards, I felt like, uh, I mean, it wasn't maybe the smartest idea to do out front. But then uh, I thought, you know, Stu would have would have done that back in the day, whether it was jumping a wall or something. <laughs> Even if he crashed, he would have got up and went for it again. So we actually did you know. that in Daytona 2011. <laughs> yeah. that, that stupid <laughs> wall he was jumping. I like Ricky. Yeah, yeah Ricky would have done it back in the day. I feel Chad would have done it right. know, back in the day. So I figured, uh, why not? <laughs> Yeah, Gear Alloy bringing you Blake Baggett on the show. Gear Alloy is a big part of the RMATV MC KTM team that Blake rides for. And if you do, do Pulpamex 17 code at SoCalSuperTrucks.com, you can save with Gear Alloy. They're built to accommodate the most demanding conditions on and off-road. If you go to Atlanta this weekend, there is a full display of Gear Alloy wheels underneath the tent. So go check them out, Gear Alloy, a big part of Blake Baggett's effort. Uh, Blake, obviously your podium streak ended uh, when you hit your teammate in the sand in Tampa. But have you been happy with your season so far? Have you been stoked? I mean, you've been, I think, very good. So what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, been consistent. And, uh, yeah, with the way things are going and uh, and the way that it's carnage on the weekends, you just got to be steady and uh, you pretty much climb yourself to the top of the ladder. So mm-hmm. just trying to be steady this weekend, of course, wanted to, you know, be back on the podium and uh, it just didn't happen. So, uh, you know, there's, there's two spots to go to check off. And mm-hmm. the goal is before the series ends is I want to get a, you know, 450 Supercross win. So I feel that uh, I have everything to, to accomplish that goal. I just need to align all the puzzles, you know, on uh, whatever night it's going to be. But I feel like I have all the tools and the mm-hmm. speed and, the endurance to do it. I just need to uh, get everything lined up and make it happen. You're the well, you've always been known for your fitness, and the year you won the 50, 250 title was pretty amazing. The way you would turn it on, and you've always been you know in killer shape. But man, these twenty minute mains in Supercross, like you can really tell that you're one of the better dudes. Like you are coming on, your lap times rarely drop, and uh, I, I just it's another advantage that we we've always known you have it, but. In these twenty-minute mains, you can really tell that they they suit they're right you're up right up your alley. Do you feel that way late in the race that that that's in a strength for you? Yeah, definitely. I think that around you know like the lap twenty or lap you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and then shoot sometimes they go all the way to twenty-four, twenty-five laps. Yeah. But uh, I feel that the, those laps are when you know a lot matters because some of the guys start to uh, get tired and lap times start to fade. So I think that's probably the most important part of the race. Uh, other than the start and the first, you know, first few turns, that uh, you can you can make up a lot of time. So if you yeah. if you already have good track position and you're up towards the front and you can run fast laps, the last five six laps you can keep your lap time the same. You can really you know catch somebody or or get away from them. 
uh, 702-586. Pulp, you've got a question for Blake Baggett, brought to you by Gear Alloy. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy. Um, we have a few calls already for you, Blake. Before we get to those, um, you've been pretty outspoken about um, having Michael Byrne in your corner as team manager and all the things that Burner did, many of these races against Villeman over here and DV, you're helping Ferrandis. We saw that work out. Uh, how's Burner? What's Burner? What's been the biggest thing Burner's helped you with? I would say just uh, supercross uh, technique as far as maybe not riding style technique mm -hmm. or stuff like that. But when it comes to when you're pushing the limits in supercross, you can get yourself into trouble really quick. Yep. And if you have just the slightest bit of technique change that I needed, I needed to change my technique or change your, your reflex when something goes bad. That uh, that it's helped me improve my supercross game a lot. I mean, it's helped. Uh, you know, I feel like the loops are one of my strongest points in the dragon's back and stuff like that. And that mm -hmm. was the worst part of my supercross game for my whole life by career. So yeah. I feel that that's just uh, being having all the right tools and knowing how to use them when you get yourself into a bad situation. And DV for a guy like Blake or for Ferrandis, like they have to be open-minded enough to listen right like some guys are just like ah, well, I, I got this you, you, yeah i got at one point you gotta figure out um, that you know what you as a writer what you're doing is maybe not good enough to be yeah. up front yep and you need to find somebody you trust and then you believe that has the knowledge to yeah. help you and then you gotta you know go for it right and see what it does and i did the same thing where you know, I worked with my dad for a long time, and then Jackie Vimon for a couple of years, and then David Bailey. And every time, I I trusted them like 100%, yeah. and, I, and I did the program and just see if and it works And you saw benefits from it, yeah. 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 Always get something good from different people. Yeah, some of that, Blake, is you got to open your mind, right, and be like, hey, I need help. Like, I'm Blake Baggett. I'm a bad dude on the motorcycle. You you, you know, you have that self-confidence because of all the, the titles you have and race wins and everything. But at some point, you have to open your mind and be like, hey, I can get better, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that's where uh, me and Bone will make a good team, other than he told me not to jump that quad in the heat race. <laughs> so I accidentally <laughs> that slipped my mind. Right. Damn burner. <laughs> and, I, and I like what Blake is saying about technique, because I think, um, I don't know why, but, you know, after the Ricky... Um, era, Ricky, James, Chad. I think maybe uh, riders forgot about technique a little bit along mm -hmm. the way. I think tracks became a little easier, mm -hmm. and it was all like very physical motos, riding, you know, yeah, yeah. The grinding. But I think along the way, riders, even the best ones, yeah. they lost a bit of technique in there. And we see, like, now, you know, Marvin, we see Anderson. He has different technique than the others, but, yeah, but, it's he, but he, ha he has a lot of um, technique and reflexes and stuff. And uh, that's an interesting what Blake is saying. And um, I think if you keep going in, in that direction of, you know, working your technique and getting yeah. better or jumping and going through the woods more in control, you know, the speed is going to come naturally after that. All right. Yeah. Uh, question for you from uh, from Dan. Dan, what's going on? What's your question for Blake Baggett? Hey, Blake. I've been a fan since I uh, 
saw you jump that wall at Freestone a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was gnarly. Um, yeah, that was awesome. So I had a question. So now that you have experience with the Nets, so say in the future there's a jump section like the one last weekend, do you feel more confident in trying something new because there's that safety net, or does that not even cross your mind? And yeah, yeah, good question. What do you think, Blake? Um, well, I, th- I think the berms are bigger now, like that there is a safety net. That berm was really big. So maybe if the berm was super low and small, you would be able to get, you know get yourself out of trouble. Maybe if you case that, you just you just jump off the berm and it wouldn't be as big a consequence. But okay. the problem is without a berm, you don't have good racing. Yeah. So right. you put the berm there, your crash is going to be bigger on the other side because of course you're going to catch more air and it's going to be farther to land on the concrete. So right. I think with the net there, it, it just equals it out as if it was a small berm, but. Okay. Uh, I mean, regardless, the bikes are so fast that the Lit Pro said that that was 90, 92 feet, the quad. Really? I mean, now it's 80 second gear, 92 feet off a three-footer. Holy shit. Uh, you can get there as long as your right hand and your and your turn your brain off a little bit. You'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Damn, I didn't think it was that far. Gee whiz. Um, hey, in the main event, did, now, I didn't quite see what happened with Bloss. Uh, did he make a mistake in front of you and swap and you hit him or did you not see him or with the sand or how did that happen in the main? No, I actually, uh, I made a mistake behind Chad. I was trying to get to the inside of Chad before, before the finish line turned. So I was working my way over to the right side of the sand section. Uh-huh. It was just so deep over there because nobody was over there. Everybody was pretty much right in the middle that I got, I got too far to the right and ended up getting really close to the tough blocks. And I just knifed the front wheel, and I was actually crashing. I was pretty much oh, okay. three quarters of the way down on the ground, and then Bloss hit me. I finished those both off. So <laughs> it was uh, it was one of those things where I was picking up my bike, and I looked up to see, you know, like, oh, who did hit me? Yeah, you know, because I was already crashing, so I was expecting to hit the ground, and then when somebody hit me, I was like, oh, well. yeah. somebody else went down. Pick up my bike, and I was like, oh, of course, out of all people. Uh, teammate, yeah. not exactly what I wanted. You're like, hey, Forrest, check this out. We're having a team meeting. Hey, Forrest, come, yeah. che- come check yeah, it out. Exactly. We're having a meeting in the sandbox. Just give us a minute. Yeah, exactly right. Um, hey, one of the things I want to talk to you about was uh, you've been really a, a breath of fresh air, I think, at these press conferences. Uh, you know, Anderson and Marvin, you you, uh, you know, both of them are rivals for you, and they've got their own thing going, and you're up there saying, yeah, man, I hope they too, I hope they keep getting into it, and then I just, I'm right there, and you can tell it makes them so uncomfortable, both of them, to talk about it, and you're just talking about it and laughing. So, nice job. I, I really enjoy that. I think that that's funny. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting to see you just say that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I just try to tell it how it is. Yeah, yeah. You can't make that many friends in this sport. Look, I mean, you don't have many friends, so. No, no, I don't. Uh, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. I just, I just want to be like you. Right. It's got a, you got a good point. Uh, Justin, what's going on? You want to talk about the Nets again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's almost now we're almost kicking a, kicking a dead horse. But, dude, Steve, you saved that man's life. I did. I saved your you life, Blake. I saved your no, life, Blake. No, no, no. 
let's not get carried away. Maybe, maybe a bone, maybe a bone or two, but no, it's not as life. Come on, not as life, uh, Justin. Yeah. Oh man, he, dude, you, no, for real though, you were almost in the front row. Uh, you know, thankful that they were there. But hey, uh, one thing I wanted to get on is uh, the number ninety-four in the booth this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to to hear his perspective. One of the things that he talked about was uh, just the, the setup differences on the KTM's and versus some of the other bikes when. You know, as far as the rear shocks set up being a little bit more dead in the rear, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, I heard you a second ago. You guys are committing to that huge quad second gear. How big of uh, or how much setup do you guys have to to change or, or really prepare for 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 something like that, or is it just a I'm going for this kind of thing? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I heard James comment about that, and it did. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's KTM in general. It's you know the suspension guy you have. Mm-hmm. You know some guys believe that the rear end needs to be really low and, and really dead feeling, which the dead feeling term just means that the rebound's really slow. You can tag something and it doesn't react very really fast, and that'll help you and that'll hurt you in, in some areas. And um, I, you know I would agree that Marvin's bike is definitely deader in the rear than mine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I like my bike really, really alive and really active in the rear. But I think that everybody runs something different, you know. If uh, you know, you go to, you go to Chad. Chad's bike's really, really kind of equal all the way across the board. Dungeon's bike was equal. Ricky's bike was dragging the fender in the back. Yep. Uh, Stu's forks were pretty much filled with concrete. So it didn't really matter what his bike. And uh, yeah. so it just depends. I think it depends on the riding style. But yeah, it uh, you know, depending on bike setup. Uh, regardless, if you if you case a quad that's close to yeah. ninety feet or ninety feet or so, it uh, it's pretty much the <laughs> point in, in stopping or saving it when you're heading into the turn just with the front wheel on the ground. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things that bike setup is uh, is key, and it's uh, it's tough to to time something like that when uh, they prep the track and you don't have much time on yeah. on it to feel what the lip is going to do. But you gotta gotta try and go for it. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, DV, they might set Marvin's bike up a little different because of his struggles in the whoops, you know, trying to help him. We, we've we've talked about it for hours, yeah, you they, know. Like, they, they've done something, yes. Right. They're just like, we yeah, got to help this dude out. So Yeah, I've talked to him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they've changed a little bit. Since San Diego, they've been changing a little bit. Changed a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, question for Blake. Uh, Gary, what's up, man? What's your question for Blake Baggett? Hey, Blake, I appreciate you guys taking my call, but uh, congrats on the season so far. But kind of curious, going into Tampa, new track, kind of what was your mindset, what you were expecting going in, soil conditions? Kind of, yes, most people probably expected it it to red out a little more and kind of stayed a little hard-packed, and was that a surprise or um, just kind of your your uh, insight to going into the weekend. Uh, I mean, you're pretty much going in with an unknown, unknown feeling or theory behind it, but uh, pretty much all the practice tracks around here are, are red clay, but of course we bring in the red clay, so the farther south you get, you're not going to find that red clay. So knowing that, it was normally, normally going to be black, or, uh, or white clay is what they were going to find, and the dirt was pretty dark. So luckily I had a press day yeah. and got to ride it a little bit and got an idea to feel that it was it was darker dirt, and it was it was pretty pretty hard base. So the dirt had been in for a while as well from Monster Jam, so the base 
uh, everywhere that was just basically flat, the bottoms of the turns, the bottom of some of the transitions, the start straight, all that stuff has been in there for a while. So that dirt was really baked and really hard packed. So it was, it was slick for the night. Yeah, it was a hard base, man. Yeah. Like, so, okay, Monster Jam, that makes perfect sense, Blake. You know, because, yeah, it was, it got, it got baked. Yeah, in front of the mechanics, yeah, yeah. it was ice. And then when you get out of the tunnel, same thing, like the straightaway, yeah. the starting line was really, really sick. Uh, thanks for the call, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, well, Blake, hey, thanks for your time tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, congrats on the season that you've had. You're seven points out of second place. Uh, like you said, that win hopefully is coming. Daytona is coming up. I don't got to tell you that. So, um, you know, there's lots uh, lots to look forward to for you and, and your team. And uh, so thanks for the time, man. And uh, we're glad you're okay. That was phenomenal, that net job. That was We're going to be seeing that on highlights forever, man. So thanks. And I owe the credit to you. So I appreciate it. And uh, I got a jersey coming your way. Oh, it's, got some, it's, got some, it's got some, like, rope burns on it. <laughs> fantastic. As you can tell, it's from the net, but yep. it's coming your way. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. Thank you, man, and congrats on everything. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, and I'll see you guys this weekend. Thanks. Right. Sounds good. Thanks. Blake right. Baggett, everybody. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. He gives a lot of credit to Burner uh, every chance he can. That's good. Yeah, just really working with them, you know, and and you got to give praise to the coach, bro. You do. You have to. Listen, you got to. I might be skeptical about what Burner can do and all that, but when Burner was working with Alessi, he got Mike to actually look good through the whoops, and right there and then, I said Burner's like he's Jesus, like he got Alessi pretty good with the whoops. Yeah, I'm just, like, okay, all right, you, you win, Mike. You, yeah. yeah. He was a good writer, technical, and always jumped like big stuff. Yeah, I think he knows. So yeah, there's not there's not only one, um, you know, um, method or whatever. One way to skin a cat. Yes, whatever you want to say it. You know, uh, a lot of things you know work, and um, and sometimes you you just mm-hmm. have to go for it and then just listen a hundred percent. Open your mind and, up, like you said. Exactly. Right? Yeah. At one yeah. point. If you've been in a class for a while, and then you can get podiums and wins, and um, and and we hear people saying, "Oh, you know, my tra- training program works for me, or whatever," but they haven't won shit yet. The training program doesn't fucking work, <laughs> you know. Right. So you need to change something. Change something. Yeah. yeah. Change the coach. Change right. the team. Change. Uh, yeah. your chick, I don't know, change something to make... <laughs> it's easy something. to change your chick in SoCal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, you have to change something to right. to improve, and but you have to be, you know, following 100%, you yeah. know, and so that's basically what I told uh, Dylan when he wanted to, he asked me to work with him, I'm like, Dylan, we gotta do, it's either 100% or 0%. Does it yeah. feel good to have you know, Dylan hasn't grabbed a win yet, but I think it's coming. And he got second this weekend. And we know Christian Craig and yourself didn't didn't work out. Like, he liked you, nothing bad, but he didn't get a success. So does it feel good for you to have a guy get on the podium and be like... Yeah. It's, I mean, Christian never blamed you. Don't get me wrong. No, nah, but yeah. it's, it's, it's very uh, two different um, situations. With okay. Christian, I was there only for the bike. Yeah. I had... On the bike, yeah. 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 I felt like I had no say... Uh, just on the riding part, I had yeah. no say on the on the testing on the bike. Mm-hmm. What I thought the bike was should be doing, yep. and 
and I I did have a lot of say on the bike this year with Dylan. Okay. To make it like the way he wanted and yep. try to um, test stuff a little different mm-hmm. and then see, you know, I change his balls and yeah. stripper clans and like a yeah. bunch of stuff. Colt Nichols used his stuff at Buds last year, his testing. Iron, yeah. Iron, Iron Man and, and yeah. Podium. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah. But, but it feels good for you. Like you're like, hey. Uh, and, I, yeah. and I did. We didn't I do, you know, everything else, the physical, uh, physical training. Uh, help with testing and obviously riding, motoring mm-hmm. yeah. technique. With Christian, it was only the test track, uh, you know, yep. stand up, shift gears, you know, keep your momentum. I, I didn't, I couldn't have, you know, um, have a lot of influence. Right. You know, yep. and I think there was a lot of people around that was talking to him. With Dylan, there's only one guy that talks to him about bike. This and that, yep. you know, and, how's that? and that's me. And how's it been with Will Hahn, the manager? Well, yep. Great. Yep. You know, Brad, I know Brad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, been uh, kind of working with him when Gauthier was here with Star oh, Racing yeah, right. like yep. a while ago. Yep. And I was helping him. Uh, he's been a Yamaha guy for a long time. And, and you know, um, and it seems like we get along yeah. and, you know, we're on the same page. We're all same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, doing his, you know, great job. Um, I think at the beginning there was kind of like, uh, a little shy with Will or something or something yeah. kind of weird, not very comfortable, but it's coming along now. I think, uh, I, I don't think I had a good, uh, or maybe, Will's brother, you know, say much good thing to oh yeah, to him that's right. About yeah, me Tommy and you didn't I... gel at all the concepts. <laughs> yeah, so maybe there was like <laughs> right this coming into yeah. play. Yeah, but uh, yeah, f- so far so good. Everything good, yeah. you know when when they see the rider improve, riding better yeah. or yeah, smoother yeah. or faster, yeah. getting good results, uh, looking like he has the potential to win a race. You know everything is good. Yeah, you yeah, know no, yeah, Dylan yeah. doesn't complain one one time this year about the bike. Uh, he's fast. Yep. Everybody's happy. You know. Uh, Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? Hi, uh, Steve. How are you? Good. What's going on? I just I, I had a question to ask you about what are your thoughts about uh, being a factory mechanic? You know, I've had some um, interest of possibly uh, going to MMI, and I wanted to uh, you, know, you know your perspective on you know would you recommend it to people or no. You, find, find a new hobby, buddy. Find a new hobby. Pick <laughs> no, up something don't, else. Don't listen to negative DV. He's, find he's, something else. Listen, don't go to MMI, though. You don't need it. Uh, unless, I mean, do you have, do you know the basics? Do you know anything about a, how to work on a bike or no? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like basic maintenance, but just like engine suspension stuff, you know, and just working work on different, you know, brands and stuff like that. Yeah. But and also c- just having, you know, that um, knowledge and experience. I know, you know, MMI is more based, more towards dealerships, but, um, you know, I know, What's with networking and stuff, you know, definitely Tyler. it's easier. Oh. Hey, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. can you change grips and graphics? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here <laughs> then we you go. can be a mechanic. Yep. Yeah, got, there we you go. Got. DV, yeah. You, got, you can go there. All yeah. you got to do to win a Supercross is turn a throttle. That's yeah. it. Just turn a throttle. What's so hard about yeah. that? And, L- yeah. Listen, Tyler, um, do you want to work in a dealership or you just want to be like a race team mechanic? No, just just a race team. Yeah, you don't need MMI. It's too much money. Seriously, um, seriously, do yeah. something else. You're gonna ha- you're gonna hate DB, life. Stop crushing his you're dreams. You're gonna hate life, yeah. and and you're gonna kill yourself at one point. Yeah. We want you also, to still like, alive. You want you're gonna hate life and kill yourself, yeah. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, what are uh, like 
what, it, what what's like pay scale for like factory mechanics? Like I know they don't really advertise that kind of stuff, but like um, you look at other careers and stuff. Yeah, but, probably uh, like uh, fifty grand on up, f- factory guys. But you'll you'll never yeah. you'll never get a, a factory job right away. You're gonna have to to no, you know work. No, no, I know it'll. It'll take like five to you know seven or maybe even eight years to yeah, get there. Yeah. And um, then you're gonna work for yeah. like five hundred bucks a week if listen, if, yeah, if listen, you're lucky. Listen, and then you're gonna yeah. work hundred. I just shut DV's mic off. I just shut his mic off. DV's. No, believe me, I understand. You know, I get it. What are you um, doing? But I, I, I you're, gonna, to, you're gonna make. He got my mic. He's got my mic. You're gonna make five hundred bucks a week, and you're gonna work hundred and sixty hours. No, I understand. Thanks, TV. I, I yeah, appreciate he's, he's it. Very... I was kind of looking more towards Mathis, but uh... yeah, no. Um, listen, find a privateer, work with a privateer, you know, in your yeah. area for free, for free, and work for yeah. you know, and 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 learn yeah. a little bit, and just kind of make connections, and like you're gonna make yeah. no money, and you're gonna work your balls yeah. off. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, great job. Go ahead. I'm, <laughs> go ahead. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to put in work, but um, with like rider bonuses and stuff does like the rider have to give mechanic like money if he wins titles and stuff or like are there certain deals they work out or i don't want to how does that work i don't want dv to answer this he's gonna start getting rid of you 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 really starting this thing on the on the wrong foot (laughs) you're starting like on the hands you you should start on the on your feet right now you're on your head you know you you no you're talking about money this job is you work for free, you work your ass off, you do a lot of miles with a privateer that makes no money, you know, for two or three years, and then you're gonna get a uh, a little job on a, a, a C-rated team for like 500 bucks a week, and you're gonna drive, you're gonna stay in shitty hotels, and you're gonna <laughs> work 160 hours a, a week, and for no money. And to be a factory I mean, mechanic uh, is it, it, that's what Mathix did, right? I, what? When you work for Frenet y- yeah, or whatever. No, yeah, no, you're right. Go well. Yeah, no, that's ex- I'm slept, telling the truth. I I'm slept, not joking. I slept on an office you know, on an air mattress in an office building. I'm telling like the months. truth. Yeah, you are. I'm. I'm not joking. I'm 100 yeah. percent serious right now. But if you yeah, but like, but if do you, something you, else, buddy. Go. <laughs> you know what? You, dream. You, Dv's a d- dream crusher. Nah, Tyler. but just do something else. <laughs> All right. So then, so if if not a mechanic is a good job, then what 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 is another good job in the industry that you can get that actually? Man, like, the best one is men friend. Men friend is the best one. So like, so, so like a Seth Rarick almost. Uh yeah, Rarick's a trainer. But he was a man friend like, for a long time. Yeah, no, he was a man yeah. friend. Who? Who? Seth Rarick. He's around. Ah, he's yeah, a, he's uh, around your truck all the time. Uh, the, oh yeah. He works. For, helps Nichols out. Okay, okay, I know. Okay, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Friend. I mean, there, there's there's gear guys, gear jobs. You know, marketing jobs. If you go to school to get yeah. a marketing degree, that can help. But you know? the, yeah, but the, all those guys are the same for years. <laughs> you never get in. It's like a cult. It's like a cult. Uh, the mechanics, they they still there. All right, Tyler. Osborne, you know what, Tyler? Just yeah. jump off a building. You'll be hey, better off. Osborne's mechanic. Nah, it's right. been there yeah, for like thirty years. No, I know. Are you gonna get his job? Okay. He has to thanks, die. Thanks, yeah. Tyler. Thank you. Thanks no for problem. calling. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> no, but he has to die. <laughs> no, but the, the jobs are the same. No, the, the, I know. The, the yeah. guy at Thor's been there for like what, 15 years. You know, those guys need to stop dreaming. You know, and think like you're, you're gonna a, be factory mechanic. You're gonna make 200 will, grand a year. I will admit, you Tyler know. went from how do I be a mechanic. To, to talking about the wind salary, bonuses? Salary and bonuses. <laughs> Dude, you're going to be a privateer. Back that down. The privateer can't even make it to the next week right, w- with right. their pearls. You yeah, know? Like, okay. Come on, bro. 
All right, we're going to go to commercial break, everybody. First one of the night. Uh, Nick Way still coming up. Jason Thomas, the great David Villeman in studio. Are we done? Can I go now? No, commercial, and we're coming back. Lots more to come. Oh, yeah? And we got a, and we got another commercial. You got to pick your music for the second commercial. Let's go. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. Right back after this. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Race Tech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Race Tech? They are now the home of engines as well. Race Tech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. 
The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. Roostmx.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then fuck you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross, though. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus today. Whoa, easy, gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. 
Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rock of Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel Rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small.
WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. 
back, everybody. Pulp of Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, the great David Villeman in studio. Otherwise known as the Dream Crusher. Or Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. Did you unblock that guy? ZV11? Yeah. Yeah, unblocked. Nice. I did. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, and Get Data all on board with us. DV actually asked who this was. DV does not know Van Halen. Yeah, right. I like Bon Jovi better. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, Vans, I like Bon Jovi better. Uh, hey, so so far, um, obviously your rider, Ferrandez, got cleaned out in that first turn crash in uh, in Dallas, and you got a second this weekend. Osborne has gone 1-3. Zach doesn't look as dominant, dominant as last year. You agree? He's, uh, he's beatable. It's, it's a great statement. Yes. Right. He was um, one level better last year mm -hmm. than everybody else. So if, even when, you know, I said I said that in my column last week after Dallas. Um, in Minneapolis last year, he came out swinging. Yep. He was faster by half a second practice. And then in the race, he got second or third. He crashed whatever. But mm -hmm. you could see he was really the fa the best guy. I don't think in Dallas it was like uh, yes he won but it was right. he wasn't very dominant. Um, Nichols actually rode good after being off the bike for a while yep. uh, after an injury and finished like three seconds behind. Um, last weekend um, third, yes you know I'm sure they're gonna go back to work and then they're gonna try to fix things and, and um, you know, is in a, a great um, environment with uh, Aldon and all those guys. So um, <clears throat> he's going to be dangerous yeah. all season long. He's leading the championship. So he's the man to beat. But it seems like maybe the other guys, mm -hmm. you know, stepped up too. Yeah. Uh, Forkner has been great. Marty looked great in Dallas until the first turn crash, you know. Um, I was surprised how good he looked. Way better, like yeah. way more in control on the Cowie than on the Ascarano. Yeah, uh, I think that crash in the whoops in practice. He had he had a rough day at, yeah. uh, in in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was. He didn't look as comfortable in Tampa. Maybe the yeah. the the dirt, the traction, or whatever it was. He had a big get off in the whoops in practice. Um, and, and dude, what is up with Jamar? Like, is he ever gonna figure this out? Have we ever seen a guy, Michael, since Michael Lessi, be so good in one discipline and not that good in the other? Yeah, almost seems like uh, uh, he's getting worse. It almost <laughs> seems like Gemma is better than Alessi in motocross. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Um, uh, Mike, no. He, he's a two-time champion, right? Peak Michael Lessi was 450 guy. I mean, he was. He just yeah, raced Stu. Who, he raced Stu, and he raced all these other guys. You know. Uh, do you, you think Mike Alessi was a better outdoor rider than, than Jamal? That's a good question for JT when he comes on. Yeah, I would, you know. Um, anyways, anyways, Jamal yeah. is, a, is, a, is he a two? He's a two-time. He's two-time national champ. Yeah, yeah. Mike is not. And I'm aware. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
And but Mike podium some 450 one 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 supercross podium four of these. And then uh, he got he, did he win a supercross race? I don't think so. No, he's he, never won a supercross. He never he won got it. second. In uh, I was helping him that day too. Yeah, he's gotten second a few times. Yeah, he's second yeah. at the shootout yep. in Vegas. Yeah, and I was on his corner back then, mm -hmm. uh, helping him with uh, some riding stuff during the week and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of. But it seems like they're going in a direction that's not good, and they keep going. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of weird for me to talk about him because he's kind of like. Uh, um, Rival of Dylan, yeah. In some way, I don't want to tell him what's wrong, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like the kid. I think he's dedicated. Yeah. No, it works. He's, it works hard. Nice and, dude. Yeah, he's, just... a, he's a nice guy. Um, but yeah, something is not really clicking in Supercross. That's that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and back in the, back to four fifties. Is there been a guy in four fifties that surprised you the most? I mean, Barsha before he got hurt. I mean. He was yeah, really good. He was a surprise, you know, like uh, obviously not having a ride and, mm -hmm. you know, last minute on the Yamaha, some like somewhere I did not really have much success before. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was riding very well. I thought uh, his race in Oakland was great. Um, um, I don't know where he finished, but I don't think he was on the podium. Uh, but he rode good. Yeah, it's, yeah. He made some great passes, like Bradshaw like yeah. before the finish line yeah, when yeah. he passed. Uh, maybe. Mac? No, that was silly, I think. Oh, maybe yep, yep. when he squirrels City off, yep. I think it was silly. Um, no, that was, you what, know, I've uh, seen some good things about it. And Pike's been good. Pike's yeah, been very good. consistent, like uh, top five yeah. first three races or yeah. something. Yeah. But always miss a little bit. You know, there's something missing somewhere. Technique. Yeah. Probably. A little bit. <laughs> there's a few other things. But, um, As a package, I, I actually like Anderson. I don't know. I have God, some. Marks, he's an Anderson fan over I have, here. I have, he I have something. He's digging it. You know, he's like Stu. It's a new Stu for him because he loves Stu. <laughs> yeah, Stu. You know what? Away. I want. I what? want. Um, Let's not get carried away. No, I, I'm not saying Anderson. Could Stu fill in at Honda? No. Um, <laughs> I don't. Is I don't, it over I, for I'm Stu? Not, I'm not saying Anderson is a new Bubba. Not at no, all. Yeah. But. Is somebody that I can be a fan of. Yeah. You know, yeah. and maybe it's pretentious for, for me to say, but I haven't been impressed by a lot of people really mm -hmm. in the last, you know, yeah. since, since, since a Baba or since maybe Stu. a Baba or RV or, you know, Stu uh, Torreno ride or when he jumps a quad out of nowhere and uh -huh. then. You know, I haven't been, uh, you know, Tomac impressed me in uh, Glendale last year. Yep. Um, some some rides uh, Marvin had were good. Um, <clears throat> but there's not somebody like is pushing the sport up. Anderson you know? wants it too, man. He's and desire. Then, He's got desire. Yes, like, he is. He's grinding, always fighting for position, always, you know, trying new things, never following, mm -hmm. always changing lines. Making right. making everything work. It's kind of like it's tough not to be a fan. Mm -hmm. Marks, you don't like him? No, oh, yeah, I'm I'm on board. You on board? I think he's good. Who's your Who's your mm -hmm. favorite? Who do you like the I most? I don't know if I really have a favorite. I it's, like I like Tomac. You know, but 
I like watching Anderson. I, I too. like Tomac dedication, and then you know, flies coach, he's, he's, flies coach, yeah, flies, yeah, flies coach, middle seat, middle seat, yeah. And then he asked somebody to move because his chick was in the middle seat on the on the next same row, but on the other side. And then when his chick came, hold on, that person gave up a a, a window for a middle. Yeah, they moved. I would never do that. Yeah, screw that. No, w- hold on. Eli asked the person in the nah, window. So what happened? I've, you know, from what I understood and what I saw, because I was two rows behind, is Eli was at the B seat. Yeah. And uh, his chick has an E. So two middle on the same row. Okay. Yep. And then Dude, the, you, the guy on C went to you E. Can't, you can't do that. You cannot ask somebody to give up a aisle or a window for a middle. Yeah, but that happens. You know, I actually did it sometimes. You did it. Yeah. I got asked once. I started laughing. You can, you can ask. <laughs> I started laughing. Someone will do it. I started laughing when I got asked, uh, I don't know, last year. So I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I'm good. I think I gave my first class seat to someone. Stop it. To sit with my wife and coach. I literally was just going to say. I that's okay. That's, that's, one, that's one thing about, that's okay. about marriage. That's that's not good. You got to give up your first I'm fine I, with that. But I, get, that's, I did that one day. That's, I did that. You know what? You knew Eli was ballsy, like the way he rode, the way he <laughs> does. And now you know for sure he is ballsy. Maybe he didn't ask. Maybe she did. And Anybody she, who and asks, she's she's cute, and the guy say matter. yes. It doesn't matter. You never ever give that up. So he went, and then so his girlfriend came to the I mean, aisle seat next to him. Yeah, and he did not say, "Hey, give me. I'm taller or whatever. I yeah. can put my legs straight." He stayed in the middle for three hours. I'm like, you know, the I guy. Mean, listen, the I, guy I makes I millions. Make millions. He flies coach. Middle scene doesn't say anything. I don't have a problem yet. with anybody asking Eli or his girl asking, but I got a problem with that person who gave it up. It's a, there's some good people on earth, unlike you. Mason, what's happening? You want to talk about Jordan Smith? Uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it because I'm kind of I'm starting to get sick of him. Like, because you guys were just talking about Jmart. Um, not living up to Supercross. I feel like the only reason he hasn't yet this season is because he's been like a victim of Jordan Smith just riding maybe a little too crazy. I don't know. What do you think? Jordan's pass in the Dallas was not necessary. It was not. Yeah. And I heard he got talked to by the AMA for for sure. the move. Um, and this weekend, I don't know. I, I thought this weekend, you know. I only saw it live. I didn't watch it the replay yet. What, what happened? I did not see. Um, they kind of got together before the triple, and Jamar got pushed off. Right? Uh, yeah. Mason, right. They kind of and he whipped like it was kind of like when Barsho whipped into Rock. I saw. I saw. Ago. I saw it. I saw it. Okay, I got it. Yeah, they kind of scrubbed into him, and then Jamar went off the track and slid on the yeah, on the pavement on the plywood. Yeah, plywood. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know, man. Uh Jordan, yeah, he hasn't got the starts as much as he's seen, and, and he's been aggressive, man, for sure. So, um, And then I just wanted to say this real quick. Have you looked at the uh, the players for the, uh, the new Supercross game? Because I took a look at it real quick, and for a split second, I thought they put Weege in the game because they made Chad Reed look like Weege. Wow, I did not know that. No, I didn't see that. We, uh, March, I didn't, when, March. I, when I saw it on TV when I was watching, I was like, is that Weege? Oh, no, that's supposed to be Reed, huh? Uh, uh, we, or Marks, you have the game. 
this. I have the game. I haven't noticed that yet, but I'm okay. going to go look now. All right. Now probably he's going to go look. <laughs> probably takes right, cool. Thanks, Mason. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, brought to you by Roost MX. I want to thank Roost MX team uh, at Christina and Chris there. They left me some passes for Eddie Hicks. I never got uh, my uh, size small gray radio broadsheet. You didn't? By the way, it's been uh, 18 months. It's been a while. <laughs> We're going to work on that. Uh, thanks to Roost MX for making it happen. Official graphics of the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. They got a whole Pulp Nation section on their site. And they can make anything you need. Quick 48-hour turnaround. Uh, official uh, graphic supplier for Cobra and casual wear for Cobra people. And uh, we thank the Roost MX people. Use the code uh, Roost Pulp Nation to, uh, to save at RoostMX.net. Bringing you our next guest of the evening. Former factory rider. Former hero. Nick Way. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. What's up, Steve? What's up, Hip Hop Anonymous? Hip Hop. Hip Hop. Hey, well... Some guy called named Tyler called in. Nick wanted to be a factory mechanic in DV. Told him, forget it. It's stupid. Get another job. Dream crushed him. Just absolutely crushed him. Yeah, I mean, DV kind of has a point, but I mean, I, I get the <laughs> other guy's point too. I mean, come on, right? No, the, well, guy, the guy did not go to MMI, so I guess he knows to change his filter or maybe you know tie the chain. Yeah. And then he wants to be a factory mechanic and ask for salary and bonuses already. I'm like, dude. You're going to have to grind it for 10 years before being a factory mechanic. Yeah. Um, friend of the show. Congrats Nick. to your dude. Get, doing good. Mm-hmm, that was cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Well, you yeah. too. Yeah. Your dude is doing good. Yeah, he's doing a little, a little bit more consistent. But, yeah, he's got some room to improve for sure. <laughs> he's fast. He's real fast. Yeah. That's never been the Mathis, issue, right? I, <laughs> Mathis, please tell me. Uh, how you feel about the net situation this weekend? I thought it was. So- are we, are we going to talk about the nets again? <laughs> I feel like Did you already talked. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. We had Baggett on. It's we like, had Baggett on the show to talk about being Spider-Man on the nets. It's like there was Iverson taking. Like, are we talking about practice? Now it's like, are we talking, talking about, about the, the nets? nets? <laughs> are we talking about the nets? It was amazing, NYK. It was amazing. Well, let's be real though. At Dallas. The, um, they had the net forever on the 180, but evidently they only care about the fans because he had like the triple on the tabletop off. A Ray went off the berm once. Some other dude went off the berm once into into the other lane there, like basically the second corner. Yeah, I mean it's really good good spot for a net right there. But I mean, really, I guess we're only concerned about the fans. We need the, the net budget. The net budget is slim. Yeah, we need more nets. We only have. Four, I think. Let, let's uh, start a, a, a GoFundMe. Go 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 um, the the nets where they were this weekend. I mean, they weren't even there to protect the fans because nobody would have launched into there off into the fans. Right. They were really just there for the. But the the reason I really wanted the nets, though, Nick, and this is a dirty little secret. I don't really be real. You got nothing to do with the nets. It just makes it just makes common sense. It's not like you're the gener- It's not like you were the originator of the hockey net or the baseball net. How do I you saw know? Buckley's bike going. I saw I saw Buckley's bike going to the net at Anaheim one year on the home base because they had the net there. Yeah, they have the baseball net <laughs> set up. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. There was some. Uh, I want to think Freddie Norn or somebody got hung up there a couple years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. He's a he's a net. Uh, comments. He's, he's adding to the net. Comments in our chat room. Nick's chick is banging, and then another guy says DV's ex is a smoke show. So that's what the, our chat room's talking about right now, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, it, it seems like 
over the years, Nick's wife and mine has been, you know, subject of conversation. <laughs> well, congratulations, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know. When you got it, you got it. Right, right, exactly. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe DV doesn't have it because he's divorced. No, but. I, haven't, I haven't had it in a while. <laughs> How's the, do, you have a chick, do you have a chick DV? What's going on? Uh, I, I don't talk about personal stuff. We talk about we we eat motocross. Okay, we that's, that's motocross, right, right, right. shit motocross, <laughs> you know? All right, I got that. We, yeah, we'll get back on top. What's Pookie Wake wearing up, tonight, by the way? Speaking of hot Eat Supercross. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> Supercross, <laughs> fuck Supercross. I, I, you know, I sleep Supercross. <laughs> I, I didn't know you had a sun drop for this. Do you know when he dropped that was the first time AC was in studio, uh, Nick? That's what DV was telling AC. That's what he needed, he needed to do. Tuned up. We, yep. we, we started on the wrong foot with AC <laughs> because I told him basically to shut up and ride one day at the Nest, too, when I was at the oh, Nest. Oh, you did? Yeah, he started complaining, like, oh, it's too wet, it's too dry, it's not good. I don't know. He was, like, bitching about the truck not being prepped the right way. Uh-huh. And oh, I'm paying this much money a year. I deserve a good truck. I'm like, at one point, I didn't say shut up and ride, but basically that's what I said. And then I think we, every time we talked, we... we <laughs> went sideways. Well, yeah, we, we really started on the wrong foot. We're going to have to talk for 10 minutes just to, you know... Make everything straight. Uh, NYK, maybe you can put in a good word for for DV with with Adam. I haven't I haven't heard any I haven't heard any. Uh, I'm a little negative about DV because I did bring DV up one day. Uh huh. Because you know how you know how DV, it's always better to like get your front wheel over the first whip and not roll into it and jump off of it. Yeah. Homeboy can't get his can't get his mind around it, right? Yeah. And then so I'm at Tedder's track. I made this like a roller, and then so you had to. You had to. It just you couldn't roll into it. So to keep practicing it, mm-hmm. and then I busted. I brought my gear one day, and I did. Your, I did your wheel tap over four move, and homie couldn't do it. And I said, DV would do this with no gear on. He showed me this with no gear on. One day. <laughs> yeah, at the Cowie Shock with yep. no, no helmet on, and then mm-hmm. in, but I had jeans this that time, so it was alright. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty tech move. It's pretty tech move for no. I mean, what's in the woods is one thing. That's kind of. I mean. I could wrap my head around that, but the wheel yeah. tap over three, eh, a little bit questionable with no helmet on. <laughs> it's called confidence, bud. You got to be confident. Yeah, that's how you guys. I pretty much told him. I pretty much told DV, no chance I'm doing that. He said, "Give me your bike." I said, "Okay, let's see." <laughs> and then you whipped your phone out because you're like, "I'm going to get this. I've got to get that this. was that was pre Instagram, but yeah, I didn't yeah. have no phone on me. Uh, yeah. Well, it's all about confidence. Why you two got smoke shows for an ex and for a current wife? Confidence. You know, I just, you know, that's how, that's how it works. Um, that is ex- exactly how it works for you, though. Let's be absolutely real. Well, our producer guy, uh, Travis, here, his wife is hot, like way out of his league. And I, he must just have confidence. And must P- be- Pookie's out of your league. Pookie's out of my league? Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Right. She's like okay. five leagues above you. I think she's, uh, well, believe me, uh, the leagues are getting closer now that I'm back on a bike. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like Travis Stevens yeah. back? Well, um, I'm trying, bro. My my hands and arms are really pump up quick, though. It's not. You ride an RMZ 450 SL? Yeah. Wow, you got it for free? I got to give it back. It's Suzuki's bike. I can't even get a loan now. Well, you, uh, you, need, you need a bike? You need a bike, DV? I'm sure I got one around here you can follow. <laughs> Guaranteed you got a KX 450. Dude, I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got bikes all day over here. <laughs> I, don't you have like a, a 04 YZ 250? Yeah, that's in the wit, though. We could have somebody bring the it out. Wit, the wit? 
Yeah. And you got to you got a CR125 and DeWitt still? Yeah, I got a CR125 and DeWitt. Because remember, like, they did all those Legends laps, and then Lampson would always ride at 250, and I was like, I got no time. Lampson needs a 125. Why, why is this, like, disrespect? So then I got one for him specifically to do whatever with, and then they stopped doing those. And I'm like, eh, fair enough. I got to guess it. I got a 2000 or whatever it is, CR125. Nice. I like it. What's Lammy doing these days? I have not seen Lammy for a long time. No idea. I guess I guess he's doing some stuff um that shoot the G, GFI goat goat breaker oh with he goat does some, yeah. he yeah he does some schools for like military stuff with UTVs and some okay. like, I guess marginal dirt bike stuff somewhere up I don't know I, I don't know where exactly is that but I, he does that like for ten days out of the month or something with him I got goat breaker's phone number from Bones for a podcast and I called him. And I told him what I did, and he's like, thanks, I got nothing to say. And I'm like, okay, um, well, we have a lot of listeners, and people would like to, I got nothing to say. Thank you, though, and hangs up. I'm like, okay, bye, goat. Cool, <laughs> cool story. You know, I've, I've, I've known goat for so long. Really? The, he won the the first big race. Bocure. Bocure. Bocure, yeah. Bocure one yeah. year. Uh, it had to be at the 89. end. 89. It was 89. 89? Yeah. That's what I was going to say, end of the 80s. And I was there. I was like 12 years old, oh. 11 years old. Right. So I remember this American never heard of and then shows up and won the biggest international race of the year. Yeah, and then he got a 500 GP ride out of that. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, hey, Nick, I, I don't know if, uh, how much you paid attention to the, the, the races, but a lot of times been seeing the stats of all-time 450 starts, and obviously Chad – Beat set the record this weekend, but uh, what are you like number four on the list, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I raced too much. <laughs> How many mains did you do? It was like, uh, do you remember 194? I don't know, 190 something, yeah, 190, yeah, it was a lot. Oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, because I think I'm up there, I'm in the, in the top. 10 or 15, 12 or something. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You didn't, yes. you didn't race that long. What are you talking about, idiot? <laughs> Please don't call the host an idiot. <laughs> yeah, get him. Get him. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. I have it somewhere. 702-586-757. You got a question for Nick Way or David Villeman. Uh, hey, how, Nick, much you want to bet, how much you want to bet on this? I don't know. I'll ask JT when he... when he On all time. All time... Uh, well, uh, I know. That's most, most of a podium all time. I'm 16th. 16th most podiums? How yeah. many podiums you get? I, I, I'm going to say race. All-time race. How many podiums you get? Um, how many podium? Yeah. Uh, 37, maybe. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's not that many. Let me see. It says right here. Timmy, Timmy's got more. 37. 129 main, 37 podium. All right. Great job, DB. As much as Bradshaw. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Nick, you've also been working with uh, Ted's, Dakota Tedder. Um, it's, he hasn't been the same for a few weeks. Is it because of the injury to the ankle, or what's going on with Ted's and that program? Yeah, uh, well, he made some pretty good gains in the offseason. He did. I, I like, he I, did. I, I like Dakota. He, he's super cool. He's fun. He's like just a like he's a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah. I genuinely like him. He, he's like a friend. We called him after his cartwheel in Houston to qualifying. I gave you. I gave you. I gave you. I gave you his number. Yeah. So we were. I was shocked. He answered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did. He answered. Yeah, because he because t- he told me like, oh yeah, I talked to your friend Steve, that one guy. Yeah, you, you raced with uh, Chad uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, but 
so he's been set back by injury a little bit, his ankle or foot or whatever's going on? Is that? Yeah, well, and then he has, his wrist has been bothering him some. It's kind of like a lingering injury. He's going to Colorado tomorrow to get another opinion on it from mm-hmm. the guy who's been helping helping Roxon. But, yeah, he hasn't been able to ride much. Like we rode today some. Yep. But he's been, he's been struggling with that. But, yeah, beyond that, he's been, he's improved his riding a lot for sure. But yeah. He's got he's got some ways to go. Does he enjoy the KTM? Like, is it a better bike for him? He's been riding Cowies forever, but yeah. I mean, I think there's quite a few things, but I think it's kind of. I think just it has good grip in the corners and such, and he's not super aggressive on the bike. So, mm-hmm. the characteristics of the KTM seem to suit him. All right. Yeah. No, he's been he's been good. You you uh you know to start the year. So you've been working your magic with your guys. That's it. Magic. Um. You've been happy with AC. You've been happy with AC. You know, it's been up and down for Adam. A lot of crashes, a lot of speed, though. Um, you know, obviously, I think for him, you know, you want to look at nothing but the title. That's where you want to be. But he ended in San Diego with with second place, and I guess uh, he is fourth in the points. How, I mean, is it good? Are you okay with Adam? And uh, yeah, I guess that's not necessarily where he expected to be, right? But yeah. I mean. I think as far as his consistency and his overall riding has improved, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, he struggled with some starts a little bit there, and then kind of when he gets behind during the mains, he gets a little bit emotional and makes some not some great decisions. Right. Yeah, that, that, that San Diego was very emotional, huh? <laughs> well, some of the other ones when he was behind were, was like at Houston. Houston was a tough race for him. Yeah. And he crashed three times in the main. But, I mean, obviously Anaheim, he crashed huge in practice and then was able to soldier through and get a decent finish. But I think this, these East-West shootout rounds are going to be a pretty big shakeup for everyone, and obviously everyone still has two. So I feel like as long as he's smart at those and can, yeah, you know, whether first or second, basically he's going to need to get both of those to get back into it. Uh, are you going this weekend? Do you go out East to go see work with Ted's or? What's the last weekend? Last weekend, I went to San Francisco with my daughter because it was her birthday, and she had a um, gymnastics competition up there mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. So yeah, this weekend I'm going to go, and then I think I'm going to stay from Atlanta till Daytona, and um, I don't know what Dakota's doing if he's staying back there to ride or not. But I'm going to go there and help Adam that week between Daytona. Oh, oh. DV, are you going? St- are you going out east, DV at all? No. How about how about DV? Been there, done that last year. No, I'm flying back. <laughs> DV's two riders were supposed to both ride ride west and like hey, and he's had to get on planes and go east. Well, that was not the, the other. Who's the other guy you're helping, DV? No, Craig. Craig last year. Oh yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Christian was supposed to ride west, and then the team at the last minute said, "Oh, you go east." <laughs> and then Dylan was supposed to ride west, and then. His uh, injury took longer to heal, and then he ended up on the east. So I'm stuck. (laughs) When I agreed to work with them, that was for the west, where I could drive to the races. Now I have to fly Spirit to go uh, to Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were talking earlier before you got on, uh, Nick, about MDK and how both of you loved your time together at MDK. You both look back on it fondly. Your two smoke shows of chicks were hanging out. Lampson was the manager. CRFs were good bikes. You guys loved it. Loved, yeah. loved the NDK days. Yeah, and honestly, like with DV coming off of so much guidance in the past and him having his stuff 
totally figured out and not needing like a lot of help from the team mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, his overall knowledge, it worked out well for him. I mean, I was, by the time, the, the year that he came, I struggled with them a little bit because the year before it seemed like we had a little bit more support, like, team-wise. Because mm-hmm. it was part of the motorsport thing, and then that's when they decided to go on their own type of deal. Right. And then we had more of a, a smaller crew to help. And so I wasn't super sure of myself and, like, bike settings and such and such, like, at that point, like, as DV was, so... The years, the couple years before he was on there, I felt better about the whole situation. But it still was obviously fun, even mm-hmm. when DV was there too. But just for me, it just there wasn't there wasn't the amount of support there were the couple years previous. Yeah, from the team. Oh well, DV was taking all the support. No, actually, yeah. no, just <laughs> I'm like kidding. They I'm joking. Down, they scaled down. Yeah, they just like they scaled down the staff. Yeah, I thought the program was very easy. You know, uh, we we had like. Pretty much close to stock engine, just a little bit modified. Uh, kit suspension, RG3 was doing the suspension. I think I tested two days with uh, Rob Henriksen. Henriksen, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I never touched suspension all season. You know, I was happy with the bike. I just pretty much rode. You know, at that point, I, I couldn't be... I could have maybe asked for to be, like, a little better, but I was happy with it. Yep. And then... I just wrote, basically, you know, and I had a lot of fun. I had my first ever mechanic there, Brent. Yep. We w- was my first guy. Who, who might be certifiably insane. Uh, yeah, he's a great, though. He's a great guy. Yeah, I'm just saying if they did that insane insanity test, Brent might be insan- insane. Uh, my, but yeah. if you tell me to go around the world, uh, hiking, uh, that, I'll, he'll be the first one I'll ask to come with me. Basically, <laughs> oh, there we go. Is um is a great guy and uh, dedicated and work hard. But yeah, that was a great. Yeah, super. Great, he's a super awesome mechanic. Too. Yeah, I, I'm. I was. Uh, I like, and I was. It was a bummer for me to actually leave and not stay, and then it didn't work for me leaving. Where'd you I, go after? Because I actually um, got released from my deal. I had a two-year deal, but Suzuki went after me okay, yeah. to ride the the EF new EFI bike and stuff. And that's when MDK switched to KTM, you know, right. that off-season. So your last race for MDK was Millville when you got run over? Yeah, when I got hurt by the right. Millville last race. Yep. But I had signed my, my Suzuki deal before that. I got re- released from Kwame, mm-hmm. from MDK, and I signed my Suzuki deal uh, because, one, I wanted to – it was cool to ride a factory bike. Yeah. And, and then I wasn't too hot. Riding the KTM, which I tried at the KTM track that summer, yeah, and I was really not really like impressed. Yeah, and well, that's Nick. He, had to, he was stuck on the KTM for Soupy. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Looking back, I maybe asked. I think maybe the K, KTM would have been better for me. You know, I yeah. could have made it uh, the way I wanted, easier than the other one. But uh-huh. you know, um, I don't know about I don't know about then. You had to bring like some parts and a welder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, I, you know, my my my. I would have been stoked though. I would have been stoked though because it wouldn't have been just all me complaining. I could have had a teammate to complain. Yeah, you guys both could have complained, so right? Yeah, we could have tag teamed him on it. Uh, Nick Way on the Pulp MX Show, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Use the code Pulp Nation when you're checking out to save. Thank those guys for everything they do. Official graphics of Alex Ray, who weeded himself up. And hopefully he'll be back before Supercross. Friend of the show, Alex. Yeah, is he? How hurt is he? 
Uh, he dislocated his wrist and he tore a patella tendon. Ouch. Yeah. A, a dislocated wrist doesn't sound good. He hopes to be back before Supercross. I don't know. I don't know if that's... Before Supercross ends? Yeah, here? yeah. So hopefully A-Ray gets back soon. Uh, we're losing Sealy. We lost yeah, Barsha. We lost Roxon. With all the people getting hurt, A-Ray was a favorite to get on the box at the end of the year. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, Nick, lots of talk about injuries in the sport and social media and Vital MX and on my stuff and everything else. And DV and I had a conversation to start the show about it. I just don't know what else you can do. I mean, outside of putting a governor on the bikes, the bikes are too fast, too powerful in my opinion. The stadiums are too small for these bikes. And outside of doing, you know, a massive reconfigure with OEMs and with promoters and with everybody, I don't know what you can do, man. Supercross is dangerous. You also have riders who don't wear any chest protectors or any protection at all uh, out there. And what are you going to do, right? I I hate to be like that, but I don't know much as much we can do for all these injuries. It just happens. Well, and ultimately, it's like I think some of it is these guys get to a point where they feel comfortable, and they're like about to. They're like, "All right, I need to put in some results. I need to wing it a little bit." And then sometimes, like the tracks are fairly easy or slippery or whatever the case is. Like San Diego, for example, the track was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Like BV hasn't ridden it. BV hasn't ridden in years, like a supercross track. But by the time they they prep the track after the night show or for the night show, everything's so rolled and so easy. DV, like, legit would roll one lap and hit everything on the second lap. <laughs> that's Without what, even have ridden in a long that's time. What, that's that what is. I said uh, in the beginning of the show. I think the tracks, there's too much space in, too, in between the jumps. The jumps are too flat, too round, and then peop- riders keep too much momentum. It has to be uh, more condensed, more, like, a little steeper to break the speed down more. Yeah. And, and and legitimately, like they try to like Dirtworks tries like Randy Menengas in charge of the the Dirtworks stuff, and he's like he'll ask me or he asks me quite a bit about stuff. But ultimately, dude, in the B practice or the C practice, if if it starts out when we walk the track and we're like, oh, it's pretty gnarly, mm-hmm. those dudes are crashing everywhere, and then all of a sudden, like there's so much complaining that they get so much heat and they have to like tone it back down. But I remember like when I first started riding Supercross. I don't know if it's the skid steer or what it is that allows them to, like, smooth out the transition so much to make it so much faster. But, I mean, I remember, like, riding a 125, and the, uh, the transitions were so sharp that, you could, like, the triplet was a miracle down the rhythm lane. Right. Because I think a lot of it was they would take those cranes and drive between the jumps after they had, you know, the forklifts that are on, like, have the big wheels to carry yeah. banners or tough blocks or uh-huh. – bales, whatever it was, they would drive between the jumps, and then that would sharpen them up even more. And then they didn't have, you know, after, after they you know, prepped the track, they didn't have a skid steer right over everything. But also, when I started riding, uh, early 2000 or whatever, for the night show, they would, you know, fix the face of the triples, maybe the landing, the finish line, and that was it. We would, like, start in the ruts, where the track mm-hmm. was, like, technical we couldn't jump sometimes a triple through the rhythm section anymore yeah and i don't think it was bad but it slowed the track down it was obviously safer i think everything is super fast rolled and the space in between jumps the tri- yeah. today the triples are longer in the rhythm sections than before before like was it like a 24 feet 
you know, in between. Yeah, a lot of times it was like 24, 26 or 24, yeah. 24. Now, or, nowadays now it's like 30, over 30 now. Yeah, you know? yeah sometimes it's 30. Yes, yeah, 30, but easier. Yeah. It's easier to jump yeah. uh, like a 60-foot gap today than the 48, 15 years ago. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Um, and now that's how you get the quads is you got a sixty, you got a sixty foot triple you hit, and then you have another thirty foot run. Yeah, you hit something else. Right. Yeah. DV said slow yeah. them down. You know. Yeah, slow I think I down. think the the the, the jumps are too uh, spread apart now. Compare. We need to go back to twenty four feet and a, a little steeper. I don't think they have the dirt necessarily in some cases. What? The amount of dirt it takes to build more jumps, and you know. Yeah, you know, slow stuff down. Look at the the races in the 80s. They were like at three miles an hour. Yeah. No. You know, now it's like, I don't want to go back to 80s track. I think they sucked, but uh, even early 90s. Yeah. But, you know, mid 90s to mid mm -hmm. 2000. Yeah. In that 10 year period, I think it was okay. Right. Now it's like yeah. spread out a lot. And then, you know, wolves are like, Super like way rounder. So guys, back in the day, 125 guy n never skimmed the whoops. Right now, a private chair on a 250F, it goes. It goes to the whoops, no problem. Um, all right, let's get to some plus, phone calls. Plus, the, Go ahead. plus the bikes too. Like right, the yeah, like at Dallas, the ones after the flat corner after the star straight DV, they were they were round, like super safe to start, so you could jump them or whatever in practice. But legitimately, by the night show came. I mean, they rebuilt them, but it's just because the bikes are so fast. It just legitimately roosted them whoops to just flat. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get to some phone calls here. Skippy, what's your question for Nick Way? What's happening? Uh, both Nick Way and also. Can you all hear me? Yeah, what's up? Uh, man, my uh, my biggest question for uh, both Nick Way and DV was, so going from, you know, riding three, four times a week to, you know, growing up to be an adult, uh, what are the best exercises you guys recommend uh, other than just riding, you know, a couple times a week? I went from riding four times a week to riding, you know, twice a week. And I'm just wondering what the best exercises you guys recommend are for uh, somebody that's, you know, not able to ride three or four times a week anymore. Skippy, Skippy did not ask me on this. He's not including me on this on this question. It's Travis Steve. Yeah, well, no shit, Mr. Travis Steve. All right. Okay, Nick, what do you got to tell Skippy before I hang up on him? Well, I mean, as far as, like, the quickest thing you can do and the best exercise, you'll agree with me, is running. Yeah, that's exactly that's, what I was going to say. Yeah. It takes the least I mean, amount of time, I'm not, easier to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm... I, know, I'm I knocked out a four-and-a-half-mile run the other day, and uh, I was hating life, but uh, I did it. And uh, Well, good job, Skippy. I'm, I'm, well, what can I say? You know, I did it for Pulp MX. You know, I did it for the net. Thank you. I mean, but I will say, though, too, that, like, I mean, I'm riding last, and then dad bod's kicking in, and, I, and dude, riding is hard, dude. It's hard. You're telling me. So, I mean, it's, it's so, like, that's why I always try to encourage Steve to ride, because, you know, like, not saying he needs exercise, but I care for his health. He needs exercise. <laughs> hey. So, I mean, legitimately, it's the, it's the most fun thing you can do to exercise as long as you're willing to work on your bike, which DV is not. <laughs> so whenever, whenever, whenever summertime comes around, I'll be spending more time on a stand-up jet ski, and that's probably the best physical exercise you could ever do is on a stand-up jet ski, in my opinion. That's just great physical workout. You're like, uh, you're like Kenny Powers out on that lake, Skippy. No, no. Just, just, have you ever ridden a stand-up jet ski, Steve? Bro, I used to own one. 
I had a super jet Yami super jet and I had a 550 Cowie hey, for a little did, while. Did they did they float? And it was awesome. I shredded <laughs> I shredded did, did on them, Skippy. Did they float? Listen, fuck both of you. I shredded <laughs> on those, Skippy. It was I, a deck, I picture it was that. A, that picture You were in Florida back then, right? Uh what's that, Nick? You you take off on your stand up with a toe in? No, yeah, bro. I, I was I was good at them. They're fun. Hey, what's the name of the yeah. caller? Skippy. Hey, Skippy. Keep keep running, running until you get to, you know, eight miles in an hour in an hour time. When you run eight miles an hour, a uh, few times a week, you're good. You'll be in shape. All right, thanks, Skippy. How many times? How many times? We got to go, Skippy. Uh, a few, gotta, time, we gotta a few go. times. A few times, buddy. All right, we got to go, Skippy. Uh, X-Brown goggle tear-off segment. Let's do this. Nick Way, uh, David Villeman. Seriously, there's what? Jaws on the TV right now? Yeah. Is that Jaws? Yeah. Put something else. Sports Center or something. Okay, can you just focus on the show? I can't focus with, like, fake uh, sharks on TV. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah, fine. but they don't know shit. Okay, all right. Can we Can we just... X-Brown goggle tear-off. <laughs> It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Nick Way once wore X Brand, and uh, he was never better than when he wore X Brand Goggles. Kyle Chisholm wearing X Brand out there on the track, giving it all privateer hero Kyle Chisholm. Ricky Brabeck, Gary Sutherland. X Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Go there and uh, save with the code PulpamexShow2018. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. DV, do you know him? Yeah, I met him a couple of times. You did? What's he Cra- like? Crazy mofo. Yeah. All right, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. You have 30 seconds to answer them. Marks, go ahead. Nick, we'll start with you. Who do you think is faster through the whoops, Marv or DV, in a hat, T-shirt, and tennis shoes? 100% DV. 3.9 seconds. Good job. Even if DV puts gear on right now. <laughs> and I do love Marv. I do love Marv. He's yeah. a very nice he's, guy. He's coming Great around, though. He's, he's pushing it a little he's, more. No, he is. He's pushing it more. This change is set up. I talk in, about, sa- in between the heat and the main in San Diego, they made a change, and it, and it worked. Yes. It worked. I will well. say, though, Chad's whoop speed's not great, and he's awesome in the whoops. Right. Yeah. Legitimately, Chad's whoop speed this year, not great at all. And that would be one spot where he would just be like Excel, regardless of if, he, if he's like prepared or not. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be something to the chassis and such and such. I, I don't know. You know what I've seen? Nick's the, trying to back himself the, out of saying DV would be quicker in shorts. Uh, and yeah. The fast, the fastest. Kay. It's weird because the fastest I've seen in uh, Tampa, in the woods, I think Jordan Smith, flying. Okay. All right. Good stuff, DV. All right. Next question. Yeah, because because Ted, Tedder's a, Tedder's like pretty good in the whoops too, to be honest with you. Yeah, Ted's is good. Yep. Yeah, and a KDM. So. All right. DV, why does Marv struggle so bad in the whoops? Uh, one, I think his bike setup uh, a little bit. Uh, when he's gonna have a bike setup, a bike where uh, when he hits the first one, it won't kick him as much. He'll you know have more confidence and and going faster, and a um, little bit of technique too. I think. A little setup, little technique. All right, 18 seconds. Good job, DB. You timing this, bro? Yeah, 30 seconds. You only have 30 seconds. DB talks as long as he wants, dude, okay? All right, that's the rules. Yeah, I could, I could develop more on this, but that's uh, 
I don't know why they Can you put your phone down? No, I'm, I'm tweeting about having jaws on the, on the TV. But can you just concentrate on the show? I'm very concentrated. I'm paying you to be here. Yeah. My, my, uh, I pay for your spirit. My answers, my answers were great, right? Yes. So I pay you for your spirit, your spirit airline flight out here <laughs> from Tampa. And I paid for. All right. Steve. Yep. Who's had more success coaching riders, DV or Way? Ooh. Oh, come on. Get out of here. Well, right now, I mean, DV's only helped out two guys. Who so did I'll you help, Nick? Nick? Uh, we don't. Even... He's helped Adam Cincerillo. Nick, Nick is kind of like. Uh, uh, incognito almost. We don't really know who he helps, right? Yeah, he's he's not he's not down there taking selfies from the podium like you, DV. <laughs> did you like that? Did you see that, Nick? <laughs> that see yeah, that is true. I did like that, DV. And I did notice that you got the blue oak to watch on one of your prize possessions. Yeah, the, the blue oak to watch. It's, there's there's yeah. only one stopwatch for the races. It's a great one. It's the, I love the old it. school Oakley. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I changed the battery before the season. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I I had a couple of those. Those are sweet, those are sweet watches. I, I I that was my my was my official watch when I was a mechanic. Was that oh, a really? what, what, when you when you try to be a mechanic? No, I was a mechanic. I, yeah. Thanks, TV. Right. Right. You see, up. Jimmy Button got cut out of Frandis's picture. No. What? The, 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 yeah. The picture. One, one of them because I saw I saw Button posted it too, and he's in it. And then I saw another one where Button's not in it. Same yeah. picture. Yeah, but I think, uh, I don't know, maybe it's two different uh, photographers, maybe. I don't no, know. I feel yeah. like, I feel like <laughs> because there's a few guys, a few guys took the same shot. Yeah, I a feel like guys. DV cut him out. No, I, didn't, I, I had nothing to do with it. I had 100% DV cut him out. No, I had nothing to do with it. I love Jimmy. Poor, I had nothing to do with poor it. Poor button. Oh. That'll teach you for negotiating right? a shitty right? contract. Ferrandez's contract is shitty. Take this button. <laughs> it wasn't me. I had nothing to do. I didn't even post that photo. I did, right. didn't post it. Yeah, right. You zoomed in there to beat me. I did not post that, Next post question. that photo. Next Go question. check. Next. Go check. I did not post that photo. Next question. No, cha- no chance they edit out Ferrandez's chick. <laughs> no. Is she French or English? Uh, she's French. Okay, well, uh, she's not. What Canadian. does that mean? If she's English, what does that mean? Like American, I guess. I should English, say. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Next question, Nick. What's something that Dakota Tedder does better than AC? Oh, oh, good question. <sighs> He's good at being relaxed. Better I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ted's. He's definitely lives. got. A, he definitely got a more relaxed demeanor. Ted's and Noops. Hey, I think Ted's knows the Maple Leaf goaltender. Can you get Ted's to get get me we, to meet we him? We talk about Supercross and Motocross here. Sorry, we don't okay. give a shit. For real, yeah. Ted's is always talking about his hockey buddies, but I, I'm thinking that he's just not sure who he's talking to, or like there's some sort of like <laughs> yeah, I'm minor friend, I'm friend with uh, Ronaldo and Messi. You know, like, no, no. Ted's knows the Leaf goaltender. He lives in Noops, right by him, or something. All right, go ahead. DB. You need Ted's for your Paul Pocky thing? Yes, yes. I need, I need Ted's. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ted's for Paul bro Pocky. Bro Ted's down, bro. bro I just want to hit a motocross stuff. I can't. It's too late to bro Ted's down because now he need to know what I'm up to, you know? Just be honest with him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, come on. Let's hurry this around. we got JT coming up. Uh, DB, what are your thoughts on Weed being so cheap he doesn't get a hotel room Saturday nights after the race? Who, who's not taking who? Why again? Weed. Yeah, good for him. It's good. That's uh, I respect it. I like frugal people. 
Okay. You uh, guys spent so much time on that, on the review. Too much? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Just a little bit. Steve. Yep. Prouder moment. Dropping the gate for the wiener dog race or catching Baggett in the net? Oh, dude. Hard-hitting questions. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Hard-hitting. 100% the net, dude. No, yeah. no. I think dropping oh, the gate yeah. for the wiener oh. dogs. Oh, I think it. dropping the gate for the – because, look – there's zero chance those guys at Feld ever acknowledge that they got the idea from me. But everybody knows. But no they one will. No one will give me credit officially. They don't like you. Even no. even Coombs posted Why? about it. I was surprised on that. I don't know, DV. They don't like me. They say I complain too much. How how? Yeah, you don't even have a track. Tra uh, like yeah, track I can't even walk. walk the track. See what happens? Yeah, he's he's on the gate only. He can't walk the track. He's to the gate only. No, I can't. But I think that's just what he says because he ain't trying to walk the track. Um, he never does anyway. Dropping the wiener dog, dropping the gate for the wiener dog down in Santa Clara was phenomenal. You were on TV too. Yeah. Dude, those little wiener dogs, they were like waiting and waiting, and I, oh, it was great. I don't know. And then he's, he's saying, he's saying, I my, mean, I saved Baggett's uh, life. I saved Colton X's life. Uh, but no one will give me credit for that. And, and Mathis is saying, my, my former mechanic brand is insane. And listen to him. You're not very Whatever, insane. dude. One, one, one can dream, DV. Did Baggett tell you thank you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Forrest Seriously? Bu Forrest Butler texted me Saturday night and said, all I can say, dot, 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 is thank you. I'm a hero. Dude. And then for the first time this month, he got a hard on. <laughs> it was... It was... <laughs> Okay, that's much over 30 seconds. All right. Let's oh, go. that's where we jumped. Oh, line. the two guys with smoking hot wives making fun of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Right. Um, At least I'm still married. Nick. <laughs> oh, DV. Nick, do you think the tracks have been better this year? Why? And do we give Mathis any credit? <laughs> what, the I don't, tracks? I don't know. I know you, you build tracks now? Yeah, or design them? I guess, them, design I, guess them. I do both. <laughs> I don't know. I think I like like the sand last weekend was a good entertaining portion for TV and such. It's just cool to have something different. I like the over under. I like those couple tight corners they had. Some of the tracks have been cool, and I I understand the what they try to do to make it easier to keep it safer and the racing to be better. But ultimately, I think that just makes everyone go nuts because. Not that I'm picking on Vince Freeze. The Vince Freezes of the world feel like they have a chance to get like fifth if it's easy, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So then every, everyone kind of gets nuts, and then there's a huge pile up in the first corner or whatever. That's <laughs> it's interesting. That, that's yeah. I think that's my take on the, the tracks being easy. But hey, one thing, yeah. one, one thing, Nick. Uh, I hear way less complaints about getting down to the plywood or concrete mm. this year. Chad told me it seems better than last year. Do you agree with that? Do you, do you looked at that or thought about that at all? Have they added more dirt well, to the base? Mm, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think, like DV alluded to when we were talking about the tracks before, about the corners being ruddy. And since just be, like the few years before, like just after DV stopped racing, maybe a couple years, they started making the corners like loose. So instead of packing them with the skid steer. Uh-huh. Like they would, they would make them loose. So then, after the night show, they'll just go over it with the dozer and just kind of throw dirt into the ruts, so it's still rutted. Kind yeah, of. It's still, the yeah, corners yeah. Right. have been pretty ruddy. Like this year, they've been more packed, but the last few years was pretty ruddy. The corners, which has slowed down the speed overall, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I did notice that Houston on the second corner was a lot of down to the cement there because I was watching in that corner and I was surprised that they were able to do it. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't – for how ruddy the corners they are, they make them on purpose sometimes. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't get down to it more. Well, we, the first year we had time mains was last year, and everybody was saying how – how bad the track broke down for these new time mains, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just felt like this year I'm not hearing anybody saying, man, the track was just so hammered, so hammered. Last year that was constant from every rider, especially when the time mains first started, you know? so yeah. I think it's um, got to do with, the, the you know, when they build a track. I think the base is so hard in Tampa, for example. Yeah. It'll never go down there. Right. You know, but okay. I think San Diego last year was kind of the, the soft, and you got – to the plywood easy. All right, next question. That was longer than 30 seconds. DV, what is the best party you've been to, and where do you rate your 40th birthday bash? Best party I've been to, that's a tough one, though. Oh, we did some crazy ones. Um, like down in Temecula? No, Vegas. Vegas, good. Huh? Uh, Tao, when Tao was like oh. the place to be yep. 10 years ago. Um, but TV just, just raising the roof. I haven't partied, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we used to party like in Tower. It was like Usher next to us. Every time he got a bottle, we got one. Really? We sparklers. Yeah. Wow. Cost a lot of money. What, what were you night. dropping that for a night? What would you drop for a night? Uh, uh, a lot of money. T- t- give me, give me a range. Come on. What are we talking? Uh, over five figures. You're Jeez. fucking kidding me. Jeez. You hear that, Nick? Yeah. Five figures at Tao with Usher. Yeah. He but, likes the party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, sometimes, 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 you know, these occasions, you just get a little It was 25 birthday of a friend. And then it was a guy weekend uh-huh. with like five or six of us. It was pretty fun. And then my 40th birthday, uh, yeah, we also dropped a little bit of money. We we rented a 7,000-square-foot yeah. house. That house was bomb. Yeah. And then... Uh, it was amazing. But we did not go to club or anything. So We, we went out to the... Yeah. Right? Yeah, but Don't we you remember? Not, you and I were broing. Yeah. But okay. we did not uh, go to like... Glad, uh, glad, I rem- glad he remembers it. We did not drop like uh, no, crystal didn't. bottles no. all night. No, yeah. we didn't. But. but It was cool though. My my 40th birthday was the best birthday I ever had. Oh, because of me? And Pookie. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I want to uh, party with DV. We almost we, yeah. we we got caught in your vortex of partying one night in Vegas. Where at? Uh, MGM Towers. You had a suite in the towers. Uh huh. It was a really nice room. We went to Deja Vu that night. I think. Uh yeah, we were yeah. at the Skylofts. Right. Yeah. All right. Nice question. That was a good story. Deja Vu. Wasn't it like a mud wrestling that night? Oh, wow. I don't remember. The strippers like doing yeah. mud wrestling. I think so it was, yeah. actually. See, it would have been a better story if you had included the mud wrestling. I don't yeah. remember that, but yeah. me, and DV, me and DV were broing down like best friends. That's what I remember. Um, <laughs> best friends forever. Steve, uh, last question. Yeah, yeah. What's the ETA on JT and Reed burying the beef? <laughs> uh, Are they not friends anymore? No. No, I think uh, years, oh, years. I think I, I, really. I missed. The, I don't know. I'm I'll not, I'll fill you in later. Yeah. Hey, During so commercial like legitimate, break. Legitimate, like DV, like uh, JT's that bummed still. Yeah. 
I, w- I would have thought this would smoothed over by now. So JT's not stoked with Truman either. Then <laughs> that's a touchy subject. I think that's okay. Really? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow. Nick's reactions are good. J- JT's a sensitive being, though. Let's be real here. Yeah. Yeah. That's X Brand Goggle Teros. EKSBrand.com. The choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X Brand, you won't win. As Nick Way and DV and everyone, every other rider knows. All right, NYK, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We kept you long enough. Good to catch up, DV. Have a good one, but I'll see you in uh, Indy or this weekend. Are you going, this, are you going this week? Are you going uh, this weekend? I'm going this weekend. I'll see you then. Then Nick will be there wearing a uh, coat because I'll yeah. see you at the shootout. Is it Indy too? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll get Ferrandis. And Cincerillo that's and their coaches. Hey, that's gonna be a, that. I, I love the old school shootout. Yeah, it'll be. That'd it'll be, be great. great. Yeah, absolutely. Too bad there's only two of them though. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, a, I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm glad that we agree that there's gonna be some excitement there. Oh yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming on. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks. Uh, NYK brought to you by RoostMX.net. Thanks to the Roost folks. Thanks to Atlas Brace. Also, Atlas Brace uh, killing it out there with Jason Anderson. W Wheels. Half the teams in the pits use W Wheels. And Guts Racing, of course. And Get Data. Get Data's on uh, Cooper Webb's bike. And Cooper Webb DV is coming along a little better uh, each and every week. So Yeah, it seems like it. He had a very good time this weekend. Yeah. Second fastest. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next up on the show, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. Just uh, trying to stay awake for you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. NYK went long. Uh, you should have uh, filled me in before JT was on, on the beef. Oh, I could have, yeah, I guess. Um, one of Moser's questions involved you and Chad Reed and when you guys are going to talk again, JT. Oh, yeah? How'd yeah. that go? Oh, it didn't go well, no. Um, flyracing.com, everybody. Check out Fly Racing for all that you need. Weston Pike. Blake Baggett was on earlier. It's saved by the Nets. This weekend by in his fly racing gear. Uh, seven Deuce Deuce as well, rocking the fly racing. JT, before we get into a couple of things from the race, DV said, did you see DV's tweet about Tomac flying coach? I did, yeah, I did see that. Okay. DV said that Tomac had a middle seat and his chick had a middle seat in the in the same row. And either okay. either his chick or Eli asked somebody to take the middle and they and he did. The person did, and they, so they got set. Sit, they sat next to each other. I don't understand why they're both sitting in the middle. Like, do you not have a, <laughs> an app? Like, right? You understand flying coach? Like, you want to save it, money? It's weird because he was he was in the first row of the coach, in front of the wall. Yeah. You know? Those right. two, two middle seats. Bulkhead. Yeah. Yeah, and then but, that's weird. But JT, if someone asked me to give up my window. For, aisle, for aisle, a middle, aisle, aisle. Or someone asked me to give up my aisle for a middle. I just start laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> what are you a dick? I got asked that like last year. Someone said, "Excuse me, can I switch with you?" And I said, "To the middle?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "No, <laughs> no, no. I'm not." Do- I, I just so- don't under- Go ahead. Yeah, I I just don't understand how you have a middle seat anyway. Like, how do you not? You know, they they know the race schedule. You know, it's been yeah, out maybe, for maybe they, several months. Maybe he changed a flight. Maybe he took an earlier flight, right? I guess so. I just it, it seems weird to me. Like it, it happens to Carmichael all the time. He posts these pictures on Instagram where he's like row two hundred and thirty eight, 
in the middle. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. I understand you don't want to fly first or whatever, but why are you sitting in the middle in the back? Like, there's yeah. an app. I never, I never sat in the middle. No. Because you yeah, change, you, you go online. When you book your flight, you pick your seat. Right away. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't understand either, JT. I will never understand that. Like, I don't think Eli books his flight, though. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, good on Eli and his chick or whoever, his girlfriend, for asking to switch. That I cannot believe someone switched. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So, but that's not the maybe point. they were a race fan. The, the point. <laughs> the point of the thing. Yeah. If you know, uh, Eli's money, he makes a hundred grand every other weekend. <laughs> it seems like right. You know, buy a couple first class for a, a thousand no, each. I, I've talked to him about you know that because we we've put on a ton of flights. Him and I have been together yeah. with United, and he's just like, no way. Like he's like, I'm not buying that. Like I'm not spending that money. Like he said that. He's just, I'm like, why don't you fly first all the yeah, time? Yeah, but they would. Not, it's weird because right, they would spend like five Gs on something else. That's yeah, maybe. You know? um, okay, JT. So another another uh, discussion that DV and I had. Who is the better outdoor rider? At their peak, J-Mart or the 800? Um, I think it's too early. Well, it's too early because J-Mart really hasn't gotten into his 450 career yet. But I would say J-Mart's winning that battle. He's got two titles. And Mike didn't get any. Yeah, okay. Well, I said Mike because he had to race James Stewart and, and Carmichael and these dudes. You know? Yeah, and I, I don't dis- necessarily disagree with that, but I think Jay Mike, still Mike has a, a lot of racing left. Mike Alessi never raced uh, RC. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think he would have, wouldn't he? Yeah, he, he raced ne- RC. Uh, he never did. On KCM. KCM for in, in 2006, Mike was a 250 rider, and that was last season of Ricky. Oh, okay. He oh, was yeah, only he, a he part-time, uh, in part-time in 2007. Yeah, he raced James. He he raced RC in 07, but he got beat every time because Ricky won every. Yeah, race. but that was his. Uh, oh. uh, uh, ah, that so was his rookie uh, season. Buddy or, race, buddy race, Ricky. So yeah, but like you know, listen. rookie year and then after retirement. Way to so you can't really. Way, yeah. way Let's way be real. He was gonna lose. He was gonna fuck, lose. Yeah. Way to admit everybody you're wrong. lost way, against RC anyway. Way to yeah. admit you're wrong. Yeah, but two titles. I think Jaymont. Okay. Now, I the, just Michael Lessie at his peak outdoors was a bad dude. So that's what I'm saying. Anyways, um, all right. Getting into uh, um, getting into Tampa, JT. If Justin Hill doesn't go down, does he win? I don't think so. I think he he may be on the podium. Maybe he stays far enough up there to beat Anderson. Mm-hmm. But I think he would have. Uh, I think he would have struggled a bit with the last few minutes of the race. I think well, his uh, that intensity would have dropped off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And at least Eli, at least Eli would have got him, I think. Okay, I saw this. Uh, that was a tweet, right, from someone? I don't know. What to us? You mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Marx is maybe Marx out. Yeah. That's exactly what I I would agree, hundred yeah. percent. I think he he could have stayed in front of Anderson. Uh-huh. I doubt it. So be better. Does he win at one of these triple crowns this weekend? One of these mains? Uh, I mean, they're shorter. They're, yeah, he could if he rides like that. I would say. <laughs> if, if he does another quad quad, I don't know if they're going to do. Uh... Uh, JT, have you guys seen uh, the track map this weekend? I have not seen it, no. It's incredible. It's the busiest, most jumpy track that I've I've maybe seen in recent memory. Like, as far as, like, the new generation of four-stroke racing, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. When it popped up on the screen, I was, like, mesmerized at <laughs> 
<laughs> was on what what they had drawn up. I mean, it's incredible. Wait till you see it. There are five different rhythm sections on the track. I mean, it's it's unreal. Wow, that's cool. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, it all depends on how they build it. But I was, I'm going to pull them up. Good for uh, Dylan Ferrandez. He's got some skill in that stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's stuff you see when you look at a track. track right. Mark, yeah, they know, change. But, no, yeah. they change. But um, yeah, he should be good anywhere. But. Oh, just you know, listen to your ego. No, oh, it's me, not. With no, me yeah. teaching him, no, he should be good. No, anywhere. he should. No, he should be good. Uh, you know, he's one of the, you know, the top right. four or five guys of the class. So, you know, it's not he should. Um, he has to be good in on any track, basically. Yeah, no, what you, I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Jason Thomas on the show. Brought to you by FlyRacing.com. Please check out Fly Racing. Snow stuff, street bike stuff, mountain bike stuff, dirt bike stuff. FlyRacing.com has got it. Got you covered. And speaking of fly racing, we've got a call from Jimmy about Pike. Uh, Jimmy, what's going on? How are you, man? Doing good, good. How are you guys? Good. What's the question? Do you guys think Pike earns himself a career number this year? Ooh. Well, uh, right now he's on he's on point to do that for sure. What um, does he have to do? Top 10 overall. 250, um, 450 combined. Yeah, top 10 overall number with, with outdoors and supercross combined. Um yeah, I mean, he's on track. What number would he pick, JT, do you think? What number would Pike pick? Mm, I don't know. I, I think he will. I mean, he, he's been close. Um, you know, last year the wrist injury kept him out of it. But always got to really do the way the injury thing has gone this year with these guys. Always got to do a stay healthy because his results are going to be plenty good enough and he's riding really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what number he'd pick. I'm not even sure what the first available is right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mookie's got 27. Marty's got 29. That's a career for Marty, right? Um, it is, I, I believe. So, yeah, it might be might be 30 now. We might be up to 30 for a, for a career. This is what isn't it the the, the most ridiculous thing? Those career numbers. Yes, I, I don't like them. I agree. Did you know, like back in the 90s, like you had? Yeah, they added points. Whatever, the most point got number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number I three, don't. I don't then. like them. JT, do you like this numbering system? Uh, I don't like it because of the two bitty regional supercross points. Right. I, right. Is uh, is Plessinger permanent at twenty three? I was thinking he wasn't. No, he's yeah. not. I don't yeah, think he is. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's uh. Yeah. I would have not. I would have thought he wasn't. Yeah. He, well, yeah. The two fifty stupid points again. Never mind. Two fifty yeah. supercross points really. Yeah, that's drunk. that's the dumbest rule ever. Um, we'll, we'll come up with that. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll All right. Thanks, guys. Um, they came up with that in 1999. I, I don't know why they came up with no, it. No, I know because the first year I raced here, yeah, it was the first year that you know. Right. I I think I was uh, second or third with combined points. Yeah, the first year I was the, here, yeah, 12. And I kept 934 because I couldn't get a huh. crop as a number. So I waited two years to change, and I went to keep it. It's but. I don't understand. They give you points for 250 super costs, and that's so stupid to me. They should give so half, you, half points, maybe. So you're seeing a bunch of kids get permanent numbers while these veteran guys that are racing the tougher class are shut out a little bit. Like, it makes zero sense to me. Just reset every year. Just It was fun to have a new number. I, 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 don't, I didn't mind it. I, I'm down with it. I like McGrath with the 15. If, I if like him with the... If you so. wanted to do... Reset it except for you do get a single digit if you win a title. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Right, JT, you think? If you get a if you get a title, you can have a single digit, you're good to go. 
Yeah, I do think there is a little bit of equity in some guys having permanent numbers. I just think we've jumped the shark now that the 250 Supercross thing has has gotten in there. Yeah, yeah. I know they're trying to give the 250 Supercross guys some, you know, credibility and some fan base, but I just, I, I just don't buy it. I'm not into it. I think they're, it's way too easy for some of these guys to get national numbers. Period by yeah. race you know, east yeah, or west. Yeah, no, it's uh, guys. It's, I mean, I'm watching guys that are, they're not, you know, some of these guys that are getting in the main events. It's it's not their fault. They're just not even close to the level it would take to make a 450 main event. Yeah, and yet they're going to get a national number based on you know uh, some situation where they get points out of that weekend. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. What's um, what's the what's the percentage of income um, of rider income? That comes from, you know, merchandise. Merchandising yeah, uh, with number. Uh, Chad and James, and that's about it, right? Yeah. And, and by the way, it's, it's nothing, right? Speaking like, of James, he's going to need to get on it if he needs those twenty-five points to keep number seven. Uh, that's it. That's the last year. Um, he didn't race last year. Yeah, but they he got he got a special uh, mulligan. He got a mulligan. He got a mulligan. Yeah. Uh, as usual, like uh, not very consistent. No, no. <laughs> does does James get twenty-five points, JT? No, he gets zero points because he won't race. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, geez, bro. Wow, I mean, there's an open Honda ride, so I'm just asking. He's not. He's not racing. There's no way. Uh, that would be good if he did, though. Uh, Colin, what's your question for JT? Hey, JT, got a got a little uh, scenario to lay out for you. First, I want to apologize to DV though. Uh, what was it? O three DV and uh, US Open. Did you get? Did you win the overall or did you get second? I got a s- second. Yeah, I went one three for second overall. Okay, I remember the one because uh, th- that night I uh, you signed a poster for me and uh, I said I'm sorry. I walked around the corner and I threw it away. I wasn't a big fan of the Frenchman back then, but wow. After <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, I'm coming straight here. Yeah, yeah, after, right. yeah. After the victory celebration with the the fist forward and the fist backwards, though, you kind of redeemed yourself right there. So I'll give you props for that. That was, that was pretty sick, Superman. What'd you do? I used to do like this Superman t- celebration. It was like a I half guess. whip with like a, you put one, his right hand forward and his left Back hand there, backwards yeah. on it. It just kept yeah, I used to yeah. I, I won a few races this, and I did that. Was yeah. this different from a heel kicker? <laughs> yeah, heel kicker yeah. was more like on the triple. <laughs> okay, and finish line jump was like fist in front, fist in the back. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. So all right. So well, it's not like I won a zillion races. So Colin, you just see many times. Colin apologizes for throwing your poster. Yeah, away. sorry about that. Up on a new foot. All right, but JT, I got this. I'm working on this for a little bit. Uh, I was trying to put the Pulp MX crew into positions of the uh, winner's take all cast, right? Like people have been talking about that a little bit, but I kind of got it written down okay. here. Let's go with uh, Rick Mellon and Bad Billy. Obviously, Alex Ray and Keg Clayson, you know, they get a little rivalry going on. Probably Alex okay. Ray is one of the faster guys. Uh, Wally Briskin, you know, the big, thick guys, seven deuce deuce. Mm-hmm. Bruce Hamill, kind of kind of goofy looking redhead, you know. I mean, Weimer, it's got to be Weimer, right? Uh, yeah, I can Frank, see that. No, you don't think so? Yeah, he said he can see it. Um, okay, okay, yeah, well, okay. Well, what about Frank Bushing being Tony Alessi? You know, he made Hurricane. Tony Alessi <laughs> had the MCR. You know, he didn't really want to call him Hondas there for a minute, so he kind of made his own. Sure. Yeah. Type of okay, okay. And then, um, pretty much, do you remember Mongrel? Uh, JT. Yep. Oh, J- do you don't yep. have to, you don't have to ask JT if he remembers okay. anything or anybody from Winners <laughs> Take All. Okay. Like, well, I got I got that as Mathis. You know the the media guy has got to be a Mongo, right? That's got to be Mathis. 
Is is Mongrel right. the, is Mongrel the guy that was on the on throwing people off the, the tabletop? No, that well. Oh, that was Bear. Bear's got to be Bowers, obviously. You know, his nickname's Bear and Bowers. I don't remember Mongrel. I do not remember Mongrel, so I'm not sure if that's an insult or not. No, he's he's an integral part of the movie. Oh, okay. He, he, so sweet. Well, I got you know. I just I just want to throw it out there. Maybe other people can uh, throw their uh, guesses in and uh, see if they can come I up. Think with any Frank, I think Frank. I think Frank. I would go with. Uh, I would go with Genova. For if it was okay. Me. I would I go with that. And then uh, for Wally, hmm, I don't know if I'd go with Weimer. Weimer's a little bit too. No, Goose is Goose is Weimer. Wally's Deuce Deuce. I'm sorry, yeah, Goose. Bit. Uh, I'm, he's okay. a little bit too like witty and and <laughs> I don't know. He's just not goofy enough to be that guy. I'm gonna have to think about that one for a little bit. I think he would okay. be. All right, call. Yeah, man. Good job. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, way to put some yeah. thought into it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, greatest movie of all time. Hey, you know what, Colin? Do you, do you have a bike? Hell yeah, I got a bike. Do you want a Maxima oil kit? <laughs> hell, every time, hell yeah. Maxima oils, everybody. Spending millions of dollars can get a brand attached to a race series or a sticker on a bike that may or may not be using a product, but it can't buy heritage. Maxima defines aspirational because they've been there since the beginning, aspiring to be the greatest motorcycle oil in the world. MaximaUSA.com for more information. Number one aftermarket oil in America, DV. How's, that, how's that phone? Good? Everything good on your phone? Yeah, you're talking about the movie I never saw. So Maxima, I was, uh... MaximaUSA.com. <laughs> Check out Maxima. Uh, thanks for thanks for the um, uh, movie thing, uh, Colin. Stay on hold. Marks will get your information. Thanks to Maxima, man. I know. Thanks, I know. For Goose, for Goose, I'm going to go with Jake Marsak. He's he's a little dated now, as far as reference, but he's the perfect Goose. Number ninety eight. Yeah, Marsak. All right. Thanks, Colin. Uh, all right. Uh, Colin wins the oil kit from Maxima USA. Paul, what's up? You want to talk to JT? What's happening, Paul? Yes. What's up? Hey, guys. So I was just wondering about uh, in the heat race when J.A. moved over on Tomac. Like, that was pretty uh, – the way he did it, the way he looked back and just swerved over was pretty gnarly to me, the way he did it. I uh, just wanted to get J.A.'s uh, – I'm sorry, J.T.'s comment on that. And then especially D.V. because he's in – because he's in studio. I'm just wondering if they saw that. Because on the broadcast, it, it, you could see J.A. look over and then swerve. So I didn't know if anybody else had seen that or what, what everybody's feelings on that was. Because I, I saw it, and I'm I'm okay with, with taking somebody out in the corner, taking the front wheel out. But, but in the air... Uh, basically, a Vince Freeze type move is not okay with me. But I, I just wondered, wondering if anybody else saw that or what right, they what, thought about what do you, uh, it. What do you think, JT or NDV? What do you guys think of that move? Go ahead, DV. Well, was it the one in the sand? What was? Yes. It? Yeah. Um, I don't think that was. Uh, There's nowhere close to as bad as Plessinger on Macarath in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, was it Phoenix? Yep, Glendale. But yep. Uh, yeah, I don't think that you you have to kind of shut the door right there. But you know, I actually watched the heat race on TV, which you don't have the same perspective than mm -hmm. in the stadium. I went back to the truck and I watched it on TV. Um, so, but you know, I don't 
it didn't really um it wasn't that bad to me i guess i when it happened i went ooh like yeah but you, you got to shut I, the door yeah, there yeah 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 no i wasn't i wasn't covering my eyes it just was a little yeah a little bit uh of a move jt what do you think I will be honest, I didn't see it because typically when I get back, I, I really watch the main events and studied it, but I didn't I didn't see it live, and then uh, I didn't watch the heat, so um, I'm just going to stay out of it. I don't I don't have anything to offer on it, so right. it's not great, but I don't want to. No, that's fine. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank Later. you. Uh, hey, don't forget, if you want to win a Vertex Piston for a 2018 CRF 250, the new piston that's out for them, a little higher compression as well, uh, tag Pulpomex show and tag Vertex Pistons in an Instagram post that shows a photo of your bike. And uh, and let's get to Darkside. Darkside, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Um, my question is mainly for DV, but everybody can answer. Um, a lot of these guys practice. There's different ways of practice. Sometimes they practice with other top-level guys, and then some guys like Eli kind of keep their program to themselves. DV specifically, what do you think is better? You know, does Dylan practice with other really fast guys, and do you think that's good or maybe not so good? Yeah, Eli was on the show before the season started, and he's been riding with J Mark. But he's he talked about not posting photos of him riding, uh, not riding with a bunch of guys like what Alden's guys do. He doesn't want to help them, doesn't want to show them things. Uh, you know, and then we have the Alden program where dudes are all riding together. Seely Craig also, you know, so. Uh, City Craig is actually good because it's a different class. Okay. I, I, I actually like that. I like guys that, um, you know, as, if uh, Dylan was riding with Webb or Barsha, like on the same program, riding program, I'd be fine with it. Riding with uh, uh, same same caliber guys, same class, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't think there's anything good coming out. Yeah, they're going to help each other. But by doing the same program, you're going to level the field more. Mm -hmm. uh, one's going to uh, profit more than the other. Um, tension's going to come. Uh, I, I don't really yeah. um, agree but to it. I, and I like, uh, and that's why we did with Dylan. You know, no videos, no interviews. We can, uh, we were behind the radar all the way until, you know, Dallas. Right. Um, and I told Dylan, I was like, there's no videos. There's no nothing. What? No. You didn't do any of the big interviews? No, we didn't do nothing. No videos. What, I said what, no. What would an interview be bad? Why would an interview no, be bad? No, interviews. No no coming to uh, doing a day of yeah, writing yeah, and doing yeah. an interview. No. Right. I said okay. no. Right. I'm like, actually, Dylan did only one thing. Uh, it, it is something for a French TV channel. That's it. Mm. And then, um, so, yeah, I, I like be, Beyond the Radar. Right. And then, but... I understand, like writers, they need to to grow their social media presence for sponsorship, or you know, I think that's important. I think brands look at that, you know, followers and all that. Right. Um, but um, JT, when you rode with Chad, did he was Burner around then? When they were pretty, I mean, they were pretty close in speed. Would Chad ride with Burner back then, or no? Yeah, but not until Burner moved. Moved. He moved to Tampa in 2010. Yeah. So it was really hit and miss. Um, not really till '09 when they were teammates. They rode a little bit together. Yep, a lot. And then uh, starting in 2010, like 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, they right. rode a bit okay. every day together. Yeah. Right. Um, 
What about you, JT? Do you, do you? I mean, we've seen it. We, God, JT, we've wasted hours talking about the the Baker's Factory and Marvin and mm-hmm. Anderson and Roxon and Villapoto back in the day, and we've wasted so many time, so much time talking about that. I got a feeling that you know, for for us to talk the dark side here, I mean, we're both in agreement that it can't really happen without a feud starting at some point if you have two guys close to each other. Yeah, I think it really works best, similar to what DV said. You know, if it's guys in different classes, or at least at least if they're racing in kind of different groups, like with Chad and I, um, you know, I could start far enough ahead of him where he would be chasing me and I would be running away from him, trying to get away from him. Uh, and we could work together without any animosity. And Chad wasn't worried about me beating him because he was just a lot better than I was. And I wasn't worried about trying to beat Chad. So yeah. both really try to help each other without any worries of, you know, uh, it coming back to bite us. So I I do believe that's that's how you get the most out of it, and and you really try to help each other without ever holding anything back. Because I just refuse to believe that when Marv and Anderson were riding with each other this year and last year, they've got to be. Not you there? Oh, we lost JT. Too much, you yep. know. Oh, like oh, be- oh, back. JT, you're back. You don't. Your phone's broken up. Okay. I was just saying, I, I just don't believe that in a situation where Marvin Anderson are riding together, that they're gonna they're gonna be completely open and try to help as much help each other as much as possible. They're always gonna be holding back that little bit. Yep. Uh, where if you if you strategically do it, you're gonna get more out of it, just like DB said. Right. Right. Yeah, I like the the fact when there's a you know a gap in level. I yeah. I, I used to ride in France with a, a guy named uh, Demontis. It was one of my best yeah. friends, Stefan Demontis. Stefan Demontis, and then uh, same thing. Um, I know I was gonna beat him on the weekends, and um, it was not that it was close, but not that bad. Yeah. But you know the gap every track. Either it's motocross or supercross. Yeah. You know you in motocross you have to be four or five seconds faster and then supercross maybe a couple seconds. Yeah. And then when the gap is big means like he needs to wake up. Yeah, and yeah. then he, if he comes he helps, to one, a little bit, right? one second. Yeah. I'm sure that's what happened with JT and Chad. And you can push uh, each other mm. with a distance like that, yep. you know, and that's fine. But riding same level together, I don't, you know, yeah. it's it's, I mean, it's not a team sport, you know. So no. it's for me, you know, it's it's not very good. Thanks, uh, thanks, Darkside. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, but I like the different different level where yeah. there's like, but like look at there's normally a three second gap, yeah. and the guy that's faster it has to be at least three seconds, and the guy that's slower it has to be less than three, so you push like this, and then on the weekends you, you kind of not racing yeah. together. JT, really. did you have days where Chad couldn't catch you? Uh, there were definitely days where he would catch me less. Catch um, you less, yeah. Conditions, if the conditions were perfect for me, like super super tacky and the whoops were really small or like rolled in. Yep. Uh, he would still beat me, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything incredibly bad. Right. And that would push him. That would push him to go faster. Yeah. It pissed him off too. Yeah. It really pissed him off more uh, than anything. <laughs> uh, uh, but then there were days where it was really, really like slippery and really technical or the whoops were really big and he would just kill me. Like yeah. it wasn't even, wasn't even fair. <laughs> TJ, what's up? Hey man. First off, I gotta say, DV is awesome, and him and the Noof are probably my two favorite people on the show. Really? And okay. JT, and JT, 
Yeah, so I got to say that. And also, Steve, for the last few months, you seem to be getting easily angry, angrier, and angrier each show. And I'm a mini kid's dad, so we do the whole traveling, doing the nationals, and you've been ranting and hating on us so much. And I've actually turned the Pulp Show off because of it. But you're totally forgiven because your net saved Blake Baggett, my favorite writer. Oh, thank so you, TJ. You yes, can be as yeah. mad as you want, and you can hate on many dads as much as you want from now on because your nets. And I'm sure someone talked about it. And I'm at work, so I haven't get to hurt, get get right. to hear the show yet. And I'll, yeah. no, I'll listen to the archive. It's been 45 minutes of nets talk, TJ, tonight. So don't. Yeah, you'll be caught <laughs> up with it. Listen, uh, maybe you're not one of the crazy mini dads, but unfortunately, TJ, you have been painted with a brush <laughs> of craziness. I can't. Well, I can't anybody, you know. Any- Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a crazy mini dad. I don't even like, I go to the line with my kid. I set his whole shot device and I'm like, all right, kid, do what you got to do. And I'll go, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually pissed off at him because he's taking time from me racing. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, TJ, you're not one of the ones I'm talking about, but I, lump, I got to lump you in because all the rest yeah. of you are just are batshit crazy. You know? Anyways. So, anyway, but it, it's awesome. And um, are you really dropping the. Um, um, Jason, uh, JT off of the the yes. review pods for yes. MC. Yes, absolutely. The people have spoken, <sighs> and when MC joins, unfortunately, uh, JT is not allowed on that show. The people have spoken. The show is never better. Any show you have is never better than with you, Wygant, and JT. That's the best. What can it doesn't I do? get better than that? It's Jeremy McGrath, and- TJ. I don't care. DV's better than Jeremy as far as talking and listening to him talk. It, you know what I mean? That's just my opinion. But hey, I'm a DV fan. DV, you got to seventy-two you gotta get a wins. Bike. Actually, on the on the what? industry guys or whatever. Actually, you, Weege, and JT. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yes, I got to give even DV. Even DV agrees. Yeah. Seventy-two gotta, fucking wins. DV. I got to give it to you. I don't care how many but wins the, you have. It's yeah, but the thing is, is uh. You know, you guys are pretty objective because you're not really linked to yeah, companies no. or writers or right, no. JT a little bit, but he speaks about all the writers fairly. He calls it like it is, yeah. except for with a few exceptions. Yeah. Yes. He loves answer racing. But, you know, it's some other guys, they're so, like, tied up with writers, companies, energy drink. Like, they can't say... Yeah, really anything no. is so you know generic. Listen, JT does a great job on those reviews, JT, and you know that you do a great job. But it's McGrath. We got to boot somebody. I mean, money talks, bro. Money talks. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, maybe we'll. Right, guys, have maybe, a great maybe, night. Maybe, hey, uh, JT did race McGrath's Invitational Supercross. Maybe maybe that allows him to get in. He actually did. Uh, awesome, yeah. so. he ate shit that night too. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> he crashed hard. Thank you, thank you, TJ. Appreciate hey. it. Thank you. Hi guys. Have a great night. How, how mad? How mad was DV at Josh Grant that night? Oh. I'm actually not that bad. I was. Oh, uh, really? uh, yeah, just on the moment right there, but it wasn't. You know, I never, I never said anything to him. It was, you know, not my fault. But I left the door. You didn't chase him all the way to a semi and freak out under his tent. Yeah, no. like you did with JT. Uh, <laughs> no, I did that. No, no, he, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was all the way around. Oh, that's, that's right, San yeah. Francisco. <laughs> Who can forget? I got. Hey, I, you, I, you had yeah. a provisional, but I, fuck I, it. I, I lost a thousand bucks that night. I got fined a thousand bucks for that move. And JT broke a fork leg. Oh yeah. Um. Sorry. All right. Let's hey, go. Let's, that that was hold yeah, on. Uh, Chris, are you there? Yeah. What's up, Chris? 
Oh, not much. I just had a quick little thought. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you had a game on there where you played with Pookie and Marks where you lined up some questions for them. Yeah, trivia or something, right? Yeah, I I was the first time I had heard it. I've actually been listening for a while, first time to call in. But that game was cool. I liked it just because I played along as y'all played it. But I also thought it would be cool. You give away a lot of prizes on your show mm-hmm. to make it interactive with, like, you had Nick Way and DB on tonight. They could play against each other, or your callers could play against each other for these prizes. And just it gives something for your callers to play along with, but also for your callers to compete for. Yeah, not a bad idea. We should probably think about doing that again. Uh, uh, we we got to come up with questions and stuff and all. It seems like a lot of work, but it was a it was fun idea to do. D- didn't Pookie beat Marks? Yeah, yeah, she did. He was when I talked to him earlier. He was like, I didn't like it because I lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, thanks, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for being on hold for so long too. Uh, we uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks. Thanks. We should do that one day. DV, what are you doing? I'm coloring. Can you just focus not, on the show? I'm really focused. Great radio, bros. Hey, I I listen to all everything you say, and I, oh and wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, you hear that, JT? He listens to everything I say. I listen to <laughs> you dangerous. all the time. Nobody should ever do that. Yeah. Uh, Jason Thomas on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. We'd uh, we'd greatly appreciate it if uh, if you could do that. We uh, love the guys at, at uh, Fly Racing. Um, all right, JT. So we have. Uh, uh, nine rounds left of Supercross right now, and before we got on, we were slowly talking about Cooper Webb. I'll ask you this, JT. We talked about it a little bit on our review last week, and, and DV, if you're listening, Anderson, Marvin, and Tomac are going to get most of these wins. Probably Tomac, most of them. Who's going to get another win, DV, in 450 class? Who, who can get the win outside no. of those three? Is there anybody, JT? You don't think so, right? I mean, you're. I think, a, I think Blake can get one. I that was going I was gonna say that. I think the, the there's a, a chance, maybe a maybe slim, but I would put other than those three guys, I'll put Blake before anybody else. What about Daytona for Blake? I know it's not the same old Daytona. But it's, it's different. Still, this year, I saw the track map. It's kind of like better. It, yeah, it's better. Better, longer, like straighter. Last year was horrible. So tight. Two year, two, two or three years in a row, it's been yeah. horrible. But I was there last year, and I was like, dude, that looks like nothing like Daytona. It looks like a... No. But it was horrible. But I saw the track map, track map this year, and um, it's more like old school, like super long, yeah. you know, all yeah. the way down. I think it's going to be cool. Can he win? Can Blake win Daytona? Um... Sure. Depends on Eli. Yeah. Depends on Eli. Yeah. Eli, I think Marvin's <laughs> going to be on good. Eli. <laughs> you know, I think uh, all three is going to be good in, yeah. in Daytona. Uh, you know, Marvin's going to be good. Uh, Jason's going to be good. And obviously, I think um, Blake's going to it's going to have extra motivation too. And uh, don't forget uh, J Mount if he rides uh, yeah. the factory Honda. Yeah. Right then Brayton's not going to do it. Uh, most likely, it sounds like it might be Craig. Jumping up. What about they going to do only one guy? I don't know. JT. I, I will take two. Chad was on earlier, JT, and he hinted at maybe a fill-in ride. I, I mean, I, I can't see that. It, but. Can't, it can't be with Yamaha. No, There's no, 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 no chance. No, 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 There's no, no, no. no chance. Uh, but would Honda do that, JT? I don't know. It, it's man, you got to look at it from their perspective. Is is it is it worth? You know, Chad's really not 
the same Chad right now, you know, with zero prep coming yeah. into the season. Is it worth it for them? Because he's, you know, from what he's doing, he's going to be, you know, even if he gets a bump, that puts him maybe around 10th or 8th. Is that worth it for them? I, I don't know. Only they can answer that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure somebody's going to kick the idea around. I just don't know. I don't know. Chad's not the easiest person in the world to to work with. So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. I, I, when he dropped that, a caller asked him about possible fill-in rides and what he do it, and he was like, ah. He laughed at it a little bit, like kind of hinting uh, like it might be a possibility. Uh, but, yeah. I think he, I think he's, you know, I don't know if he's talked to anybody, but you know Chad in the back of his mind is thinking, well, I have the leverage right now because they don't have anybody, and I'm sitting here available. But Would, and, he, and want to, would he want to do it? Would he want to do it? I mean, he's got the speed zone guy, and he's got, other than that, yeah. the, the sponsors, would he really bail on, you know? He could do it. I that, think he would because the factory Honda, that bike looks really, really good. Right. Yeah, I, I think he probably would do it. Yep. Um, all right. Hey, before we get to Alex Ray, who's on hold, our buddy A-Ray's on hold, let's uh, talk some GPs. They open up this weekend. Geyser is not going to be there. Uh, all the Honda guys. Honda yeah. guys are done. Right. Roxon, Sealy. Geyser, Bogers. Bogers. Uh, Am I missing a Honda guy? There's, there's only somebody, yes, somebody else, sorry. Um, Somewhere. Why is Tim Geyser so sketchy, DV? They all are a little sketchy. Look at the Supercross races. Uh, you know, they... I mean, they, they Sealy's not sketchy. No, yeah, Sealy is like, very, yeah. like the smoothest guy to get her. Right, you know, right. you'll think he'd be the last one to yeah. get her. He always um, like, but All right, so some G- other guys. GP talk. What are, where are we at with Fe- Roman Fabra? No. Nah. What Fabra shows up? No. <laughs> Three. No. Third. 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 I think uh, okay. Jeffrey's going to win the most of the races when he stays up. Yep. Uh, is he going to stay up? We don't know. Is he going to get her? We don't know. It's kind of like a stewy kind of guy uh-huh. pushing the limit all the time. Um, Kiroli's gonna be there. I'm a big Kiroli fan, but because he's a yeah, he's, he's a bad he's, dude. He's, yeah. he's a bad, it's just like bad dude. He signed again two years until 220, yep. uh, 2020. Um, um, yeah, I think it's Jeffrey. I, we don't know about Paulin. I don't, you know. Uh, I'm not, not really sure really either. <laughs> TV is not excited for the French no, riders. No, I'm not. I think uh, Roman is uh, maybe. Uh, Harder worker than the other guys, uh, uh-huh. the other French guys. Um, but you know, you'll you know, like Caroli and er- Erlings are better than the rest, yeah. I think so. So they would have to change and improve drastically in the winter. Uh, when you look at what they do, and uh, not Roman because he's I think he's dedicated, but the other guys, you're like. They can the Sal will steal a win or something. Um, yeah, the Van Horbeek maybe. The Sal did not do so hot at the French race. Yeah. Uh, he did not even win, I don't think. Uh, but um, you know, what do you think, JT? What do you What do you think? It'd be the same. Yeah, I think uh, I think your top three DV hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes between between uh, Jeffrey and and Tony uh, because they, they definitely, there's no love lost there. They were, they raced really aggressively. Uh, you know, the KTM team versus the Carly, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting storylines there. And, you know, I think Jeffrey feels that this is his year 
and Tony had, you know, his, his big farewell championship last year. And I don't think Tony sees it that way. So I think they're going to be some aggressive racing. I think they're going to, they're going to have some run-ins and I think it's, it's really going to come down to those two. And, uh, I think in the end, it's really Jeffrey's year. It's his to lose. If yeah. he can see just the way he's progressed and he's coming in healthy this year as of now, which he didn't last year, you know, he had the wrist injury last year. Uh, I, I think he's going to be on a, on a different level than most of these guys that most of the races. From what I've seen, you know, social media and everything, I saw Tony a little distracted this off season compared to maybe Jeffrey. Um, maybe Erling's going to come out swinging, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. compared to the other guy, like more ready. Uh, it might take Tony like a couple races to get, you know, like his level. He showed good... Uh, uh, good speed in Italian championship. He got beat a moto, and I, and I watched it. Um, I was kind of weird. Uh, Roman actually uh, mm-hmm. beat him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that was kind of weird that he lost that moto. He kind of like faded a little bit, and then Roman at the yeah. end kind of got yeah. him, uh, which is not very usual from Tony. But like I said, I think it's is. His ninth title celebration yeah. lasted for kept, three months. It kept going. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where the, I don't know where the training and the the preparation was in between all of that. Right. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen next weekend. Really. Yeah, it just seemed like his his motivation level last off season was several levels higher than this off season. He just seemed so determined to win that championship last year and this year. I think. He'll be serious and take it seriously, but I, I haven't seen the same the same fire and and just resiliency to. There was no way he was losing last year. You could just see it in every mm-hmm. everything he did. And this year, it just seems like there's a little bit more calmness to it. And I think I think you're right. I just think Hurlings will be have a little bit more fire than Tony this year, and we'll see. I could yeah. be totally wrong, but that's just how it's. Um, Sewer and Patcherell both moved up. So see what they can do. Nah, just <laughs> TV just TV's disgusted. He's disgusted you, with Sewer. Are you seriously saying that? <laughs> I don't know, DV. I'm just bringing up a couple it's of like, guys. It's like you, you you talking about like a top five East Coast guy or <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, know, sorry. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That moves up to the 450 and then saying that he's gonna run with uh, Tomac uh, and Roxon. No, that's not gonna happen. Uh, uh, Next. Uh, uh, <laughs> Next. Rick, do you remember what Hurlings did to everyone when he was here? Yeah, yeah. they're not even going to be able to see hurlings. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's, Paul's got a question. And then the, GPs, you, uh, the, the first track is amazing. Super fast, yeah. black, black kind of sandy. Yeah, black type. dirt, yeah. sandy. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what's up? You got a question about the, G, the GPs? Well, to compliment or to comment on what on DV said, um, Patrell, well, just like you said, actually, Mathis, Patrell, uh, Benoit Patrell is just like Morocco. He he cannot get a start, but he finishes no, so strong in every let's, race. Let's rephrase that. Uh, Benoit Patrell wishes he was Mike Morocco. <laughs> okay, that's not, I'll give you that. But but at the same time, I really think that honestly, this could be Max Anstey's year. Ah, um, uh, yeah, uh, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, because. Tony's going to be strong, and and Jeffrey just gets hurt so much. 
that I think Jeffrey in the first four or five rounds will put himself out of it. My personal opinion. Yeah, I mean nobody nobody could say that's a crazy opinion. You know what I mean? No, it's yeah, not. and 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 Max was so steady and solid that he started slow, but he built up last year, and by the end of the year, he was just super solid. He was always there. Yeah. So I, I'll take I'll take Tony. I'll take Tony over Anstey, no matter what. Yeah, JT. JT okay. Yeah, I mean you're yeah, play. but you know some races. Uh, you know, especially in the sand, Anstey yeah. uh, could be pretty yeah. good, but not like 17 or 18 rounds. I don't know how many rounds there is. Uh, I don't. I don't see it. Too. I think Tony. Tony's too smart. He's he's too smart. The only the only way I can see him being beat is just by just sheer speed, which Jeffrey has. If Jeffrey can stay healthy and ride the way he can ride, I just he's he can be too fast. I think. But otherwise, if it comes down to racecraft and consistency and smarts and all that stuff, Tony is is miles ahead of the rest of the guys, in my opinion. Every time. So, yeah, no. Anyway, have a great night, Thanks, guys. Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yep. Uh, JT, also, too, speaking of fly racing, you guys stepped it up for GPs. God. Covering the GPs. Yeah, I saw the yeah, press I release. Mean, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to uh, trying to grow our global footprint for sure. You know, the, the big next step for us is to go get a, a marquee guy. You know, we had uh, Tonus and Sean Simpson last year. Um, so we're – we're gonna be. I'm gonna be at a GP in Italy this summer and uh, talk to some riders and some teams. But we're we're definitely trying to get more involved. Um, you know, the, that series is doing really well, and their global mm-hmm. reach with their television package is really strong. So it's it's something we're serious about for sure. Listen, hire DV as the global fly ambassador. He'll go back to France and Europe and go to GPs, right? DV. Yeah. There we go. Just, just fly me a business, <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, just fly me business. That's it. Fly in business. No, no salary. No salary. I just fly business. You know, like like if you get DV to go approach like Patcherell and Sewer, I'm, I'm sure it'll go well. I'm sure it'll go really well. You know, he'll just go right. up there. You can tell him that he wishes. You wish you were Michael Rocco. Here's a contract. You're a 250 E Supercross guy. You wish you were Michael Rocco. Click. Find this. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those, those guys, they just don't want any gear. Huh? It's fine. Just product, homie. <laughs> well, that part actually does work for fly racing. Like, yeah. Like, you do sound like you'd be a good negotiator. <laughs> gear only. Yeah, a few sets of gear a year, that's fine. <laughs> uh, anything else, JT? What else? You got to go? Uh, what else you got on your mind? Uh, whatever. Uh, it's late, so I didn't want to keep you too long. NYK really, really balled you up and pushed, you know, on the phone and everything. So. Um, Typical. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. And uh, thanks, JT. Appreciate appreciate the time, bud. All right, guys. All right. See you. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody. Take a commercial break here. Second one of the night. Come back with D- David Villeman's song choice. And uh, we got the BTO Sports tweet of Travis. We got some voicemails. We got a race are we done yet? segment. No, we, we are not done yet. And we got much more, much, much more coming on with the great David Villeman. Stay tuned. What? I don't know. They stay tuned right here. Oh. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV... 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. 
I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats, uh, anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray. Here in studio, Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in 
For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel Vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. 
And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 
5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks to all those companies that help us out from Get, Get Data, Guts Racing, W Wheels, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection. Love the guys at Works Connection. FMF, DV loves FMF. DV, you have a there soft spot in your heart for FMF. There we go. What? What? You don't love FMF? I do. I like yeah, those guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maxima USA. 
X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Roost MX, Gear Alloy, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Fly Racing, BTOsports.com. All on board with us. And the Michelin tires, the Starcross 5 tires, they push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. 10% weight has been reduced on the uh, tires compared to the previous generation, which reduces unsprung mass, providing superior handling and improved acceleration and braking. 21 sizes of those these guys. MichelinMotorcycle.com. We've had a great um, listener feedback from Michelin's. Giving them away. People buying them at dealers. Although I'm a sponsored rider with another company, I can't wait to get back to my faves, Starcross 5. I just got off the Dunlop wagon and switched to Starcross 5s. They're like Velcro. What a difference. Just a few of the words from our listeners about Starcross 5. I've got a set on my RMZ, DB. They stick to the track like glue. Great company. Love those guys. Yeah, Randy you, Richardson. Yeah, you are a fan of Michelin. You use Michelin, Michelin tires in Europe. Yeah. Here too, I won supercrosses with. Uh, oh, did you have Michelin's on when you first came over? Yeah, 125. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Gave him a win, bro. Also, first uh, when I led 13 or 14 laps in San Diego as a privateer. Michelin's? Yeah, oh. all day. Uh, that's Corrosion of Conformity, DV's choice for music tonight. From the Terra Firma 2, you said it was? Yeah. I was supposed to go see them tomorrow night, but I sold my tickets. Too tired. Great radio. Too, too too much stuff. Too busy. Tampa, Vegas. Uh, Got to go. Atlanta yeah. this weekend. Are you going to every East Coast? Like every round? Uh, so far, I'm booked to Atlanta. I don't have Daytona yet. Uh, but okay. yeah. Most likely. Uh, yeah, most likely. Yeah. A friend of the show has hit some hard times, and uh, we thought we would check in with him. Our buddy, Alex Ray. What's up, A. Ray? Oh, man. Not much. Not much. Poor A. Ray. Yeah. Yeah, man, it sucks. You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I mean, I can walk. Like, oh, that's good. I just can't really bend my knee at the moment. And then uh, I have this stupid thing on my uh, my wrist that I've had for, like, almost a week now, and it smells like ass. <laughs> I bet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Dude, are you still in the motor home, in the, in the motor park in Lake Elsinore? Like, that's got to be depressing, too. Oh yeah, it's depressing as hell. Cause like I can't get get up on the top bunk, so I gotta sleep on like the couch bed. And there's this huge rod that goes across, man. It's <laughs> it's dicking my back up. Like, but I'm I'm out. If it's I'm on your back, it's week. fine. What are you doing? I'm out. I'm out of the trailer park this week. I'm I'm moving in actually with my teammate. He's got a he has a open room. Bradley Tapp does, so I'm oh. gonna move in there. Really? Hey, I could have uh, rented a room to you. I have a. Uh... A 4,000 square foot house yeah. by myself. DV says he sits alone in his house on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit out of DV's price range. So it's like, well, you know, and he would get me up, like wake me up at 7 or something and tell me to go run or something. So Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. He he also blames himself for your LCQ crash in, uh, in, uh, in Dallas. He said that he was sitting right there, watching the whole thing. Dude, I, that was, oh my gosh. Somebody crashed in front of you, right? You, you ran into him after the, the Dragon's Back thing, right? Yeah, it was Scott Champion. Like, I don't even know how he crashed there, honestly, because that's the easiest Dragon's Back 
I've ever seen. And yeah, like I go over the thing, I see the red flag or the yellow flags, but I see no bike. So I slow down and I roll the thing and his bike is on the downside of the tabletop and I just hit his bike and do a front flip. <laughs> yeah, so, I saw the whole thing. I was just behind that in the, in the stands. I saw the whole thing. And then oh, and then whenever DV sees you at the pre- at the practice track, it's been a it's been a disaster. Yeah, every time he shows up at Lake Elsinore, I, I don't know what happens. I get nervous, and my front end just decides to wash out at least three times. Uh, the other day, the other day before the finish line in Elsinore, he hit the like uh, clumps of dirt on the side of the track <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just I sided. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that day I fell in that same turn twice. <laughs> Um, yeah. are, are you going to hopefully be back before the end of Supercross? Do you know? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. So, like, you know, of course, it happened, uh, let's see, Tuesday. Um, so everything happened pretty quick. You know, I mm-hmm. called Dr. Alexander. He got me in. He popped my wrist back in right away. And, no, I'm, and, I'm glad uh, you went to a real doctor. That's good. I'm glad about that, at least. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like I had, of course, a big gash yeah. in my leg. And uh, yeah, that's the that least, out, that's the least of your problems right now, right? Well, not really, no, because like he was cleaning it out and everything, and then he seen that, of course, I had a tear in my patella tendon. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to go over here and have surgery." So luckily, you know, he called a few places, got me in right away, and uh, ended up fixing everything. He said that. Uh, both the wrist and the knee weren't as bad as he thought. Um, so I go back to the doctor on Wednesday morning, and uh, I'll know a little bit more about it then. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, my plans are the last three, man. Last three. Okay. I, I hope, you know, I mean, did you, for the moon, right? Okay, wait, did you, so you hurt your patella tendon in the cut, not in the crash. The cut did it. Okay, so at San Diego, I cut it a little bit, like I nicked it. Okay. And then I crashed again and blew it, like it hit right in the same spot again, like oh. freak accident. Like you couldn't do this uh, again. Like it's weird. Same spot, blew it open, and then it poked like a hole in it. I oh, guess you could say. Jeez. So he stitched up the hole and everything. Like I have staples everywhere now like i mean i did have only had stitches before but now i have like staples and there's like a huge y on like underneath my uh underneath my knee so it it looks pretty crazy but uh but yeah you know it's unfortunate you know i mean it just you know sort of a freak accident i guess you could say because it wasn't from me getting sketchy. Everybody's like, "Oh, A Ray got Caddy Wampus!" Like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. No, like, no. It was just like a freak accident. Uh, like worst case scenario on that track too. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, so. without saying it, sounds like you want to say that your bike had a problem. There, I mean, yeah. Well, well, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You're. you're yeah. It's okay to say that. It's. It's professional racing. A little doesn't, bit of a bike issue. It doesn't mean the team and the bike sucks. Like that happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't mean yeah, anything sure. about. You know, negative. I, I've seen it at the highest levels of factory racing. It's machines. They, yeah, they yeah, fail. for sure. Like I said, there was a bike malfunction on a very high speed part of the track. DV's been there. He probably, you know, the the there's like a triple and then like a three onto a tabletop. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it happened like right there, like three onto the tabletop. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I needed, that's, that's. I needed a net. You did. You needed a net, <laughs> like bagging this weekend. Net. Or a parachute one. I don't know. Um, 
Well, but, uh, I want to let you know the last two weeks, Kiefer and now DV have both put your jersey on in in your memory. They put your jersey on and, and sat on, sat down on the show with some of your jerseys. Yeah, I, I could probably die tomorrow and be a happy man. David Villeman, uh, 34 <laughs> career podiums, what did you say? 30? What'd 37. 37. 37. Career podiums. Wow. And just throws the A-Ray Moose jersey. Manimal. He's a manimal. <laughs> he's, he's, he is now a manimal. It felt a little uh, medium for me, but, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> a little snug. Yeah. So are those Yeezys real that you're wearing, or, or what? Did you get those off Instagram? I, I uh, From China somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> TV is not going to buy real Yeezys. He's just not going to do it. Bro, I mean, come on. He's got a 70s deuce hat on. I figured like he would put two and two together, you know, where they're real Yeezys. Yeah, that's true. That's the first hat I saw here. I wanted to wear a hat because I'm bold, you know. And since <laughs> since we're live on Facebook, I wanted to put a hat on and seven deuce deuce all day. Dude, are you going to make it to any races, A-Ray, do you think? I will be in Atlanta this weekend. Oh, well, I'm not going to be there. Kiefer, Why not? Kiefer, well, Kiefer's going. Why not? Kiefer's covering it for Pulpa Mix. Triple Crown, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. So, but uh, yeah, I may. I, I asked you earlier in the week, maybe for a press box entrance, you know, maybe like hang out with Keith for a little bit, call a little bit of the racing. But yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, no, I can, I can hook yep. that up for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, Pablo Max correspondent. I don't need track walk anyway. Like, yeah, but he, he, he can get he can get track walk from himself. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get press box. From yeah, him. I, I can't do much for you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the hardest part is, you know, just going from freaking just grinding it out, eating Supercross, sleeping Supercross, mm -hmm. getting Supercross, fuck Supercross, just to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> hating Supercross. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are you going to do for money? Like, are you going to sell fruits on the side of the road? Uh, yeah, either that or just sell myself, become like a male prostitute or something. I don't really know yet. Uh, um, an animal. Well, you know, Carly <laughs> may be interested. Ooh, oh, Carly. Oh, Mark. What's he up to, huh? He doesn't have his headphones on right now. <laughs> oh, man. I can still hear. Uh, I can hear everything. <laughs> he hears everything. Mark's <laughs> I'm right here. here. Mark's sister has a crush on A-Ray. Oh, uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. How old is she? 18. 18. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. DV said. No, that, that's a little. No. That's a little young for me, man. It's, it's a, a young, young for me too. That's my first. <laughs> that's my first rule. If you can be my daughter or my mom, it's a no. <laughs> Why? It's a no. Wise words from I'm, David. I'm, I'm 40, so if you're like 20 or under, or, or 60. 60 and over, yeah, no, I, I can't do it. Man, okay, okay, so anywhere from 20 to 58. You're good. <laughs> uh, 58, she can still be my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what, what did you think when you saw Baggett fly into the net, eh, Ray? Are we going to talk about nets again? Uh, I thought that Steve Matthews saved his life. Thank you. No, maybe a bone. No. His life. Well, the best part about it was they kept calling him Spider-Man on the TV. Like That was the best part. Yeah. Yeah, Mark's yeah, Mark's yeah. in Photoshop tonight. He, he doesn't have a nickname either, right? Baggett? Yeah, BB4. No, no, Chupacabra. No, like... <laughs> El Chupacabra. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Chupacabra. I mean, are we running with that? Uh, I guess, right? I feel like that's been nothing. Nothing quite beats a bit. the Cobra. Yeah, nothing beats the Cobra. Who's 
Yeah. Nah, I'd rather not be even, the, not even I, animal. The, I, I'd rather be the goat than the cobra. I tell the you. cobra all over his bike, moving everywhere, weirdo riding style, like a cobra. All who right. gave, who gave you the guy. name? The the French uh, announcer, the uh, Bercy guy. The Bercy guy. Nineteen ninety seven. He said you're the cobra. Yeah, one day he showed, you know, a French championship uh-huh. race, and then he started calling me that. And then that was it. stuck. <laughs> the Cobra. Stevie, I've always wanted to ask you this, like, just out of, like, curiosity. Just from, like, watching you, like, race, like, as I grew up, you know, and over the years and everything. Um, you talked a little bit about, like, technique. What is your What is your take, like, on elbows up? Because I know that you you used to ride with your elbows kind of down a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, against it. I'm against elbow up and uh, levers down. I don't, you know, seems like it's uh, not a myth, but a lot of people, like old school guys, say, oh, you got to stand up and, and your, your wrist and your hand has to be like, you know, straight with your arm to the lever. That's not, you know, I don't think... That's nowadays it's good, but uh, uh, I don't think you can corner very well doing that. So I'd rather have balls that's a little down and then levers up, so you, your elbows actually comes down way easier to turn that way. I think, but you know, and actually I, I, change I, we change uh, uh, balls and lever position with Dylan and. Uh, we came, you know, towards that, and I, I made him try, and then say, just give it a try, and um, it worked. He's, he, now he, he has his levels are like flat, you know, they're not up like mine. Mine will work higher, kinda, but um, yeah, levels flat, and balls roll down a little bit. Um, yeah, see, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit with you on that. Um, Strictly because, I mean, I've seen Dylan's handlebars, of course, you know, and I sort of run high handlebars as well. Everybody makes fun of me for it. They say I run, like, ape hangers because I see a lot of these kids nowadays, they run, like, the 999s or whatever, like the super low, flat bars that pretty much sit in your lap. But, like, mine are a little bit higher, like a higher bend, and I feel like I can get over the front of the bike sort of on the handlebars um, to, like, propel my bike forward for that forward momentum a little bit better with, say a little bit higher bend of handlebar yeah people talk about dylan's balls this year they look high yeah but you know it's it's just the look if if you take measurement the way what we did uh compared to you kind of rode like a 999 type of flat balls last year um but with different ball mounts and everything so now he has like balls like a 998 type of deal but his hands sits two millimeter lower than his former balls. It's just the look oh, yeah, on just... the bike. It looks like the balls are high, but if you measure, uh, balls are actually lower than last year, and his levers are up. So yeah. it's it's just like a, you know, uh-huh. the vision. You know, the look of it yeah. is different, but the actual measurement, his balls are a little lower than last year. Oh, there you oh, go. That's pretty cool. Um, well, Steve. All right. Well, Steve. Like, what? I'm gonna have a, a little bit of uh, free time on my hands, so maybe I'll, I'll come back up to Vegas. We need to get you up here. Yeah, for sure. Cause, okay. Yeah. Well, but if you're gonna be out east, uh, where are you gonna be? Are you going east to Tennessee? Bro, I'm, I'm not, bro. I am Corona. Your Corona life. 
Corona oh, life. Like the 90s. Yeah. Back to the 90s <laughs> life. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, he says. So you're, you're renting a, a, a room in Corona now? Yeah. I'm moving out of this freaking trailer park. Not the best city in SoCal, though, but. What is it? Is it Temecula or what's the best? No, 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 but no. The best city in SoCal is Amosta Beach, but you know you can't afford that. <laughs> me, yeah, me, no, heck me, no. Me, me neither. But um, I, uh, I'd like to see A Ray move in with UDV and then maybe do a little bit of like a, a reality show of Life of DV. No, the, the cat, the sweatpants. And AAC crank. No, seriously, that's, you know, that would be um, I'd, not ideal, but something I would really want to do is, is take a uh, writer like A-Ray, exactly this type of guy that's in the main, right. maybe missing it sometime, yeah, in yeah. the main, in and yeah. out, you know, and, you know, you come... Uh, you you eat supercross. You sleep listen, supercross. You come. You you finish the outdoors last weekend of August. You take two weeks off just to prepare yourself uh, psychologically to come yep. live with me. Uh huh. S September <laughs> September fifteen. You move in and you do a hundred percent what I tell you to do. And then we get a. A, f a film crew, one guy that films uh -huh. everything. Yep. And then you make we'll a reality show. No, re yeah, like yeah. like a vlog, but not right. like nowadays vlog that don't do anything. Yeah. Like something that's you know. Right. Cool. I like And then that. from day one, you know, you're gonna uh, eat broccoli in before breakfast and grilled chicken, and then you're gonna run ten miles. Before breakfast, jeez, you, you, got, <laughs> you, you know. hear that, Ray? <laughs> and then, but you have hey. to, you have to be all in. He, all a Ray in. was all and, in with with Pablo, and, Pablo and, and Davy. And I would, I would, I would do, I would love to do this. But a hundred percent, I'm all, all in too. Like I'm all, all I'm in. all game for. But you know what, hey. uh, a Ray, I think, I don't know if you would last like. Two weeks. That's the thing, dude. He no. He you don't understand. He he's been working really hard Bro. with Millsaps and Pablo. It's, it's off season. It was crazy. He ate just greens and chicken and salad, and he was all in, bro. I didn't need solid food for like a month, man. I'm good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> he, I would. Like, I would I, like to do that. I can suffer pretty hard. I can suffer pretty hard. Yeah. Are you staying while you are next year? Uh, like far as like a ride wise? Yeah. Do you? Oh, you don't have a deal yet? Oh God, I have absolutely no clue. I might be back on the island. Oh uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might be even you can, more. Uh, more you, you can drive with Teddy Parks and help him for free rent on the Teddy Parks project. <laughs> hey man, yeah, like, dude, hey, I'm game can, for anything. Can we Let's get? Can we get a? Can we get money for this or? Uh, how much do you need to do a private private island? How much money would you need to do like a supercross season? How much that cost? Dude, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, fifty grand maybe, on the cheap side. But without counting parts and and bikes. Yeah, and everything, that's all right? that's for free, right? You hope. Yeah. You can get bikes for free, right? Kinda. Yeah. No. We, we can get bikes for Hell free. Hell no. I'll get you RM okay. Army. I'll, I'll get you RM Army for sure. RM Army. Okay. Yeah. RM Army. Welcome to the Army. <laughs>
All yeah, right. as long as I get dog tags, that'd be great. Oh, I'll get you dog tags, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. All right, we got to go, A-Ray. Thanks, buddy. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hang in there. We're thinking of you, and uh, keep in touch, man. I could be worse. It, you know, I could be Cade, so. Oh, exactly. You could be Cade. You could be suspended, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Yeah, see ya. Alex Ray, everybody. Could and be worse. It could be Cade. That's something I would like. That would I like that idea. That, yeah, I'd be, we talked about it a couple yeah. years ago. No, we did. But um, that would be something interesting to do. Um, so would be going to Honda World. That would be interesting as well. With a five freeway and 605 freeway meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, including certified Hondas. 30 minutes anywhere in L.A. with a 5 and 605 meet Honda World, DV. You go there, you mention Pulp MX, you get a hell of a deal. We've had a few listeners buy vehicles from there, and they've been super stoked with their service. And uh, Honda World Downey, everybody. i got my Ridgeline there. If you're in the market for a Honda of any type, Honda World Downey, Pulp MX Did discount. you see the new Accord? I did not, no. Sick. Is it? Yeah. I don't, kind of don't like the back headlight things that they did a couple years ago. They count, they're coming out with a pretty cool um, Accord. Okay. I'm not a big yeah. fan of those cars, right. but it looks pretty cool. Uh also, to Race Tech email segment. Since founded in 1984 by Paul Feed, Race Tech has been an innovator in motorcycle suspension technology. They break through the limitations of the OEM designs, and Race Tech specializes in high performance suspension parts, service, and setups. Pulpamex 18 is the code to use at Race Tech, whether it's the motor services that the HEP team is using or suspension services that LeMay and Moseman and HEP are using. A lot of riders in the pits are using Race Tech suspension for everything they need. This is usually the Race Tech ramp of the night. I don't really have one. I was going to rant about the... I was going to rant about how they should listen to me more because the nets are working, but then I'm like, ah, whatever. They're not going to listen to what, me. What else would you, would you change? I, add? I would add more dirt. I'd buy more dirt for every Supercross track. So what, we could What have, would you do with it? I would... Uh, well, I talked about the, the, the track getting down to the base. I'd build up a base more. I'd build big, bigger obstacles. As far as slowing them down, you need more dirt for more obstacles, which is what you talked about earlier. Um, I would use all the floor space you could. They don't use a lot of floor space that, that they have right now. Yeah, but there's a lot of things in between. There's like a, a tower, there's well, a VIP, yeah, palm trees. I was going to be the race deck ramp. Did you like, uh, did you like the palm trees? Um, yeah, the potted plants or whatever those things were. That was cool. They went all out. Uh, this, this, uh, this email is from Adam. Uh, Steve, let me start by saying I've listened to you and your archives for a couple of years. Sorry. I'm sniffing. You helped my commute go by. Thank you for all the info you and your crew put out. And by the way, I don't race moto on a bike. I'm a quad guy. So even we listen because it's about the sport two or four wheels. I ordered some goggles. No, don't. Don't make fun of quads. They'll be, first of all, they're gnarly. It's a joke. What? I don't have anything against quad guys. Quad guys buy a lot of stuff from they're, our sponsors. They're gnarly. There's I'm happy no doubt to. About s- it. I will not make fun of quads. Are you? Just because of money you're getting? No. What because, if you do not get money? No, I don't get any money from quads. But quad is a big part of of uh, of the off road segment that buy parts and gear and stuff like that. Like they shouldn't be made fun of for riding a couch. I mean a quad. It's fine if they want to do that. They spend a lot of money. They're good guys. Right after you called the couch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he's sarcastic. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Shit. No, I, I, I've always said that. Like, these guys spend a lot of money, and that's cool because it's needed in the industry to keep it going. You know what I mean? They buy sprockets. You got a, and, you got a point. 
Yeah. Just don't make them ride with dirt bikes. Yeah, don't. Yes, absolutely. They should not be on a practice track with dirt bikes. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so anyway, so uh, Adam said he ordered some goggles from X-Brand. Three hours goes by. He gets an email, and, he's, and he thought that that was for shipping. He opens the email, and it's like, sorry, those ones are out of stock. Can we get you something else? At the bottom of the email, it was signed RT. I was like, whoa, Rich Taylor just sent me an email. I replied back, and, and with whatever he had, an obnoxious color would be fine because they are just goggles, and we don't have Lit Kit Awards in Quad Cross up here. He replied that for my troubles, he would throw in another pack of tear-offs. Uh, your sponsors rock. I do use the pulp codes quite a bit, and I, and, I, and I have a company go above and beyond is awesome. I figured I'd share this with you and let you know if you're ever up in the Northwest, he has a YFZ 450 quad or a YZ 250 that I'm more than welcome to swing a leg over at any local race they have. And don't worry about needing suspension. It's been upgraded. I'm a portlier fellow myself. Thank you again, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Nice to hear X-Brand came through for Adam. Rich Taylor is a great dude. Appreciate that. EKSBrand.com and Race Tech Suspension. Uh, my bike's revalved with Race Tech Suspension front and rear. It's like I'm riding on pillows. Air Forks? No. Spring Forks on the new RMZs. Uh, Pauly, what's up, man? How are you, Pauly? What's up, bro? Hey, Mathis. Yo. Can we get Fly Racing, the best gear out there, to make Justin Bray in some type of bubble safety gear this weekend? Brayton? Why? Yeah, because I'm going to pick him in fantasy. And for the last three weeks, my fantasy 450 All-Star pick has been severely injured. Yeah, bro. Um, Do Ryder's a favor. Don't 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 pick anybody this week. <laughs> I, I can't, man. I'm trying to win a dirt bike. Bro, my t- I had the two guys who missed the main by one spot. Two guys. Well, I mean, that's understandable if you're picking guys like that. I'm picking Roxon, Barsha. And Seeley, they should be in there. They should, bro. Three straight races, the rider in second place in the points got hurt big time. Big, like that's an that's, that's an amazing record. I think Anderson's got something going on with the Mexican cartel. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'll tell you what. It's Are we talking gnarly. about fancy? Kind of. Okay, well then let's shift gears here. Um, DV's mad now. Of course he's mad. He's always mad. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is. I, I, was I don't got today. anything else. Thanks for the thanks, thanks buddy. For my call, guys. Thanks for playing Pulp Max Fantasy. Win a Cowie KX two fifty F or a Cowie KX two four fifty. Um if you if you win fantasy, we give weekly prizes out as well. BTOsports.com, tweet at Travis segment. Go to BTOsports.com. Anything you need for your bike or body, they've got it. Use the code PulpMX, call in, tell them PulpMX sent you, they will uh give you a hell of a deal. And uh, let's go, btosports.com, tweet at Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. btosports.com, we love these guys. These questions are submitted to at Paul Pomex Show on uh, documentation. Of these questions at Paul Pomex Show Twitter. Mark's over there in the corner, goes through and picks the best ones, and... Uh, Give it to us, Mark, hard and fast. Hmm. This one's from some guy named Bob. He's from Omaha. I hate that guy. <laughs> Mathis, which is weirder? Weed sleeping in the airport following a race or Tits sleeping in his truck? Oh, Tits, for sure. Tits is in his hometown and sleeping in his <laughs> truck. What a nut job. Absolutely. Fuzz Sanders. 
wants to know, do you think Mookie is in on for outdoors for JGR? No. No, Bogle will be back by then. Does Mookie race outdoors? No. <laughs> no, Mookie. Roger Larson, I like Roger Larson at seven. He's a good dude, but he does not see any value in racing outdoors, and I, I couldn't uh, agree less with that. Mookie is just gone for half the year. Uh, he's not good enough to sit out outdoors. If you're MC or Wyndham or DV in a day, you could pull. Or Reed. Or Reed, you can pull that shit. But when you're Mookie, you can't pull it. You got to race. He also wants to know, did you see Gringo at Tampa? I did not see Gringo. So he was not bringing the ruckus. He was not bringing the ruckus. This one's from Tyson Stigall. How would you rate the tracks thus far on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best? Dude, they, DV brought it up earlier, or maybe Chad did. There's been some good ones and some horrible ones this year. Yeah. Like, they haven't been. They've been really good or really bad. Like, Glendale was really bad, or good, I mean. Anaheim 2 was really bad. Um, this weekend I thought was good. I like the sand. Sand was cool. Yeah, as you know, from a fan uh, perspective, I think uh, the sand was great. Yeah. As a writer, I would have hated no. it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Most <laughs> of them, it. most of them hated it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it kind of like brought in the nineties. We had sand section like before my time. You would land of a triple. Yeah. Sand, sand section yeah. and then a kind of like a double. In yeah. a turn, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Remind me of that a little bit, but that was sketchy though. Like you could see a lot of riders, oh, yeah. a lot of riders like struggle in that spot. But Just, for like TV and then being in the stands, like, it was cool. Yeah, it anytime they make mistakes, it's cool. Uh, you know, anytime the guys struggle a little bit, it's it's fine. So, so we need to make the guys like the tracks less. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, Anaheim too. Did you race? Were you racing at Anaheim Retro Night when they yes. built the '86 track? Yes, uh, 2008. Yeah, so everyone hated it. Yeah, it wasn't great. But I, it, was, it, it provided really good racing. Um, this one's from Jesse318. Who had a worse first weekend? Pulp Mix Fantasy at A1 or the Jetworks track crew this weekend in Canada? Oh, uh, did you see the Canadian Marina Cross highlights? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to show them to you. I don't know how I can pull them up, but... I only saw pictures, but it was... Yeah, just send me a link. I'll watch it. I'm going to try to find it right now because it's on Racer X. Um, Pulp Mix Fantasy. I mean, let's face it. What? The the side blew up or something? Mark's fucked it all up. <laughs> um, we, had, we, 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 we had a terrible first weekend, but we're back. We're back, right, Marks? Yeah, we're, we've been good. You're giving away a bike? Yeah, two bikes. Wow. Super. Eh? The... Thanks to Kawasaki for that. I found it funny that these Rockstar Canadian highlights, they're 40 seconds long because they do not want to show you anymore. Like, they just... <laughs> Here, DV. Here. Oh, yeah, I get oh, that I'll music see. on the mic. It's good music. Yeah, that's... Oh, you can put that up. Turn the volume up. But, but why is he muddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's indoors. That's an arena cross. There was a guy, like, going, like, backwards on the track at one point. Wow, it looks like uh, Millville 2006 <laughs> in the stadium. I mean, it, it rained. They brought the, the the dirt wasn't covered. It was supposed to be covered, I guess. It never was covered. It just sat outside until they showed up to put it in the arena. I feel like almost like uh, one year Toronto was like yeah, it's pretty yeah, pretty it wasn't close. that bad. But yeah, yeah, close to this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was insane. 
I'm going to still say Fulp Max Fantasy. This is pretty bad. If yeah, it's Fulp Max Fantasy was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Mathis, this one's from Brandon Knowles. Since you're staying home this weekend, can we get a live pulp show during the race like a few years ago? Nope. Why not? I'm busy. <laughs> Where are we going? Pookie and I are probably going out. Whoa. Yeah. Lover's weekend, bro. Like strip club? I don't know. I'm not a liberty to say. Post ejaculation remorse. <laughs> it's more like early ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's from Big Papa Yum Yum. DV, when you won Indio 2, <clears throat> excuse me, do you ever remember a time before or after? Get, Mark's getting choked up. He's getting choked <laughs> up when you pass an RC. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, DV, when you won Indio 2, do you ever remember a time before or after when a racer got booed by 50,000 fans like RC did that night? Yeah, I know. That was pretty bad. And I, I do not uh, think, they... think uh, Austria had anything to do with it, too. That's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, it was bad blood, um, not bad blood, but between Aussie and Travis, kind of like they got together earlier. Well, that RC season. switched to Honda that year. Yeah, I think. They didn't was really it like year? Him. Yeah, so they, that was, that was the crown year. when he got lowered with the King's crown and everything. People are like, "What do you think? You're better, McGrath." It started off on the wrong foot, yeah. and then it went from there. And then you know, and the thing is, Travis was a fan favorite yeah. anywhere. You know, it's like, uh, who's the fan favorite now? I don't know. Chad. <laughs> Tomac. Tomac gets. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you took out uh, Tomac and and a guy is not really liked, take him out, he's mm-hmm. going to get booed too. But that was actually, you could hear, that was really bad. All right. This one's from <clears throat> Adam Cohen. Steve. I got to meet Steve and Weed at Tampa for this weekend, and I asked Steve some fanny qu- fantasy questions. And Weege got angry. Then Steve kicked Weege out of our picture. Mm-hmm. By far the coolest guy I have ever met in the industry. Me? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I do, well, the guy said his, him and his chick, I think his chick was semi-hot, pretty hot. And he said, uh, hey, Mathis, can I get a photo? And I said, sure. You know. And then uh, I get the photo, and then he's like, we, he sees Weege, and he's like, oh, Weege, you too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you said photo with me. Not him, like, <laughs> no, not him. You'd want one with me. And then we just like, oh, okay, fine. So, yeah, nice guy. Um, what if he wanted Weege in it, too? He acted like it was just like he had to. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we just standing there. So, DV says he meets Pulp fans at the races who enjoy his column and yeah, him on the show. The community is big. We're everywhere, bro. Yeah. It's a cult. We're like... Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to think of some nerd term for him, but I lost it. So, all right. Thanks. Appreciate that. This one's from Matt Baca for DV. Is DV going to Coachella again this year? I'm still offering <laughs> up that beer from last year. Coachella, DV. God, we got hourly updates from Coachella. It felt like we were there, bro. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I've been the last few uh, few years. Um, I I don't think I can do it. There's a normally there's no race in one of the one of the um, um, weekend is off, and this year there's no weekend off in that mid April. Yeah. So last year Coachella was on Easter, and Who, that's the one I went to. Who's playing? Don't uh, we have Easter off again? Uh, yeah, we have Easter off. Yeah, but Easter is different than 
because last year was on Easter and then Easter weekend no race. So I went to first weekend and uh, I wanted to go. There's a few bands that I want to see there, but who's, and then I'm working. So who's playing? I don't know. Oh, okay. But there's a few like bands you don't know that I like that I would like to. It's always it's you never go. Last year I got lucky because Radiohead. You know, you buy the yeah. tickets, you don't yeah, know who's yeah, coming you, you out. You don't quite know, yeah. right? You don't know. So I got lucky because my favorite band, Radiohead, you know, was uh, aligning the first night. Yep. So that was great. Mm -hmm. But you don't really go for those, you know, the headliners. Yeah. It's all like the smaller bands that are pretty good. And you can go to the And small you brought your daughter Charlotte, right? Uh, two years two ago, years ago yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. I did. That was cool. She, right. And she wants to go because there's a lot of uh, artists and that she listened to like a guy named Russ I don't know him but she loves him and she is there and she keeps asking me every almost every day hey are we going to Coachella are we going to Coachella so we'll see I can buy one year I bought tickets driving to Coachella you know I, right. could, I could buy something last minute but um, so far I'm not going so no beer alright uh, another fantasy question from Chris Politsky. Are we talking about fantasy? Yes. On a percentage basis, basis, how many people pick riders for first lap lead? I, I don't know. I you, do. You do. You know. I do. Yeah. Um, anywhere from ten to twenty-five percent of people on a weekend uh, make the pick, except for the triple crown. Triple crown. 45% of people picked. I only did the triple count. That's it. And I'll do it again this weekend. What is that extra point? Yeah. Well, you have three if, chances to pick. Because you're guessing who's going to get to the, who's going to be leading the end of the first lap. Yeah. Not the for half a lap, the complete lap. No, the, the half a lap counts. Yeah. The first the, time was, you. Oh, I have it backwards. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was web this weekend and people are losing their minds because they think it should be Tomac, but official scoring goes by that first half a lap. So it was web. So. Oh yeah, whatever the official scoring is. Yes. Yes. Exactly, right. The first the first lap they they yeah, score. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes <clears throat> if the finish is really short, they won't count that. Right. If the, they, they count number 2 only. Yeah. It's it's uh determined I don't somehow determined somehow that this much track is open and that's one yeah, lap. Yeah. It, it has to be super consistent with the AMA, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and the amount of people that get it right for the triple crown, about twenty percent got it right. I that's a lot. That's got, a lot. I got one right, run Wong. Well, you got six chances, right? Three mains. Doesn't matter, right? No, Just, but you have three main of any. If your rider leads any of the three, ah, okay, okay. So the triple crown, your odds are better. Yeah, okay, I right. got it. Uh, the other rounds, it's uh, about two percent. Yeah. Is it that low? Yeah. Yeah, that's more what yeah. I would Yeah, I've think. never done it outside of the Triple Crown. Uh, when Hampshire got it last weekend, I think I think uh, it was like a half a percent. Yeah. Of the people that got it right. But you don't have to, to no, play. No, no, no. You don't have to pick it. No, look who's into fantasy now. <laughs> He's I'm, I'm trying to, to <laughs> you know, you, you've been talking about fantasy for two hours. So If we talk about it enough, people will just end up playing. Fantasy and Nets. That's our goal. You're going to have... Poor DV. He sucked in. Okay, let's do uh, this. Nick Come Palmer on. wants to know, DV and Steve, what are some crazy factory parts or bikes that you guys have tried or tested? 
besides the famous radiator lowering kit. Oh, I pioneered uh, that. Just listen to the Dave Arnold pod where you guys talked about the twin cylinder 125. Yeah, that's that's what Honda had in Japan. Um, we 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 weren't in the era of real cool works parts, you know, like yeah, we're the production raw era. So. Yeah, I mean, I think factory trannies. When you rode a bike with a factory transmission, it was pretty cool because you could noticeably tell how long the gears were, you know. Um, and then we we were like at the beginning of um, um, different mapping. Uh, for different gear, mm-hmm. you know, that was yeah. kind of new when we yeah. had it. So you could, uh, you know, less advanced for, uh, let's say, fourth gear in the whoops, so uh-huh. you wouldn't detonate, so less compression. And uh, we could adjust that. That was the beginning. Um, now, like, pretty much every stock bike. Remember the beryllium it. calipers we had for a little yeah. while? Those are trick. Yeah. Those we really- tried those um, um, six... Side hexagon, uh, hexagon, ex, uh, front axle, hexagon, yeah, yeah, hexagon front axle. Yeah, yeah, those were good. I like them. I, th- I thought you guys didn't like them. I don't remember. Yeah. That. Oh, I thought you guys didn't like it. Yeah, um, we, had, uh, we had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't nothing, nothing that cool. Yeah, production rules. Right. Our aluminum tanks were always sweet. I thought, like, just they look bitching, but whatever. Yeah. Aluminum tank. What was what was cool is I, you were not. I you got a Yamaha three. Yeah. In O2, we came up with the Ultra device. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That we're yeah. the first one to yep. show up with it. Yeah, I remember thinking and looking at it, and we kept thinking it was something inside the fork, and it was a hook through a plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it was a hook. Yeah. A hook and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one's from Keel. Like stovepipe. Mm-hmm. DV, what job in the MX industry sounds decently appealing to you? The one I'm doing. Training. The one I'm doing. Man, like, fr- man friend. The, but the one I'm doing, the way I'm doing it this year, where I'm, I can affect a lot of aspects of the program um, and one rider. I don't I, – you can't train four guys. You can't. I don't, I don't think, like, if you want to – like, if I want to do it my way – I can only do one guy. I can, I cannot, right. you know, I cannot miss half a lap of this guy, and I cannot watch half a lap of each guy during one lap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm always like pushing it where everywhere has to be good, so I can only do it with one guy. But that's basically it. I don't want to be manager. I don't want to be gear guy. I don't want to do goggles. What is this? Flagger. I don't want to be a mechanic. I don't want to be a race uh, director. Um, I don't know. Media? Or maybe something more like a failed, more like an executive uh, type of deal. What about podcast host? No. No. Good. Maybe more like something that affects like the, make maybe the racing better, maybe work on format, you know, like... All right, next but, question. But, All right, we got, we got it. Let's move on. You're just going to list everything. We got to go. This one's from Daniel Pierce. <laughs> if the format You're a was... dick. <laughs> it is a dick. Well, why everybody loves him? He's such a... There's pro. serious shit going on with those guys. Fuck you. Quit being a dick. All right. This one's from Daniel Pierce. 
If the format was changed to timed heat and mains, why are they still using a lap count to determine the type of restart on a red flag? Should that be based on time as well? Of course it should be, but they probably never looked at the rule book. It's just like there's no – I don't believe there's any pointing out – there's nine 250 West races or is it nine East races? Do you remember? I don't know. I think there's nine. We're losing DV. I think, there's nine, I think there's nine East. I think it's nine and nine. No, no, there isn't. I don't yeah, because there's. Uh, are you talking about uh, 450? Yeah. You mean? No, I'm talking about 250. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Okay, or maybe there's 10. Maybe there's 10 and 10 and and. Because they shoot out. Yeah, uh, there's two yeah. shared. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's 10 and eight. Anyways, um, the rules. There's no rules for pointing out of a 10 race series. Like you know how you have a certain number of points after yeah, eight races. Yeah, yeah. Or, there's nothing in the rule book about it. They just kind of forgot. They didn't even think about it. They're like, oh, wait. They pro-read it. They're going to pro-read it. Yeah, I guess. Somehow. It's just like last year when Savachi and Marty were going to point out, and they just changed the rule halfway through the year. Oh, hey, we're just going to change it. So, yeah, the guy's right. It should be by time, for but, sure. You know the restart? Yeah. It's stupid the way they do it, right? Um, uh, no. Don't I, you think, like, a roll stall would be better? Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a rolling one. But I, I think there, there should be a, an order. Yes, yeah. but the rolling but roll stop, it. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, roll it like uh, NASCAR type yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. You go through the finish line, green flag, go again. Oh, yeah, yeah. The way they did it, and then this guy, it wasn't a flagger. It was the guy with the helmet? Uh huh. Dig Doug. Um, he was still in the middle of the star straight when they started. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> Just get out of the way." There right. are ten west and nine east. Okay, yeah, so west. Yeah. All right, Marks. This one's from Chris Crutcher. How mad do you get walking past PC team and their dads are taking off their son's boots? Is that a thing? I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, no idea. I didn't know if this I, was I like know. a serious question. Yeah, I don't know either. No, no, I don't, no idea. Um, that's all I had. Okay. BTOsports.com. Call them. Tell them you're with Pulp Mex. They'll give you a hell of a deal on anything they have for your bike or body. Appreciate those guys at BTOsports.com. 702-586-7857. Give us a call anytime. Here's some voicemails from this week. You have this fast-forwarded two minutes. Did you mean to? No, I did not mean to. Okay. Great radio. This message here is for JT. I'm with you all the way, JT. I, I'm a through-and-through through Chad Reed fan, man. I get, I get where you can be biased sometimes. I'm biased sometimes, for crying out loud. But I'm here about halfway through the Dallas Supercross review, and I, I don't know what race you're watching, JT. There was no spunk. There was no fight. There was no Dyson. Did you see Chad Reed get passed by Benny Bloss? I mean, did, did you – what race were you watching, dude? The dude let Stewart do that to him all the time. Let Benny Bloss do it to him as well? So I don't, I don't understand what the fight is that you saw. I'm almost in agreement with you 100% of the time when it comes to Chad Reed stuff. But dude, 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 go back and watch that heat race and watch Benny Bloss go around Chad Reed like he's tied to a fucking tree. I mean, uh, angry. Hey, this is Chuck from Southern California. Flew to Dallas over the weekend, did a track walk, met up with JT. But after the race, we were walking out of the pit uh, on the street. Uh, the fly racing guy said, hey, kid, I'm 
gave my helmet, or gave my uh, little nephew a Blake Baggett autographed helmet to fly racing. So that really made his weekend. Anyways, a big shout out to Fly Racing. That's Chuck at 805. Uh, good job for, hey, bro, uh, for you, good job for Fly Racing. Yeah. Bro, you didn't scare me away. Hey, listen, I just surprised you guys. Ain't you don't remember the dude that was looking for oral sex? That you know how to perform it. The guy he's calling you to tell you that he is. We opened up his world. Bro, Kurt was his name. How do you not know that? Uh-oh. You got to be kidding me. This is a whole new world for this guy. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. He's, he, he wasn't good at it, and now it's opened up a whole new world, bro, like a kid in a candy store. You know what I'm saying? That is, you got to rejoice for that guy. I'm just surprised you haven't, you haven't, you haven't expanded on that. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Kurt, I'm, I'm so happy you called up with the update, you know? God bless him. Good for him, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just beautiful. And uh, the other thing, uh, uh, Steve, if you could do me a favor, uh, tell, uh, what's his name, Mr. Wheeler there, that I'm willing to spend the money, whatever this, the modification is for that, uh, for my 250. I don't want to get rid of that thing, bro. It's a blast from the past. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, you, I'm just not a, I'm not a, a mechanic, <clears throat> you know, with engine stuff. I'm do, you know, I could do basics, but I got my wrench. I got a dude that does my work. You just tell me what I got to do. Tell Chris to tell me what to do, uh, Mr. Wheeler there, and uh, and uh, I'll, I'll have my mechanic do it. What do I got to buy? I'll buy it. You know, let me know. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's it, bro. I'm good, and uh, good show. Good show tonight. And, uh, and uh, oh, yeah, beautiful uh, podcast that you did there with what's-his-name, uh, Mr. Alessi. Oh, man, Maria, man, that was freaking beautiful, bro. You know, it's transparent. But anyway, all right, I know you're getting out of there, man. Have yourselves a beautiful evening there. God bless. Talk to you later, man. Peace. Steve, love Pulp MX Show. Love the podcast. But fuck, you got to do something about that bumper music. Son of a fucking bitch. This whiny ass. Why do you get so mad? Suck ass fucking shit from REM. Southern nondescript bullshit. Fuck, man. Do something about that. Play some metal or something. Later. Jeez, angry, right? Hey, that shit on the back of uh, Darkseid's head, you know what that's called? That's a Texas tail whip, boy. Or a Nebraska neck warmer. Maybe Kentucky waterfall. A Tennessee trampoline. Mathis. <laughs> I hear I a few more. I just cut them off. I just cut them off. I, I get it, buddy. All right. Listen to the last week's show about Dallas, and you're talking about Dimebag Daryl, and JT had no idea who Dimebag Daryl was. I love the sound checks, but you were never allowed to do a sound check with JT because he doesn't know, he didn't know who Dimebag Daryl was. Anyways, all right. You know who Dimebag Daryl is? Pantera. Yes, good job. Come on, bro. JT didn't know that. Come on. Right? Walk. Right. That that song, Pantera Walk, is in, insane. I think I finally found out who the gay Suzuki rider is. It's Steve Mathis. <laughs> Seth Rarick this. Seth Rarick that. TV so likes this. Oh, he's so hot. Everyone wants him. It's way worse than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> worse than Nets. He was sitting in this he's chair last night and looked, hundreds looked hot. Hundreds of times. You know, it's funny the first ten, but come on, man. 
I'm waiting to hear the breaking news of Steve Matz's sex change so we can have a shot at him. Sorry for being confident in All my right, sexuality, wait. bro. Able to look at a man and, and comment on him. That's a good-looking man. I realize that might... Who, who was the that guy might be writer? I don't know. Remember that? <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. Right? That was like 03 or something. We were like, it's coming out this weekend. <laughs> it's coming out this weekend. Uh, the gay Suzuki rider was never discovered. That's the biggest Supercross myth ever. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, all right. Steve, it's Eli calling. Just had a quick question. Uh, I know there's more pressing questions, but I just caught my eye. So why aren't um, riders celebrating like they used to over the triples? I know this might sound silly, but I remember watching McGrath, Carmichael, Stu, Reed, they'd always throw whips, do a back or some tricks or pump their fists on the last lap when they're going over the triples. I don't see any of the riders doing that anymore. Do the teams tell them not to? Is there so much pressure to win that they don't want to mess up? Um, do they not have the personality uh, like we're used to seeing with MC and James and Ricky and all them? Uh, so I know you think. Thanks, Mike. DV, have you noticed? Like they don't, they haven't done parade laps at the you know the hot lap at the beginning of the night show forever yeah. because the guys weren't doing anything. They were being but, so lame. But I remember, like, dude, you we're used gonna to say again back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. But we used to have fun. We used yes. to like on slow laps. You know, in practice, you have your fast laps and then your lap time. But on slow laps, we would, like, whip on the finish line or, or like, on the triple. Or, like, Ricky would do, like, a a double can-can or whatever. Like, nothing. No, they they just said to the guys, you can't even do a hot lap anymore because you're not doing anything. You're just doing dead sailors. Like, you guys used to whip it. You used to do, like, your... your, your, In practice. Standing on the seat, wheelies. or Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't see why, you know. I guess it's. I guess they don't make enough money. They're just like, oh god, I make five million a year. That my life sucks. I can't whip it. Kill me, kill me now. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't see riders have no, fun you anymore. Don't. You don't. You don't see them go no. like a free riding. I'm not saying like jump the freeway like <laughs> the other idiots doing. <laughs> right. But you know, have some fun. Just do like a, a like a thirty foot, you know, step up and. You know, whip it in the winter once in a while. Maybe they saw that you know? Yamaha rider who was leading the Supercross <laughs> points get hurt. That was a hairy jump, though. And maybe they said, we don't want anything to do with that. That, yeah, guy blew the, that guy blew the series championship by that magazine shoot. Maybe they thought of that. Yeah, but you, you got to. That was stupid. But you can <laughs> you can do. The, the jump was dangerous, too. And then there was a couple that were bad there. But you can just go out fun. Even like go in the hills when it rains and just do like a turn track. You know, you don't see guys do that anymore. Have fun and then no. just just ride. Even like trail ride. You know, they, I don't know. It's yeah. like very, you know, they're like robots. Yeah, I know. Just do 25 laps, one open, and that's it. If you, if you whip the bike, you get docked. All right. Half a salary. Hey, I had a question, uh, uh, mechanical question. So I ha- I have a uh, an 05 KTM 250 EXC, uh, which I love, and then also a, uh, a 14. And uh, the clutch cover on those are, they, the patterns are the same, they fit, but the older bike has a, uh, the 
clutch plate stick out further, so the clutch cover is a little bit larger. So my question is this, would it be a benefit on the 14 to use that larger clutch cover and be able to have a little more oil capacity for events like, you know, King of the Motos and uh, Extreme Enduros, things like that, just to help maintain temperature a little bit better, that sort of thing. Um, just a, a question, something that I had pop in my mind. Uh, but, yeah, hey, I appreciate having Kiefer on. appreciate the uh, a little bit more of an off-road bend uh, because, Steve, like you, I don't like to jump, and uh, I've never been able to do it. So I don't even try. I stay on the ground. I like the desert. And, uh, yeah, so just curious about that. Anyways, thanks. Bye. Yeah, I don't think a larger clutch cover is going to help your oil capacity. That's not really where the oil sits. You know, he's, I think he's talking about it's wider, yeah. right? Or it's, it comes out longer. Like that, that's not. Well, maybe they're, like the clutch, uh, the clutch uh, basket was maybe yeah. bigger before with extra plates, or maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think that's really going to help you as far as that goes. You could add a little bit. You could always add more oil though than what your owner's manual say. You can add a little bit more oil, and you'll be all right. Just don't go crazy. From West Virginia, big fan of the show. Uh, I keep hearing references to this Rhino reality show, and I can't find it anywhere. Where can I find that? Is it on YouTube or Amazon or what? Yeah, look Thanks. for look for uh, IB Corp Supercross 2018. Have you watched any of these? I watched the first one, and I need to watch. And it. I watched the first one on. <laughs> Your old guy Brent is on there. No, Brandon is a fifty-one fifty guy. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, forgot. It's Monty, Brent. Yeah, it's Brett Leaf. <laughs> yeah, Brett Leaf. It's like is old more school. Like a yeah, sub subcontractor. Yeah. Right, kind of. Dave yeah. died for a while. I think Dave dies out now. I don't know. Um, it's called Racetrack Supercross. Race. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Check that out, everybody. We, we like we like the facts. You know, he has the facts. Right no, there. yeah, that's what he does. He has yeah. facts. He's he's facts guy. Um. Yeah, you like that? All right, everybody. Oh, we like that. Nick Way, Blake Baggett, Chad Reed. Which interview did you like the best tonight, DV? Uh, they were all good. Let's put it this way. Oh, looks like the producer did a good job aligning yeah. these up. That's me. Mm, I think I like all of them. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks to uh, all of our guys. D DV, I'm going to list off our guys. So I can go home now? I can order my Uber? Yeah. Are you paying for my Uber? Uh, yeah, I gave you extra money in that wad of cash I gave you earlier. So. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm going to let stuff our sponsors, okay? Maybe Mark's going to take you back. He can be your personal Uber. Where are you going, Mark? Sunset and 215. Are, are you going by the strip? No. All right. Get, get an Uber. Sunset 215. I saw you go around, right? Yeah. So you buy the Sun Boyd? No, no, the other way. Sunset 215. I'm... I'm Southwest. All right, Davey, I'm going to name off our, our sponsors. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? We, we got in trouble last time. With Did this, we? Like a what? couple hours ago. What'd you do? I talked you say shit something about was, yeah. something was garbage? Yeah. Okay, forget it then. We're not going to do that. No, let's do it. I'll, do, I'll okay. be nice. I'll All right, be nice. okay. Here we one go. One world? One world? What? No, just first phrase, first rider, first company, whatever comes to your mind. All right. All right. Uh, com. JT. Fly racing. JT. Race tech suspension and engines. Uh, my wife, my wife, ex-wife worked for them. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, Why well, we use our moto concepts? Uh, Gear Alloy. I'm not familiar with that company. Roost MX. Great radio, bro. Vertex Pistons. Compression. Good one. X brand goggles. Clear vision. Michelin Starcross 5. Hooking up. Maxima USA. Dogger. FMF. Don Emner. Works Connection. Steve Lamson. Atlas Neck Brace. Vitopoto. W Wheels. Uh. Josh, and what's his name? John Anderson. Anderson. John Anderson. John Anderson. Yeah. Guts Racing. Good seats. Yeah, you like, you've used Guts? Yeah. Or you've, you've, uh, we yeah. use them at Motor Concepts. Okay. Yeah, they are a good company. Yeah. Guts Racing. Bubble Max 2018, the code to save at Guts. Get Data. Uh, Truman. Truman. I like that. That'll all work. Um, thanks to you people for listening. Thanks to Swiss Corn Moser. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to DV. Was it good coming back up? Thank you. Yeah, finally back here. I know. It's been too long. We got to do it again. Like, we'll do the same way. Same, But just let me know before I book my flight this time. All right. So well, I can you're do, welcome I could do, like, a multi-city trip. Why don't we get you in here with, um, like, McGrath? No. <laughs> with uh, the Rocco. Uh, no. Chicken? Ah. Ah, chicken. No, Bracho. I don't think we can get you a bad shot. He doesn't. I'll, I'll, I would pay you. Well, maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> Damon Bradshaw, everybody. Nah. I don't think Bradshaw would have any interest in coming here for a show. Yeah, I bet. I can barely get a hold of him for interviews. And, and he, when I do get an interview, he doesn't want to talk about anything. Yeah, he's. Uh, he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't care. He's my old. It's like. Yeah, no, you love him. For music, there's Radiohead. There's, yeah. there's, the second for me in music is so far behind yeah. that I cannot tell you who's my second favorite. Right. It's the same with Bradshaw. There's Bracho, and then behind is like, you know, a thousand miles, and then the other guys. I'm like... Bubba, come on. Bubba's got to be... Yeah, I, I love Bubba, but Bubba is more my era, yeah, so right. it's difficult to be... Do you um, have any Bracho memorabilia? You do, don't you? Yes, I have a sign poster, and I have two jerseys. Which one? What numbers? Um, last is last year. Ten? Ten, yeah. Axel. And I have a arena cross one. Oh, you do? And no, no fear, fear forty five. Yeah. I got I got a pants there. I bought those on eBay. Yeah, I would love to have. Uh, I I love to have like his uh, and ninety one number eight yeah. or ninety two number four. Right yeah, sure. right the great David Villeman in studio here on the Pulp of Mech Show. Marks, thank you, thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I... I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.